Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is the unofficial One Piece podcast for the week of Monday, December 24th, 2012. This is episode 249, the season finale for season five of the podcast, entitled Congratulations. My name is Zach. And my name is Ed. Congratulations. You have just won a Steve. Congratulations. 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 It's Greg. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, we have this is this is going to be an episode for the history books. Um, and not just because it's probably incredibly long, um, but because we have some... You don't say. <laughs> it's, it's really going to be one for the record books. This might beat the marathon cast. I'm not sure as I'm recording this. Um, but we have such unbelievable stuff for you. This is our last episode of the season. We'll return after this one on January 8th. But this might take up your entire vacation between then and now I, to listen to this episode. And really, listen to the whole thing. Like, it's because it's good. Um, first, we have Greg's unbelievable story. Uh, I don't even want to spoil what it's about. Uh, so <laughs> It's about goblins. <laughs> it's, it's good. Um, plus, uh, he also gave us some cool tidbits and uh, secrets from uh, the One Piece Film Z movie. Uh, that we hinted to last week, and that'll be on this episode. Um, as Steve said at the beginning of the last episode, why even listen to that one? No, that one has some great stuff, too, uh, about going through the entire movie, and I hope you guys listen to that. Uh, but on this episode, we have uh, Greg's Amazing Journey. We have uh, a manga recap for Chapter 691, including a full segment, which probably lasted longer than I think, uh, for the cut co- the cover page the color spread uh the marine color spread that we kind of talked a lot about i think up to this point um and we go through every single character essentially it's a lot of fun uh i hope you guys enjoyed that uh hopefully some anime recap that's uh on this episode uh some news some piece together our top five of 2012 um I think that's everything for this episode. But before we get into it, we have released a Christmas special, uh, which is very hopefully done and out by the time we're talking right now. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> what Zach meant to say was, I think we should have a Christmas special out by the time you're hearing this. By the time um, you hear this, if you're not, if if that's not the case, sorry. <laughs> uh, it it'll very likely be out. Uh, it's 
a very good Christmas special. I, I'm very proud of it. Um, the stuff that uh, we've recorded as of this recording have been hilarious and a lot of fun. Um, and if you haven't listened to last year's, that one is great as well, the Hody Jones Christmas special. So give that a listen as well. Um, really, you don't want to miss these kind of things. The Christmas specials are some of the, like, we put a ton of work into it, and they're a ton of fun to listen to and make. Um, so you're missing out if you don't uh, pay attention to those. And it's the one time of the year I like forced, like I force myself to sing. I can't sing. So <laughs> <laughs> have we made that clear yet? Um, if, if if it's not clear, listen to the previous. <laughs> I think I think that's every specials. I think that's everything. Uh, but Greg, it, I mean, this is this is like your episode. There's so much, Greg. Part two. Part two. <laughs> maybe maybe too much, Greg. But. Um... <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I, I, it makes up for not being on much this year. Are your vocal cords ready for this amazing episode? Are you ready to talk for like five hours? I, I have a glass of scotch next to me, so we're ready. <laughs> Perfect. Um, so why don't we get into it? You ready? I. Hey everyone, it's time for the news from Fire Crouch, but also with Greg. Hey Greg. It's a veritable Greg Festa. Today, yes. Um, So before we get into the first piece of news, it's the first time you were in Edge Jump Festa this year, but there's still news. They didn't stop it completely. (sighs) They did as much as they could to stop the news, but what can you do? (laughs) Um we have some, uh, I think first, the, some of the more exciting stuff to come out is that we have uh, voice actor announcements for the uh, Punk Hazard in Japanese. Um, so first, Caesar Clown's voice. Want to tell us about who's playing that? Um, actually, I, I don't know the, the fellow's name. Um, I, oh, wait, it's... Um, Ryusei Nakao. Ryusei Nakao. And... Um, if you don't, if you're not familiar with that, as as I am, I wouldn't hear it and know it immediately offhand. But when you hear the voice, I think any anime fan will know exactly who that is, regardless of your generation. Um, he's the voice of Frieza, the um, uh, I believe also the uh, some famous uh, what you call it, a fist of the North Star mm-hmm. voices as well. Um, just just an incredible. I mean, if you're a One Piece fan strictly, then you know him as Doctor Indigo uh, from Strong World. Uh, but just an amazing voice actor. Um, he's been in One Piece previously, as I'm sure you know, in the uh, award-winning Apis arc. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, you know, we were very happy to have him there. Um, but, um, you know, now back as a major canon character, um, Caesar Clown, just incredible news. I don't know. Are you excited about this? I am incredibly excited. Um, I think there, there, it literally fits as much as you could possibly fit uh, a voice actor to a character. So, um, very yeah. excited. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm hard pressed to think of um, many voice actors' names. I mean, there's the the big ones, obviously. I mean, uh, um, uh, Goku's voice actor uh, Nozawa, and obviously now you know Tanaka Mayumi. Um, a, cu- a couple of them, you know, come to mind when I when I hear their names. Um, but, uh, I, I really am not familiar with too many of the, of the quote unquote famous, uh, voice actors and actresses in Japan. 
So when I hear, you know, like, oh, this this person will be doing their voice or that voice, and et cetera, et cetera, I think like, it, it doesn't really phase me. Um, in the rare occasions when I do, like, for example, when I heard that um, uh, Yao would be doing uh, Frankie's voice, it was like, what? Uh, all right, okay. And I mean, now, of course, you know, I can't unhear him as, as Yao. <laughs> um, but this is the first time in a long time where I heard the announcement and said, that is a perfect choice in casting, and I cannot wait to hear this character. Yeah, I feel the same way. We also got um, one other cast announcement, and that's for Kinemon, who will be voiced by uh, Kenyu Horiuchi, Hori- uh, who also played uh, uh, Sasaki-san on uh, Bakuman, uh, and uh, Jerry Seinfeld on Seinfeld. Um, so that's, that's a, that's a very cool announcement. And then the bigger announcement. What is the deal with Mekons? <laughs> okay. Sushi. <laughs> We're going to get on. a lot of those really terrible jokes once he shows up in the anime. Yeah. Um, just going to be ri- riddled with them. Uh, but there's one other piece of news that came from, uh, Jump Festa. And that is that, uh, Oda at the, uh, stage event. Mentioned that we're going to have uh, new developments are going to begin in 2013, which I think he means. In Oda this. teased new developments. This is the first time this has happened in years. It uh, is. I think, yeah. I think since Jump Fest uh, 2008, which goes back to like 2007. Um, I think this is the first time where he's actually really teased something. I mean, we've had other exciting announcements. There was one really stinker year. I think maybe maybe three years back now where it was just like there was nothing i mean like it was fun to be there and everything but i felt really bad because i came out of it with like him just being like yeah uh, some exciting things will happen it was like what um but but this is really exciting uh he mentioned that new species are going to be involved in the story new species all right i've got a comment on that but we'll we'll keep it moving um, and that someone dangerous is going to be on the move within the next three to four chapters. He handed in the manuscript for it, and that's usually how long that takes, uh, three to four weeks. Yeah, so this new species, I don't know, um, unless it's something that hasn't been mentioned before, I don't think we, we can guess anything besides the um, either the the snake, the snake uh, neck, the snake-necked uh, race, or the, um, uh, the mink race. And Snake Neck, you know, possibly, I know we've come up with this several times before, but that might be possibly a Moria. Um, but the Mink Race, what is the mysterious Mink Race? Hmm. Unless it's something entirely new that isn't even sold at the human auction. Hmm. And someone dangerous, on, uh, someone dangerous, someone uh, dangerous, I don't know what you have to think about this, but um, I don't know, Blackbeard? I mean, we're at the end of an arc, which usually means some big developments and uh, a lot of views about um, around the world, what's happening around the world. So um, I'm hoping we get to see Blackbeard aware that the the Straw Hats are back in business. Yeah, I think that's been the overriding prediction. Uh, We'll find out in soon, probably (laughs) very soon. Um, Okay, so we have other pieces of news, too. Uh, Not from Drum Fest, I believe it or not. Uh, first, Volume 69 was originally meant to come out in February, but um, according to Shonen Jump's website, it won't be out until March. There's no date set on that yet. Uh, no clue why that was delayed, but uh, there you go. Uh, One Piece Season 4, Fourth Voyage in the United States is coming out on March 19th, 2013. 
Uh, that's a pretty big one as well as we continue water seven. That's um, that's fantastic news. I went to the, um, uh, the video store yesterday just in the mall, people watching for the first time in America in two and a half years. And I specifically went in search of, of One Piece and I didn't see a lot on the shelf. So good good job, guys. Uh, and Greg, you want to re- read um, – pick a story that we haven't done yet. It's up uh, to you. What do we got here? Namco Bandai Games? Mm-hmm. All right. Has announced that uh, One Piece Warriors 2 will be released in Japan on March 20th. Yay! That's super exciting. And just thinking about that date, isn't that uh, – it's a little bit more than a year. But it's really close to, to uh, almost exactly a year apart from number one. I think so. I mean, I know they had a preview of one at last year's Jump Festa, and they had a preview of two at this year's Jump Festa. So. Yeah, very exciting. Um, I'm really looking forward to that. I hope they've improved it uh, vastly. I don't know how they're going to work that out exactly, because I saw in some of the promo shots, you see New World Zoro fighting like God's Army. So that's... Yeah. A little bit. Oh, okay. All right. Whatever. But um, yeah, I'm just just so excited about it. Um, especially the the potential of uh, Blackbeard in there again, um, as perhaps something more than just uh, one of the one of the boss kind of characters. So. Um, also, uh, Bandai Namco Games is coming out uh, with a second set of One Piece uh, watches. Uh, following the first set, One Piece and G-Shock wristwatches last March. The G-Shock One Piece Straw Hat Crew Limited Edition ships out in March of next year for 18,500 yen. That's an expensive $219.55. As opposed to the first version DW5600 base model, these watches will be DW6900. Oh. (laughs) You could pre-order one of the limited 3,000 pairs of watches from Bandai Namco Games online store Lala Bit Market. And, uh, why don't we end our news segment with some ratings news? Uh, Greg, take it, take that away. It's at the top. All right. For the week of December 10th to the 16th on Oricon Japanese comic rankings, One Piece compilations to the 20th log debuted at 15th place. It sold an estimated 53,877 copies. One Piece number 68 also made it to the list for its seventh week. It sold about 39,433 copies for a grand estimated total of 2,604. 46,527 copies. Yeah, still has a way to go to get to that 3 million mark, so let's cross our fingers there. Uh, volume 68 is also a really good one. So, um, Anyway, that's it for the news. You want to get on to the next segment, Greg? I am so ready. I'm already there. everyone it's time for a little special addendum to uh last week's one piece film z uh stuff so uh here with ed and greg hey guys uh greg's gonna be doing most of the talking uh there's some pretty cool trivia uh that you've picked up from z and we're also gonna go through volume 1000 can't forget about that um so do you want to go through some of the cool stuff you've seen there's some really stuff i'd be very excited about (laughs) if you guys have any questions or things you've seen in trailers or uh want to talk about the music or anything please by all means uh do let me know stop me at any time uh you can also you can also tweet those questions at greg and i'm sure he'll answer them um on twitter or something right i will attempt to my twitter is exploding (laughs) 
<laughs> what did, I, I have to check what you're up to during this, but yeah, go on. Sorry. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, just little little things. Some some important. Some not. Uh, some maybe important. Uh, it, one of the production companies involved with this, uh, I guess, is somehow involved with uh, the, the company that made Despicable Me, uh, because it begins with a, a, a logo for a company, and it has one of the, the minions uh, coming out, pushing a logo. And that was just like, wait, what? Am I in the right movie here? So that was, that was strange. Um, you know, the minions are those little yellow things. They talk like, ah, ah, ah. right. Um, yeah. No? No Despicable uh, Me? I, I, know, I know what they are. Yeah. Cool, cool. All right. Um, let's see. I mentioned this earlier before, but uh, all of the, the uh, Neo Marines, they're all black. Uh, so obviously the, the complete opposite. Even the soldiers, their uniforms are black. So again, more of the opposite, the overturned Marines uh, theme going on. Uh, the S Smash Buster, I believe. Uh, Smasher? Battle, Battle Smasher is, I believe, the, the arm. The arm itself. And that is the official name of it. Uh, he also has two named attacks. One of them, I couldn't tell. One of them sounded like uh, Smash Tornado, but I wasn't sure about that. And the other one, I'm pretty sure, is called Smash Buster. Can I just, say those, Buster, can I just say those both sound like Hulk moves? Right? Yeah. <laughs> and, sorry, and Smash Buster is the one that sounds like the Lost Monster. So. <laughs> okay, okay. It, it sounds like a taxi cab. No, the cash res the receipt register yeah except like more powerful and that could probably smash your head off um i bins, like the smoke monster <laughs> bins bins is huge um i didn't realize this until i saw one particular scene where he was standing behind uh ein and he just like towered over ein so bins is, is actually physically huge um also of note is that kizaru also calls uh zed uh sensei uh, again, if, if you're if you're listening to this and you don't quite understand what I'm saying, I highly suggest you listen to the podcast where I went through uh, and reviewed yeah. film. Um, he at one point he calls him Sensei at first, but then he, he later calls him Zephyr, and uh, Zed gets pissed about that. He's like, "No, I threw that name away," and so that's our first hint at early on in the movie that his name was, was Zephyr and he was a different person. Uh, so right, we. One of the, the points here I'm, I'm going to talk about later is that looking at what are the new positions of everyone, the new ranks of everyone in the Marines, because we have changing up of people. People who were uh, formerly Chujo or Vice Admiral are probably, you know, still most of them are, are Chujo. So looking at them, we can pretty much assume uh, that a blue circle on the arms, they have decoration on the arms, a blue circle on the arms. Uh, excuse me, on none of the arms, on the shoulder, on the shoulder, they have kind of like shoulder pad decorations uh, that go with their their uh, kind of cloaks. Um, a blue circle indicates a vice admiral, and Borsellino is very clearly gold. He has a, a gold, it's solid gold in the center, um, kind of uh, design on his uh, on his cloak. Uh, one of the things to look out for when you're watching the movie are the shots of Zed's eyes. Um, you see them frequently throughout the film uh, at, at several points um, where you see he obviously never removes the sunglasses. Uh, but there are certain points where you see an eye or a flash of an eye or when he's talking to someone about the past. And you can actually see his eyes, if you look closely enough, darting around 
underneath the sunglasses. Uh, that was an incredibly, uh, I guess, I, I want to say smart, but clever. It was an incredibly clever decision on the part of the directors to give him some kind of a personality and not just make him a, a machine. Because otherwise he looks just like a, kind of like a Terminator going through the movie. Um, but that's a way to give him a kind of uh, personality and to kind of set things up for the final scene of the movie. To, to show you and where he um, where he has a, a, a final stand. Uh, one of the uh, the bottles of, of sake that uh, Zoro is is drinking is called the Shichibukai. It's it's it literally says Shichibukai, the seven the seven armed seas on it. Um, so I don't know, maybe they have their own kind of sake brand. Pretty cool. Uh, do listen for Brooks. Uh, I guess I'm going to guess it's ad-libbed song in the background. He sings a song about poison because uh, Usopp is, is um, uh, putting a bug spray on his, on his garden and um, it, it poison, it kind of uh, gets into the milk that Chopper's drinking and uh, Chopper's like, Oh my God, I'm being poisoned. And everybody's like, no, it's been a poison incident. And like, everybody's like in a panic, but Brooke is just like, all right, now I'm going to sing a po- a song about, Poison, and he just for about two or three minutes, he's just going on in the background, just jamming about poison. <laughs> Everybody's just talking, and he's just like, "Poison, poison, poison, drinking down poison." What is he it's, smoking? It's a crazy mofo. <laughs> uh, look for the watering can that that Robin uses. It's a zombie watering can. It was designed by Oda, and when it when water comes out of it, it makes a uh, sound. It's only in the movie for like a second, but do look out for it. It's just a neat thing. Uh, Zoro's wearing glasses, or at least um, uh, sunglasses, on board uh, the Sunny. That's pretty weird. Um, usually, you don't see Zoro wearing those kind of things unless someone has coordinated co- coordinated his outfits. I um, think we've might... talked a little bit about the product placement, and I remember there was that the One Piece eyeglasses from a couple years back too. Oh right, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. This movie is overrun with product placement, but um, except for the Sanji lighter, which is made obnoxious and rightfully so, uh, I don't think any of it stands out. So um, it, it's cool. Like they wear Armani at one point, uh, and the only the, you wouldn't know it unless you watch the end credits. But like, uh, what is it? Um, Brooke. The reason they're wearing such like nice suits and stuff is because Brooke coordinated it for them. So it's like, oh, all right, that, that makes sense. Um, do, do, do. Sanji makes a drink for Nami, and it's called the Orange Special. And if you look closely enough at it, there are actually three straws in the drink, which probably means that he intended Nami, Sanji, and uh, Robin to drink from it all at the same time. You know, like some kind of lovely drink thing, whatever. Uh, that that information was not in anywhere that I've read. I just kind of extrapolated that. Menage a drink. <laughs> episode title. Um, I, I wish if this weren't the last episode. <laughs> oh, okay, right. Okay. Uh, yeah. Then we go into the opening. The opening is very cool. Oh, if you watch the opening closely enough, you'll see that uh, it hints at the final matchups at Zoro versus Ayn and Sanji versus Bins. Frankie's also wearing glasses on board. Again, that's weird. Uh, 
uh, Usopp has glass. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, I was wondering if, if perhaps everybody on board has, ah, that's right. I did. I made a memo of it. Cool. Good. Everybody on board is wearing glasses, sunglasses, except for Luffy and Chopper. And I think that's because they all, they're both wearing obnoxiously huge hats. Um, I think (laughs) that's why everybody else uh, has, you can't can't have too much headwear. I mean, that's, that's just distracting. Cranium accessories. Exactly. Thank you. Flashbacks. There are some Zet flashbacks in the movie that I'm sure everyone will want to pause when um, when the DVDs come out uh, because things just like flash very quickly. Uh, one of one of the phrases that you hear Zet use constantly, and especially in the uh, in the trailer, you'll hear Zet say. Um, you, you guys have probably heard this if you've listened to the trailer enough times. You might even recognize it. But subete no and that means I will crush all of the, the, the pirates. I will crush and grind all of the pirates. And that's kind of like what he does. That's his, his thing is to crush the dreams of people. He says it constantly throughout the movie. Uh, he refers to Luffy as Mugiwara Boshi. Zet, that's how he calls. One of the big things, I don't know if it, they make a big deal of it in English, but it's how the characters refer to each other with their names and whatnot. Like, for instance, did you know that... Um, uh, Zoro or uh, Sanji actually calls Zoro by name only a few times, but uh, without calling him son or adding something, uh, only a few times in the, in the actual series. Um, usually when the two of them are alone. So like, it's a big thing paying attention to how P characters refer to each other. Um, and Zet calls uh, Luffy Mugiwara Boshi. Uh, Smash Buster. Uh, Zet. No, no, that's not important. Oh, but this is important. (laughs) All right. So the Marine scene, all of the Marines are gathered together and they have a big meeting that I was, I was mentioned in the, in the previous episode. And, uh, I was, I was quick to try to look at, at, uh, the, the shoulder pads here, uh, the shoulder pad designs to see if I could possibly spot who the new admiral, who one of the new admirals might be. And I'll be damned. There was one of the characters, one of the the characters that we know previously from the series, one of the Marines who has, and I was made absolutely sure to check this gold shoulder pads. Do you know who that character is? Ed, would you like to venture a guess? Um, Jonathan. <laughs> Jonathan. Okay. All right. That yeah. That's that's going for the miners. All right. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. He's not even a canon character. Uh, is he? That's, that's, uh, yeah, but you know, I might be trying to bring him in. That's cool. It's cool. <laughs> I get it. I get it. All right. Okay. Here's a big hint. You will laugh when you know the answer. For the most wonderful of reasons. Mm. And a bigger hint, I wish we had Steve on right now. Oh, oh, look. Oh. Oh, look. (laughs) It's Strawberry. One piece. (laughs) Wow. Yes, if you can believe it, Strawberry has gold shoulder pads. Now, I told you, bitches, I told you all. 
No way, that's what you meant by the strawberry <laughs> thing. I should have been listening earlier. This, if this turned out to be true, this is Zach's moment to shine. <laughs> you have no idea how how long I've known that he would be the inevitable next admiral for one piece. <laughs> and I can't even keep a straight face for that. God. Now, please, please don't start updating wikis or anything because, I mean, uh, we just don't know. This hasn't been confirmed. Um, it, he might even just have gold shoulder pads for some weird reason. Um, but I checked it multiple times throughout the movie, and he definitely does have gold shoulder pads, as does Borsalino. And uh, the only people that have different color shoulder pads that are extremely high up are Sudu. And Sudu is, is kind of more of uh, a communications individual, so um, that, that makes sense for her. Uh, the other person is Garp, and Garp is actually in, in the movie uh, for two scenes. And he has black and white striped shoulder pads. Uh, so they also obviously were paying very close attention to them. So that might be the first hint that freaking Strawberry is is the next uh, admiral. So if it turns out to be true, folks, you heard it here first. Um, let's see what else are little little fun details to to go check out. Um, I really should have guessed Doberman. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest. Strawberry's kind of far fetched, but Doberman? Why Doberman? Because he, he has this, no. He has the same attitude as Hakainu does. Oh, you know, Doberman has a really cool scene in awesome. in the movie uh, during the emotional final stand of Z. Uh, Doberman actually his his eyes are like his eyes are closed, and he actually starts to tear up, and um, that was an interesting choice. Uh, I think those two must have been very close. Very cool. Interesting. Yeah, I would not have um, expected that. The, the I mentioned the sea train, which is a mindfuck in and of itself. Mm. I wonder if that's canon or not, the sea train coming into the new world. Because that's like, what? You drilled a hole in fucking red line? How did that happen? Um, yeah, that makes no sense. Unless it becomes a regular train. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just, what? So um, you have the sea train and it is running. Uh, one of the crossing bars at one point. I don't know if they, they stole it or what, but, I mean, it literally says Los Angeles, California on the crossing bar. <laughs> oh an extremely God. small font. So um, do check that out. Uh, also, Usopp changes his laugh when he's in disguise. He laughs like, gisa, 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 gisa. Um, I'm not sure why that is. I don't know the joke behind that quite yet. Uh, Kuzan has a really cool line. I brought this up briefly during... The, the last episode, but uh, look, think about it a little bit more here. Um, this is another reason why I think it might not be canon. And Luffy and the the rest of the people who were with Luffy in the hot spring, they know that Kuzan fought Akainu. So they shouldn't have been surprised about that on Punk Hazard. Uh, he actually tells them about it. He doesn't tell them the reason. He doesn't tell them the details of it. But they, they literally do know that he, he fought him. Uh, I believe Luffy even asks, so you fought Akainu, or so why did you fight Akainu, or something like that? Well, they did talk about that in Fishman Island. Um, they, but I don't think the crew talked about it. No, they did, with Jinbei. Remember when he went through the two major events that happened in the world? It was uh, Blackbeard becoming uh, one of the four emperors, and... Akainu and Aokiji fighting. But and was, Aokiji was, becoming... Well, I mean, we assume not. 
Because Luffy never pays attention. <laughs> he was asleep, wasn't he? Yeah. Who the hell knows? I, it's, yeah. I wasn't paying attention to what Luffy was doing. <laughs> if he doesn't well, even take the care to pay attention, why should I pay attention to him paying attention? Regardless, um, the uh, a- after they leave the hot spring, uh, Kuzan asks something very interesting. And it says, uh, does One Piece exist because pirates are here? Or do pirates exist because of the One Piece? And he also asks, what what came first, people or dreams? Um, and it's what, what Z wants to do is basically destroy One Piece to destroy the pirates. So um, that's that's an interesting question that I would like to see dealt with in the series. Uh, go through more battle information. Uh, Gear Second is dealt with very nicely. Also, Kembushoku. Um, I think how they were trying to illustrate Kembushoku is they gave Luffy like a red eye after effect. Like, you know, um, you see shots where car lights are like kind of like, ooh, I don't know how to describe it, like Fast and the Furious kind of style where they seem to follow the car. Yeah, like that delayed kind of yeah. open, what do you call that? Vapor trails. Yeah, vapor trails. Nice. Yeah. They, they have that kind of effect when he uses Kembushoku during one point. So like he, he's dodging bullets, and his eyes do that for a moment. So I think the overall, you see Luffy use uh, Kembushoku, um, Haoshoku, and uh, Busoshoku, all, all in the movie, all during the course of the movie. So um, I think they tried to give that a, a nice little theme there to show you that, hey, they're using this right now. Uh, let's see. Again, talking about uh, the uh, Zephyr. Zet mentions that uh, Sanji has has sins of the past. Uh, what what might some of those be? Uh, ah, the 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 sherry. Um, Zet's drink of choice. Is a is a sherry uh, liquor, and it's it's called Jerez, J E R E Z. Uh, excuse me, J E R E Z. Sherry is kind of a sweet cooking wine. Yeah, yeah. He drinks that, yeah. and I was like, "What? All right, okay." And um, that's what he drinks, and he, he he drinks it in a specific 750 milliliter bottle, and uh, it comes out multiple times, and. Kuzan even mentions that, you know, when I was when I was a young pirate or excuse me, when I was a young Marine, I used to drink this, too, because you drank it and I thought it would be cool. It'd be cool. thing. he's like, yeah, he's like it is. It is the coolest drink. So hmm. evidently, also, I was speaking with um, when I was on the way to Shueisha, I brought that up because it's, it's written very small on, on the label of Sherry. And I was like, no, that's interesting that they, they chose Sherry. And he was like, yeah, he said, actually, the director spoke about that. I spoke with that. I spoke about that topic with the director and he said he spoke about that with Oda and they, they took some time about, you know, what they wanted to decide whether, what it should be, what would be appropriate for an, a cool old man that was a Marine to drink. So I was like, hmm, all right, okay. Cooking one. And okay, there's, uh, this is, I don't know, completely useless, but cool trivia. There's a scene where they're all in the rain and I took note of the colors of each of the umbrellas. Uh, Brooke has a yellow umbrella. Usopp has a purple umbrella. Nami has a red. Kuzan has a black umbrella. Zoro's is deep green. Sanji's is blue. 
Robbins is orange and Chopper's is pink. So all very careful about rainbow colors. That was incredibly important. <laughs> I don't know. It, it will I be. lost my wit. I lost my wit on that one. Yeah, um, it, it will be actually something because, like, you know Oda had a hand in that. So they weren't just like, oh, let's give this character this color. You know, he was like, no, this character wouldn't use that. So Maybe there's a color spread coming with umbrellas. One thing I was wondering about is the pink <clears throat> thing that appears to be a scarf on Binz's head. Uh, his hair is, is, like, bright pink. So I'm wondering if that isn't his his uh, a scarf in so much as it is actually his hair wrapped around his chin. Uh, I'm wondering if that's actually what that is. <laughs> uh, let me. I just have to search up uh, a little piece of Japanese here, because so, this is very important. Because I don't want to to mess it up, since it is such an important line. But Luffy actually reveals what um, the straw hat is to him. Uh, Zet confronts him about it, and he says, "What? What is this? What does this mean to you? Why do you? Why are you doing this for this?" And uh, Luffy mentions that. Uh, Luffy mentions that it's something called Michi uh, Shirube. Okay, so Luffy actually mentions he he. I, this might be one of the first times, besides just saying it's my treasure, it's my treasure, um, or it's Shanks's hat. Um, he's asked flat out, "What is this hat to you?" And he says, "It's um, it guides me." And in Japanese, Michi Shirube, and it literally means like guiding guiding the path. Um, but it, it teaches him where to go. And wow, what a, what a line from, from Luffy. Um, I like when he has these little unexpected bits that, that come out that are very honest and not out of character and, uh, and just tell you a lot about him. So I think that's about it. There are a couple little, little details. Of course, the ending, I would love to talk about the ending, but I'm going to leave that that for you guys it's probably a good idea to enjoy uh and yeah those those little details of, of zet there are obviously tons more there's a, there's a lot written there's there's there are reams of, of one piece in, um of zet uh, uh interviews and and sketches from oda at this point but it's just Im- impossible for me to go uh, along with them i think i think we need to to, to grow the the research crew um, so there's but, just uh, so there's just one more Z thing we have left, and that's uh, volume one thousand. Um, so what can you tell us about what what uh, moviegoers got? Volume one thousand yes. is is extremely cool. Um, it's not an, an original new chapter, so don't look look for that. Um, but if you're looking for lots of information about how the movie was created, uh, what Oda did in terms of designs for it, you'll find that all here. Um, in addition to volume zero, which I'll get back to in a second, talking about the contents of it, uh, there are tons of other things in, in the, in the, um, in the packet that you get. There's actually a huge packet that you get now, I guess with the, with the success of volume zero, they wanted to work on this. You get a, a one piece, uh, grand treasure world card. That's for their, their card game, their digital card game. So, uh, I don't think you'll be able to use that. This is what I was just like, yeah, Oda, you're amazing. Oda drew a a game board, and there's actually a fold-out game board. It's on it's printed on paper, um, but there's actually a fold-out game board that Oda drew for the for the um, for the movie, uh, and it's all original artwork drawn by him. And uh, you can run through it. There are uh, rules for it included in everything. 
Wow. And uh, just just very cool. It's done in, in the in the style of uh, Luffy going around several islands and things, and there are villains and heroes scattered throughout it. And uh, just just very nice to see this this creative uh, kind of output for Otis' work. Um, I'm, I'm surprised they, they did this. It, it's cool too because you've got little like super deformed characters such as like Mihawk and um, uh, other Shichibukai members. There are even uh, board pieces that you can play as uh, characters. You've got uh, Luffy, Zoro, Nami, Uso, Chopper, Sanji, Brook, Frankie, and Robin. And you've got like their, their normal versions and their movie versions as well. Um, excuse me, they're, they're normal versions, meaning they're, they're like normal crew on board the crew versions, and then they're like fighting versions. And you've also got a, it's even got a, a dice that you can like pop out and use for pieces and stuff. Uh, then what else? You've got postcard. Uh, so it comes with a nice little postcard. Um, I never use these things, but uh, I do collect them. It comes with uh, also stickers. Uh, the stickers are based on the, the two uh, versions of the movie posters. And then it's got this rubber stamp. And I was like, what the heck is this? Uh, and it actually explains in the back there are uh, random rubber stamps that you can collect. And they're basically the the pirate bounties. Um, they're they're blank. They have blank bounties, so you can write in whatever you want, and they're just for you to have fun, like stamping whatever you want to stamp. Um, and there are how many varieties? There are 20, 20 known varieties. There might be some hidden ones, but there are twenty known varieties, and they're all like different crews and things, like um, the the Straw Hat Pirates, the um, Shanks's crew, the Blackbeard crew. And it's all done like a, like a bounty poster kind of thing. And there's there's no picture, but it's just like a, um, your your name and your your bounty number. There's a space where you can write in whatever you want. And I thought that was kind of cute. It's it's very cheap to produce, so you can mass produce it, and um, and also make a lot of people happy with that. Now, if you there's a cool way to utilize that. If you pull off the cover of Volume One Thousand, uh, there's a space on the back specifically for you to stamp your own uh, volume 1000 with your own stamp so i thought that was kind of a clever little neat i mean like i could care less as a 30 year old but like if i was a kid that'd be so awesome and then in the very back you've got a scratch i haven't scratched mine off yet but evidently there's some kind of special prize that like three or so many people will, will win across the country um so yeah good luck to whoever who wants to win that also in the very back of the uh, film film 1000 the last couple pages are for me personally the most interesting because it gives you oda's walking through the backstory of zet uh, including the last page being the most important part the part that i have not talked about yet um but uh just just very cool to see oda's handwritten notes about this uh a lot of the careful thought and effort that went into the design of the characters uh it's a very useful book to have. Um, it, it's not something that, I don't know, you can collect a lot of and, and like be like, yeah, I have like 5,000 volumes of Volume Z. Um, but collecting the, the stamps at the end, I imagine, will be a big thing uh, on Yahoo Auction over here. Um, I could personally care less about it, but I know that's going to be a big deal. So if you want collector's items, start collecting those things really quickly. And that's that's Volume, Z, uh, volume 1000 in a nutshell. Cool. cool. Um, okay, uh, you want to get on to the next segment? I definitely want to get on to the next segment. Let's do it. 
everyone, it's time for Greg No Go Guy, back for our second and final week of uh, Greg's amazing uh, adventures in Japan, as they often Smorgasbord, are. Smorgasbord, Zach, Smorgasbord. Smorgasbord. <laughs> adventures, right. That was from a long time ago. Uh, anyway, uh, we have Ed joining us for uh, this time, and, uh, and me, Ed, and Greg. Ed, how the hell are you? I'm doing great. Home in Chicago. <laughs> I miss you, man. Never met you. <laughs> <laughs> but you've talked and you've shared intimate moments. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, today we're going to be talking a little bit about what Greg has uh, kind of the new journey Greg is taking. Uh, we'll also talk about, we hinted at it last time, some more really cool tidbits about One Piece Film Z. And we were going to do it last time, but we're going to do it this time, uh, Volume 1000. And uh, I don't think there'll be too much to talk about with that. So, Greg, uh, yes. first I'll just ask, what's been up? There's been some really cool announcements. Uh, if you've been following me on, on Facebook, uh, I guess not too much has been happening. I mean, we of course, we had the whole Hokotate thing, right? And that was like, wow, okay, my gosh, that's amazing. And it was. It was incredible. Um, but I haven't been able to post a lot of stuff like, oh, hey, guys. Uh, I read this Oda interview and it, it went like this, or um, I went here, I saw something amazing. Uh, I haven't done a lot of that recently, and I apologize for that, um, but there is a reason for it. And, well, I'm going to basically tell you some of the reasons today. Um, but, uh, well, we'll start with that. I, I guess something that I, I talked about uh, a few weeks ago, uh, back after Hokotate experience on, uh, on the Hokotate episode, um was that I was invited uh, by the deputy head editor of uh, V-Jump to go see One Piece uh, film set at Toei Animation. And, uh, you know, basically over time through email exchanges, I got the details of this, uh, this special viewing. And the idea of the special viewing was, was basically to do an interview with me and to have that interview published in V-Jump. V-Jump is a sister publication to, to Shonen, weekly Shonen Jump. Uh, the editorial uh, room is the same room. They all work together. And it's a video and game magazine, just to, exactly. for people who don't know. Yes, it is a video game magazine, hence V-Jump. Uh. And it deals with a lot of uh, Square Enix titles, uh, obviously uh, Shueisha-influenced um, titles as well. Uh, a lot of Dragon Quest. It's very popular. It's um, pretty much the alternative to Famitsu, which is the other extremely popular video game magazine in Japan. And they're and they're widely available at import stores. I see them at Kino, Kuniya a lot, or all the time. They're there. Yeah, you can tell them by the cover. They're extremely easy to tell because it looks like someone vomited Skittles. Um, <laughs> they're just a mess of of color and there's design. also a big v on it i thought that's where you were going with that but <laughs> see the rainbow puke the rainbow <laughs> yeah so so that's v jump in, in a nutshell um but yeah very very colorful um and busy i guess co uh, covers and uh so right i was i was asked uh to to come do this interview and they, they were like okay yeah come see the come see it at the toy animation headquarters and afterwards, we'll go to a cafe or something to do an interview. And I was like, all right, cool, cool. Sounds like a lot of fun. And I'm very honored to be a part of this. And I go, okay, yeah, all right. So I uh, get to get to Tokyo and get to Toy Animation. And first, I'm just like, oh, my God, I'm in Toy Animation. The people that 
continually fuck up one piece um <laughs> ouch ouch <laughs> no um that's that's that is a joke um if you're listening tell me oh my god i'm so sorry no um <laughs> the the animation is uh obviously we have our our, our gripes with it but the, they do work with what they have um obviously there are people higher up that, that call the orders and they're very nice people i've met some of their directors um and i don't think they've done that bad a job um we'll, we'll leave this conversation to another day um <laughs> fishman island um, well again working with what you've got yeah, yeah. so uh i was invited to, to go see this and we go into the back room and it's basically like i i said last time like uh in Zombieland, bill murray's movie theater room and we go we watch it it's, wow it's great it's whatever um and I mean that that in it, in and of itself was amazing, but as I'm gathering my things, we're getting ready to leave. He says, "Okay." He's like, "All right." That deputy head editor says, "Okay, so um, how about we head to uh, Shueisha?" <laughs> I, said, I said, "What?" He said, "Yeah, yeah. Why don't we go to Shueisha?" And I was like, "But you said we were going to a cafe." He's like, "Well, you don't want to go. I don't know. <laughs> we, we could do we could do that if you want to, but." but if you have time, would you like to go to Shoeisha? Are, are you too hungry? Do you not want to go to Shoeisha? I mean, we could just go get some food. I mean, that's fine. Oh, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. You, you didn't want to go to Shoeisha. Okay, forget I ever said it. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, uh, 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 all right. And so we go, we go downstairs, and I'm just like, what? And the the Toei staff are like, what do you think of the movie? And I was like, it was it was really really good. It was really, but I'm I'm going to Shoeisha. <laughs> and and um so we get down we get in a taxi and they're like so what do you think of film z i'm like uh i thought it was really uh shueisha <laughs> and uh they're trying to talk to me they're like yeah what do you think about this and they're like it was it was really good but shueisha <laughs> and i i think they kind of caught on so like all right all right we'll, we'll talk more about it later and um, so finally we get out of the taxi and I'm like, maybe and I'm like, no, 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 no. Wait, this is this is just a joke. We're going to a different Shueisha. This is not the same Shueisha. There's probably got to be like the the secondary building for the whatever, you know, the the it, it's not the same as the editorial. And we get out of the car. I'm like, that's fucking Shueisha. So, so we get out and we go into security and I'm like, I have taken pictures of this building for years now and i have wanted to step inside this building and i am now stepping inside of it and we we go past security i get a guest badge and uh they're like all right and they're like okay we have some time before the before the interview uh so would you like to go up to the jump editorial room <laughs> <laughs> I, I bet you said no right i mean i was like no no well of course not i um what are you ridiculous why would i want to do that um, don't be ridiculous. <laughs> don't be ridiculous. Um, yeah, I, I love perfect strangers. Um, and <laughs> um, we get in the elevator and we go up to the fourth floor and we get out and I'm just like, holy shit. There is no mistaking it. This is the same place from, you know, I, I believe a lot of our, our hardcore fans and listeners have seen uh, that episode of, of Real Scope. Where they focused on the the editorial room and right. you know, they take through the building and I'm like this is the same exact place and they're like okay let's go down here and I look over to my right and it's like there on the right is a little table and I'm like that's 
the table that Isaka sat at when he was talking to Oda uh, during the episode of Real Scope. Z. That's for like, for that's our podcast episode. So he took out his iPhone, where we have a picture of him sitting there with the iPhone talking to yes. Oda. Yes. Yes. So he's. I was like, that's the chair and the table that he sat at, and like, okay, right in here. And I turned to my left, and there's the fucking room, and it's just like this. It's it's the editorial room. And it's, you know, um, exactly what we saw on Real Scope, um, what we saw when uh, that one time that Sasaki, uh, he, uh, Mr. Sasaki posted it on Twitter uh, from Hokotate. We also got a couple glimpses of it. And I just like, uh, I, I didn't, I didn't know. My wife described, I, I did a surprise proposal for my wife. Some of you might be aware of this. And she said to me for the longest time that um, I can only describe the moment of how surprised I was of, I just saw white and that is what happened. I just, I, everything had like a white filter and so it's I, like you were in a soap opera. Is it? Yeah, exactly. Thank you very much. That's an excellent <laughs> analogy. Um, is there any amount of preparing for this that would have made you ready for it? Um, well, they, they did just surprise you and say, hey, let's go to the editorial yeah. room for no reason. What's that? Like, without any... Yeah. Uh... I, I just... I, yes. I don't even know. I mean, if they had told me in advance, they probably would have been like, yes. But, I mean, there was just no chance to respond. It was just like, it was what... And that's the other thing. It was what... Guys, I just got done seeing film fucking Zet two and a half <laughs> weeks before anybody else in the country. I mean, just, I mean that that's what I'm coming off of here. So it's just like... What is ha- who am I? What is happening to me? You're the and- guy with the chopper hat. Clearly. <laughs> so <laughs> so we, we get further into the room and they're like, oh, oh good. Um Bati's here. And I'm like, get the fuck out. And I turn a corner and there's Bati, Hatori san, sitting at his desk. Hatori san being the uh, he's half Japanese, half French fellow. And he whips around in his desk and he looks at me, he's like, Oh, hey Greg. Long time no see. What's up? <laughs> Wait, get the fuck out. For, for the record, for the record, uh, let, let the fans out there know, though, who Hattori is. It's because he's uh, got quite, he's got quite a fame uh, in the One Piece world as well. Okay, yeah. In in, in One Piece, um, he's obviously, you can see a picture of him on our uh, Facebook page I posted some time ago, but um, uh, he's the, the goateed one. And he is uh, the current media uh, editor of One Piece. He handles all the media relations with One Piece, um, and uh, which means he handled Hokotate. And he also handled a, a recent appearance. I just had another appearance on television yesterday that, that he also handled. And uh, he is the former um, um, comic editor. So he's currently the media editor of One Piece. Also, Bakuman. I, I don't know Bakuman that well, but you guys, are you familiar with that? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And also, yeah. that's where the pigeon was named after, right? Right? Isn't that the same? Uh, I don't think so. No? Or am I... Because there's a Hattori pigeon, right? There is, but Hattori is actually a, a fairly common name. Well, Japan. just ruined all but, of my expectations. <laughs> but, but now you know. But now you know. Yeah. That's, that's what's um, important. Uh, what else? So, yeah, he's like... Uh, there, there are some things that, that I cannot... And this I'll, I'll, I'll get into later, but there's some things that I cannot re- talk about. And um, sorry about that, but it's just I, I have been asked by these individuals not to talk about certain things. So I, I cannot. 
Um, but he was like, what can I give you? And he was like, oh, my God. He's like, I got to give you this. He's like, I got nothing to give you, so I'll give you this. And he gives me these posters. And they're the One Piece movie posters. And he's like, yeah, take these, take this one. And they're the official ones with with not real gold leaf, but, I mean, metallic gold printing on them, uh, full movie size that are used in movie theaters. And he's just like, hey, here, here, have these. And I was just like, oh, my gosh. I'm in here getting this from Hattori-san. And he's like, what? He's like, a snow. He's like, one piece snowboard. He's like, you want a one piece snowboard? I'm like, wow. If you said no, I will hurt you. Well, well, no, he was, he was, he was being facetious, but Um, but I was just like, uh, uh, I I didn't, I was just, I was literally just like saying like, uh, uh, I was going to say, I haven't heard about the one piece snowboard. Yeah. I think that was a a custom thing, but, uh, yeah, I, I was just like, what? Thank you, thank you, thank you. That's all I was really saying in, in Japanese. Was just like, yeah, okay. I didn't know. How, I, I didn't know what to what to do or what to say except be grateful and like, like there are a million things you want to ask, but it's just like at the moment, it's just like, uh. So, um, we, what we, is I, the One Piece? Go on. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, can I have Oda's cell phone number? Um, <laughs> no, that might be a better one. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they're like, all right, okay, let, let's move over here now, Greg. And, you know, I was being, come on, Greg, let's move over here. It's like, I was like 80 and, um, <laughs> they took me out of the room and they're like, all right, let's go downstairs. And we, we went down back downstairs to the second floor and we had the interview. And while I was waiting for the, the interview to get started, they were like, okay, you obviously need some time to, to like calm down. They're like, um, please, please just wait here. And I was like, uh. Okay, and I just started like literally doing jumping jacks to to get myself like focused and like back in reality, and in walks in the um, the deputy editor of of, of uh, V Jump, and he's like, oh hey Greg, it's like I don't have anything to give you, so um, how about this? I got some reading material for you. He hands me next week's jump. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I, I, I can't, um, I can't, uh, I, have, I can't give you this, but I can let you read it here. And I was like, uh, but this is, Nick, this is, but the spoilers aren't out, but this is, how is this done before the spoiler? Uh, but I can't talk about that. So, okay. Um, you know, it's just like, <laughs> it's just so like so many questions, but it's like, there is a complete jump sitting in front of me that, that is not even out on the internet yet. And so it's like, oh my God. So I was like, uh, all right. So I, I read through part of it, but this is, this is like how crazy I am about like spoilers and stuff. Um, I had, there, I have the entire one piece chapter sitting in front of me. I, I didn't want to read all of it. I read maybe like the first four or five pages and I was like, uh, sorry, I really can't read anymore. And they're like, why? He's like, you can read it all. And I was like, no, sorry. I really, I got to read this on Saturday. And it's like, it's what I look forward to every Saturday. So I had it in front of me and, and that's so, um. I guess special I am. I guess that's one word for it. Another word would be anal retentive, but, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I uh, had a little preview for the first time ever. I had a, a preview of, uh, of one piece and that was, that was fun. Uh, and then we got through the, the interview. We did the interview. That was a lot of fun. Uh, we just talked about stuff. I noticed from the movie, they had a lot of questions. So I, I talked a lot about, about those things. Um, that interview will be published in the December 21st issue 
uh, V Jump. So I think believe this will already be out by the time the One Piece podcast is out. So uh, looking forward to that. Yeah, I think it's the issue of the week that we're releasing this. So that should cool. Yeah. All right. So even if you're in in the states, if you have an import store, you can find that. Um, the I, I believe uh, I wouldn't do this in Japanese, but I will. I can do this in uh, for the for the podcast. Um, I can tell you a little bit about what it's going to be. Is um, it's it's not just going to be a regular interview. It's going to be myself versus Hattori. I guess they're kind of playing off the the Hokotate thing, and uh, it, they're going to have a competition to see whether myself or whether Hattori can do a better job of introducing the movie and, and telling you cool things to look out for. Um, so, and they will actually be gathering reader responses, uh, to see which one is more popular. So, oh my God, if you're in Japan or you have this for the love of God, please send in <laughs> that you, that you liked my, um, my introduction to the movie. If you really did, if you didn't, then, then don't please. But, um, no, just yeah. do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, then what happens? All right. So we, we get that done. We get the interview done. And the deputy editor was there, and he's sitting next to me. He's like, "All right, so um, that that really went well." I was like, "Thank, you, thank you, thank you." He's like, um, "So anyway, that 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 went really. I mean, no, Greg, that went really, really well. Um, so there's something I want to ask you, and uh, you know, you can you can say no if you'd like to, but um, we'd like to to run you uh, serialized. We'd like to serialize a corner of yours in V Jump every month. Uh, how would you like that?" <laughs> <laughs> I think your silence is uh, yeah. It's a long way from Beckett Dragon Ball Z collected to this. <laughs> so so perfect. I'm just like, excuse me. It's like what I, I didn't honestly. I didn't. I didn't. It, it didn't sink in. It didn't sink in until a couple minutes later, and um, I, I thought he was kidding. Honestly, I thought he was kidding, and. Um, then later, he was actually like, "No, no, no! I, I'm, I'm serious. We, we want to serialize you." And I was just, I mean, how do you, how do you respond to that? I mean, you're being serialized in a sister publication of something that you, you read when you were, you first read when you were 13, and was just this foreign thing from, for, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, it, for something that you read when you were 13, it was just this foreign object in, written in a language you couldn't understand, but it was covered in, in pictures and things that were amazing that you thought you'd never uh, be able to understand or grasp, let alone visit the country. And I mean, and now I'm being asked to to run a a column, a monthly column about the series that I followed for eleven years. So it's just what what what? I just I, I honestly I'm I'm still that's when I when I say like what or what I, that's my reaction, my honest reaction right now to this very moment. I don't think I will believe it until I see the actual issue published uh, and available for sale. Um because it's just beyond – I mean I, I never even uh, – not that I'm not happy, but I mean I just never even wanted – like I wasn't even looking for anything like this because it's just so wildly out there. I mean who says like, yeah, when I grow up, I want to be published in, in um, Jump talking about my favorite comic book series. It's like, wh- what? So, so that's happening and I'm excited about that. Uh, 
so after that, I was like, you know, I, I'm really sorry, but but I don't think I have will have you know many opportunities like this. So could we please go back up to the to the editorial room one more time? I'd like to take a picture if possible. And they're like, oh yeah, sure. So we go back up to the the fourth floor, and I'm I'm still just like seeing white basically, and and they're like, oh, Greg, perfect timing. And I was like, what what? And they're like, Isaka just got in. I was like, what? And Isaka is the the current manga editor who's been very gracious in naming me by name in Jump proper, and also in a in a One Piece fan fan mail fan mailing list. Um, uh, also, if you know him from Hokotate, he's the uh, the fellow <laughs> saying the guy with glasses doesn't exactly help make it easier. Um, <laughs> but but uh, he's uh, he was wearing a blue button down shirt. Did uh, he with, get any of the questions or? This time, did he get any questions? To just identify him. Last time he did. Last time he got Anpanman with Hattori. The two of them got that. They were firecrackers with that. Um, this time, I don't think he did. But, okay. yeah. yeah. Um, you can see, again, his picture on, on Facebook. Right. Uh, so, he's like, oh, Greg. He's like, I'm so glad you're here. And it's just like, I'm... It's, I'm being told that I'm glad I'm here by the fucking editor of One Piece. I'm like, oh, okay, what's up, man? It's good to see you again. And he's like, um, look, I just got back from Oda's, and I wanted to show you his artwork. Oh <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> Oda. And he just finished a color spread, and I wanted to show that to you. He just finished it. <laughs> Oh my god! So he pulls out his his folder and and he pulls and he's like, "Here it is." And he lays down and it's the the six ninety two color spread with the clock theme. Um, I saw that I was probably the third person to see that, uh, and um, was just I was in the middle of looking at that when. Hot uh, Bati runs out. Hattori san, he runs out. And he's like, "Oh, Greg, you're back." He's like, "Great, there's something I want to show you too." He runs back to the room. Oh my god! Why would you ever leave? Wait, wait. He pulls out the marine color spread, <laughs> and I'm just like, "What? What am I seeing? My eyes are bleeding." <laughs> Am I dying? Am I dead? I had to. I was like, "Am I dead? Am I really dead?" No, I'm alive. I'm still alive. I have a pulse. I'm alive. And then, on top of it, Asada, the deputy editor of, of Jump, walks out. He was on Hokotate as well. <laughs> the older guy with with glasses. And he says, "Oh, Greg. Oh, good. I'm so glad." He's like, "I thought I missed you. I wanted to ask you a question. How did you enjoy Zet?" <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> in front of me, I have the very first time, you know, seeing this this Oda color spread that he just finished and the marine color spread and being asked, asked what my opinion is about Zet by the deputy editor of Jump. And I said, it was really cool. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, yes. All right. If a fan like you says that, that if a strong fan of the comic like you says that it was cool, then we must have done it right. 
So I'm dying. I'm dying. I can't tell if you're laughing or crying or doing both at the I, same I'm time. Laughing. Right I'm okay. laughing. Just, I'm just, oh, man. I'm just, I'm melted in the chair. I'm just like, I'm goo. I'm goo right now. Just a warm goo. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> so we got over that. Um, we talked about the, uh, the color spread. They taught me some of the secrets of the color spread. And, uh, um, then we, we got you see, like where the ink had dried on the paper part, pardon me. Like in the one that he drew, do you like see oh, dried it, on the paper? It, um, it, it was a, it was a copy. Oh, too bad. Um, but it is, uh, it is the, the copy that that's used basically for publication purposes. Nice. So, um, there, it is basically the, the copy. There is only one copy of it, um, besides the original. And as far as seeing originals, um, you know, you can see them at, at you know, many, many different places, uh, many different, you know, Jump Festa, et cetera. But um, to be able to see it with timing like that is and, – and to understand the timing because now we know the we, – we can understand the timing of how he does color spreads because, you know, I can date when I saw that. And, you know, it just got – well, it's not even published yet. It will be published on – officially on Monday. So that's extremely useful to have that kind of knowledge. But uh, that aside, we, we lined up in the hallway. We, uh, we took a picture, and that picture is on Facebook. And I think it, it might look like I'm posing for that picture, but that was just my face. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. it's just pure joy on your face. That was, that was just my face. I, w- I didn't even think I was posing. Um, they took the picture, and they're like, here. And I was like, who, who the hell is that? And they're like, it's you. And I was like, oh. It's like, wait, what, why was I making that? They're like, you're making it right now. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So um, uh, that that ended, went back down. The uh, assistant editor of, of V-Jump, or excuse me, the assist, well, he is an assistant editor, but he's the, the chief of One Piece relations for V-Jump. And he took me back downstairs and he sent me off to the, to the train station. He said, all right, have a good night. And he's like, are you going to miss your train? I was like, I missed it about an hour ago, and I don't care. Um, <laughs> it's dead serious. I did miss my train uh, back to Fukui. And uh, so I was like, all right, I missed my train, so what do I got to do? Okay, I, I got to stay at my in-laws. So uh, I called up my wife, and I was in the station. I was down some stairs, and um, I, I just found a spot on, on the stairs open on, on a landing. And I was talking to Haruka, and uh, as – just as the final icing on the cake, as I'm talking to Haruka, <laughs> Hattori comes down the stairs in his jacket done for the day and says, oh, bye, Greg, <laughs> and walks down to the train. And that was the end of it. <laughs> so quite a day. I'm, I'm surprised they didn't have to drag you out of there because for me, they would have had to do that in all honesty. Guys, come on. This, put think about this in perspective. This comes after seeing film Z. <laughs> I mean, it's just what? I didn't know up from down. It was just things were happening, and it was just like, oh, wow, what an assault on the on the senses. Jeez. I mean, one of the reasons I, I also want to talk about uh, talk to you about this on our last episode of the year um, is to kind of bring things full circle. I, you came up with our, uh, or you helped at least come up with our theme for the year. Uh, every year we have uh, some sort of you know sum up. 
uh, I think last year was Celebration. We got season four last year. Um, this year, uh, we, we've went with Congratulations, not just as an Evangelion reference, though definitely <laughs> also as an Evangelion reference. Uh, but if you think about where we were a year ago, or where you were a year ago, um, yeah, it's so remarkable. I, I think it's hard yeah. to explain because you're also now serialized in V-Jump. Yeah. Um, and a year ago, we hadn't even announced that you were going to be on Japanese television battling for the first time the editors of One Piece. L- literally a year ago, I was li- literally a year ago, like pretty much like from today a year ago, I was in <clears throat> the a, a year a year ago from Friday. A year ago from uh, Friday, I was in our living room and I had jumps piled up that I had purchased but not read because I was I was uh, you know I was I was in my uh, very angry out of out of One Piece uh, phase just because I was so hopeless with everything and I was literally angrily reading through the end of Fishman Island arc. Um, and just going through all of it at once and just going, oh, this is so dumb, this is so dumb, I can't believe it. And just very negative about it. And I was doing that so I would understand uh, anything that Otis said at Jump Festa. And I was just going through all of it. And I was just like, ah, oh. even after I got through through with it, I was just like, I'm, I'm, I can't believe I read all that. And uh, this is ridiculous. And, um, uh, you know, a, a part of that was negativity, but, you know, I still, even to this day, uh, part of that is, is really my dissatisfaction with, with the arc. Um, but I mean, everything just seemed so, so dark and I, I don't want to sound like so depressing, but it was, it was very depressing. It was, it was a very, um, difficult time, both in private life, having moved and changed jobs and a different, very different, very different working and living environment. Um, and, and that combined with, with my one piece fandom really just, just, dying not even waiting but just just dying being crushed uh which is why this movie why film z is so very important um and really rings true with me and i think will will for a lot of people too uh even the timing of this movie is is very creepy considering exactly where i was one year ago and a lot of that will make sense when you see the movie and you see the final scene in the movie, which I know I've been talking about for some time, but when you see it, you'll know exactly what I mean. And um, not that One Piece, quote unquote, saved me or anything like that, but there are lines in there that really do give you strength at, at times if, if people can't and if, if other forms of support can't. Um, and one of the, there, there are some from Zet that are, that are impressive. Uh, but mostly, um, let's see, teaches teaches line about uh, the dreams of man, uh, the dreams of man don't not never ending, and um, uh, also a Jimbe's Jimbe's line uh, where he famously says, "Rufy Kong." No, um, <laughs> the um, what a famous and, and heart wrenching line. Yes. <laughs> he says, uh, what is it? I, I don't know what it is in, exactly in English, so I'm going to paraphrase. But basically says, uh, don't count all the things you've lost. Count the things you've got left. And uh, that's that's a powerful line. And just, just thinking about them, just wow. 
Um, those have been a, a lot of support the past couple of years because this uh, I don't really talk about private too much, but this is really the last of uh, my my big dreams that I've had ever since I was I was quite young, ever since I left high school. And one was to to have an incredible proposal. Um, one was to to be to be a successful teacher in Japan. And the other one was to um, to get the autograph of Eiichiro Oda, and I did it. I, I did all I did all three of them, and I I still can't believe it. And but, then um, some. Pardon me. And, and then, then yeah, some. Well, and then and now with this, and then some. Um, so it's. I know I'm just kind of, of, of rambling here and going on about it, but I mean, just really. Dreams are such an important thing. There was somebody on my Facebook page who was saying, it's my dream to, to go teach in Japan. I was like, I never, I will never look down on anybody's dream, ever. I mean, you, you can do it. You can do whatever you want to do, um, you know, within the, the terms of, of obviously uh, biological uh, and, uh, and the laws of physics. Uh, and sometimes even we can bend them. But I mean... As, as far as dreams for careers and and your your hobbies and your private life go, I mean, you, you can do it. Um, I, I did. I've had support along the way, of course. I, this is not something I did by myself. Uh, my wife, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for my wife. Um, so so I mean, uh, my family, you guys, you guys stuck with me um, and helped me through this big time. You helped me study for for Hokotate. You gathered so many people. I mean, it's just it's it's a victory. For, for so many people besides just, you know, myself, I'm kind of like a medium for it, but I've channeled just just the efforts and, and the hours of, of work of so many people. And I'm, I'm very grateful for that and, and for the opportunities that, that have opened up. And, and going so, with the and going with the theme of congratulations, I mean, it's pretty incredible just how uh, um, how much the foreign one piece community has really made a dent uh, this year, I know you posted something from uh, a lot of the people at AP managed to get their own. Uh, are they called omake strips? I think, right? Um, yeah, um, the uh, the Times, right? Right. Um, that's that's a big project for CCC, and I'm extremely happy for CCC. He lives up in uh, Miyazaki Prefecture, and um, he he got that through, um, and he's had some work published before. That's a great accomplishment for him, and uh, I guess for anybody who voted on it. <laughs> I don't think voting is that much of a difficult thing, but um, I am very happy for, for him uh, for that. And then he was able to get that in. And especially, you know, for the people there, I mean, it's been a long time that um, they've been posting there. So it's nice to have finally some recognition from Oda um, in that respect. So that's very cool for them. Um, I, meanwhile, will be going off to my own thing. And I, I touched on this earlier and where it's a little bit bittersweet. Um, is that there are things that I will not be able to share now. Um, and of course I will share wh whatever I can. Uh, obviously, uh, there are things that I've told you right now, uh, even that, that are a little bit iffy, um, in this, in this, just in this segment. Um, but, uh, uh, in, in a time perspective, uh, as in, in terms of what I'm able to do, translate, bring to you people, uh, and also as, as far as authority goes, uh, there are some things I have to, to hold back. Um, in the same respect that Stephen does, um, in, in, in many ways that uh, I know he doesn't like to talk about too much either, but, um, uh, there are things that, that I'm privy to that, that I can't share. Um, but everything that I can, uh, you guys will, will definitely know. And bas basically my, my biggest concern is, is the time element. 
uh, not being able to share enough with you with you guys um, uh, in, in terms of Facebook. But we're working on that. Uh, I'm coming off Hokotate still. Um, again, I was just on national television yesterday again uh, for another another thing about my teaching job. Um, so we're just trying to manage a lot of stuff at once. I'm heading back to America two days uh, from now. So um, during this for during uh, the release of this, I think you'll be in America. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's just a lot of stuff happening. I apologize profusely because we haven't really been making a huge deal about Zet when it is a big deal. Um, but it's just it's a matter of time. And I think that's 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 pretty much rings true for all of us as, as we get older. Um, but we will bring you uh, what we can as fast as we can. Uh, that's human, humanly possible for us. And hopefully it's, it's a great chance for the for the podcast to, to grow even more. Um, so I'm really looking forward to, to what is coming in the next year even more. Well, I know I speak for all of us on the podcast and the, the podcast fan community by just saying how incredible it's been to watch this journey, uh, see this journey over the last three and a half years, and especially over the last year. Um, and it, it's always an honor to have you on Greg and it just, uh, it's reached another plateau, another level here. Um, and I really can't wait to see where it goes. I'm really happy. I told Zach to bring you on. (laughs) 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 Little did I know that a a website that I browsed extensively when I was 12 years old led to this. (laughs) <laughs> like I was, I don't know. Ed, I, I, you're amazing, and <laughs> I'm like this doesn't make sense. This just doesn't make sense that this happened this way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But oh my god, Greg, this this is like this is awesome. This is so awesome. Yeah. I am. Oh um... God, I'm so happy. <laughs> and nothing even happened to me. <laughs> you know. I agree. I know what you feel like. Yeah. I feel the same way. Well, well, here here is um here's. This is going to hurt. This is going to hurt a little bit. No, don't say it. Um, we're, we're on such a hurt. high level right now. But but it, it's going to end very positive. Um, oh, okay. But um, if I wasn't going back to America this year, I probably would have met Oda at Jump Festa. Oof. <laughs> oh, it hurts my heart. Yeah, that's that's the heart hold right there. Just uh, just kind of sinks. Well, there's future but, years. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm, that's why I'm hoping this, this column, this monthly column does very well over the next year. Uh, and I hope we have another chance to be back on Hokotate. Um, because they actually, the editor asked me, he said, Oh, by the way, will you be going to jump Festa this year? And I had to say, I was like, Oh, it kills me to say no. But my, um, my, my best friend from my school, his, uh, his wedding is on the day of jump Festa when Oda will be there. So it's just like, that's, in physically impossible. I cannot miss that no matter what. I mean, you know, you got to make priorities in life. Well, so, plus you haven't been in the United States in years. So it's my, you're, you're allowed to have some Greg time. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see, we'll see what happens from, from this point on. But, uh, honestly, uh, I don't know the, basically the goal of the podcast that I saw you and, uh, you and Steve talked about it, um, seems like it might be something in the future that's, it's not, so far away right now. Wow. The, my fingers and toes and everything else are crossed. I mean, again, amazing, Greg. Um, thanks for everything, and we'll have you on a lot next year, hopefully. 
or yeah, looking yeah. forward to the speed up. That is unbelievable. Yeah, it, and uh, look, when that was your yeah. Go on. Say, when, when does your first column appear in V Jump? Uh, December twenty first. And every week right. afterwards, or I forget every, how, every month. Months, it's, it's every is month. a monthly publication. Okay, I forget. I forget that sometimes. Um, and and yeah. it's, it's actually, I, I thought it was going to be like a little small thing. It's it's a full page. It's going to be a full page each time. So, cool. wow, that's yeah. it's still really incredible. Um, who could even imagine where you'll be a year from now uh, when we're talking? Uh, I'll be in space. Riding a hippopotamus. <laughs> that seems that seems to be the most logical next step. Um, <laughs> in almost in almost all seriousness, I mean, a hippopotamus in space seems logical. Um, I mean, who in hell's name would have guessed this? Uh, uh, um, it's good. It's very good. It's amazing. It's such a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> what can it's you say? Um, so, congratulations, Greg. Um, Thank you very much. And uh, we'll and, see you uh, next yeah. time. Yeah. Definitely looking forward to it. Can't wait to, can't wait to see what the next year brings. If you saw our um, our, our preview for the, the 2012 podcast year last year, uh, I, I would definitely recommend giving it a view again just because, uh, wow, what a year it has been. Before we get on to chapter uh, 691, uh, let's go through the color spread with Greg. Now, for those of you who want to follow along, since this is such a massive undertaking, instead of doing the AAC feed, as per usual, uh, we're going to uh, forward you to the our website in the description for this episode, and uh, Greg will be going through this color spread with his special grid that he has laid out with every single character he has been able to find thus far. So, uh, without further ado, Greg, take it away. Holy crap. Look at this. <laughs> I mean, wh- what did you think when you saw this? Oh my god, Becky, look at that butt. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I thought, too, I'm going to be honest. That's, that, I feel like that's just the start that's of a great That's parody. exactly what I was going I like color spreads, and I cannot lie. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm that was sorry. really terrible. I think I'm in a singing mood now, and that's bad. We're, we're talking about color spreads. Yeah, go ahead, Greg. So the first time I, I saw this, um, I was uh, in Shueisha headquarters, and um, I, I was in the hallway sitting at the chair that was in real scope. Uh, what was that episode title again? Um, With the Isaka. He's sitting in the chair. Talking oh, uh, so he took out his iPhone. <laughs> so he took out his I was literally in that chair, and I was talking to Isaka, and Bhatti ran into the editor's room and then ran out, and he slammed this down in front of my face. And he was, he was like, how about this? And my eyes just fell out of my face. And <laughs> that happened to me too, to be honest. I mean, uh, we're, we're looking at, uh, as far as features go, uh, facial features. Um, there are 119 Marines in here. Uh, there are te- technically more than that, but the other Marines uh, that are in here, I think there's maybe half a dozen or so more than that. Um, but we only see bits and pieces of their clothing, uh, and there's nothing uh, distinctly about that clothing. So I, I didn't count them. There are more, um, but I, I didn't separate them in, in the key that you uh, you can find. 
look at the key. It's, it's version 0.6. That's because uh, there's still a lot more to, to find. But the ones left over are incredibly difficult. Um, I'm just going to go through through some of these going uh, down, vertically down from column A. Again, that will make this uh, infinitely easier if you if you look at the key that I've, I've developed here. Uh, it took quite some time and a lot of effort. But uh, let's look first at uh, A3. Uh, this guy's interesting uh, because he is the character that uh, became, I believe, uh, Lieutenant Stalker in the anime. And uh, he, he actually doesn't have, and as far as I know, he doesn't have a confirmed uh, name in the manga. Now, if, if one of you fans listening there actually is aware of uh, his birthday or something like that, please, by all means, let us know, and, and I will add that information. But other than that, um, he can be found in a number of chapters. Uh, one of them is actually 429, so quite early on, uh, we saw this this uh, Marine, uh, probably with Momonga uh, on board, uh, because we the next time we see him is again on board uh, Momonga, uh, Momonga's ship in, um, what's that, Amazon Lily. And uh, uh, we also had a whole episode uh, dedicated to him. So, yeah. Moving down, we've got uh, Sharinguru, who has the, uh, I believe, the Shari Shari fruit, who can rotate parts of his body, it appears. Okay, so that's interesting. Or turn parts of his body into wheels. Yeah, that's what it is. Um, because otherwise, well, yeah. <clears throat> Won't discuss that yet. Um, A8. This is an interesting one. Um, I don't know. Are you guys looking at this? Any of you see A8? A8, yeah. yes. All right. This apparently is is a big deal. Uh, um, the editors quizzed me on this and said that um, you you probably don't know who this guy is. And I was like, what? And they're like, yeah, this is a character who you don't know that was a Marine. And I was like, wait, don't know that was a Marine? He's like, yeah, yeah. They were like, you, you don't you don't know in his, that in his past he was a Marine and he's he's a very important character. And I was like, what? What are you what are you talking about? And I looked at it, and I couldn't think of anybody on the spot. And they were they were both like, when when I didn't know who it was or I, I couldn't you know determine who it was, um, they were like, oh man, I wish this came out earlier. We could have asked this on Hokotate. And I was like, <laughs> oh what what? So I went home. And I pulled out all of my stuff. I pulled out all the character guides and things and went through each and every character. And I was like, wait, okay, it's not Crocodile. It's not uh, a Captain Kudo. Um, who are some of the other characters? I, I looked at like old men and like old crotchety men, even some of the girls say, or the, uh, I'm sorry, the the five revered stars. And um, just went through all of these characters. I was like, no, 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 no. And uh, the one I came down to was, was Gyoru. Who is the the fish salesman in um, in Fusha in Fusha Village, um, which is Luffy's Luffy's hometown? And I was like, ah, I got it. It's him. It's totally him. I mean, you get the eyes, you've got the eyebrow, um, even the mouth uh, looks like him. So I was like, it's got to be the fact that Gyoru was was a marine in his younger years. And I actually sent that into Isaka and <laughs> via, via email, which was super courageous. I mean, because that's like super rude to, to do. But I was like, I just I got to know. And I didn't expect an answer. But he got back to me and he was like, like LOL, no. <laughs> it's like, damn it. <laughs> um, well, he said very important character. That makes me that leads me to believe it's someone 
If I, I don't know. Fish salesman. I would have been like, oh, Christ. Yeah, well, that's see, that's, not, yeah. <laughs> that's the thing. I didn't know if they were being facetious. And re-looking re through it, you know, I, I went back again, looked at all the Marines. And when I was going through the early 400s around, um, uh, not, not Impel Down, um, Aeneas Lobby. And I was looking through Aeneas, like, oh, whoa, there's, uh, there's Ryo-san from uh, Kochikame. And I was like, wait a minute. Could that possibly be Ryo from Kochikame? And when you look at it, the facial structure is the same. Uh, the nose, is, the hairline is the relatively it's not the same. not as intense, though. Uh, the, the eyebrows are what's different, and that's that's kind of what what took me off the path because you know Dioson has those very distinct eyebrows which are connected. They're kind of his trademark, um, and his eyebrows are very clearly not connected here. Uh, so that threw me off from that. However, um, I still think that that's if if they were being silly, you know, like if it wasn't really an important character, then I think it probably is Dioson. So that's that's the best guess at this point. Moving down, uh, unless you guys have any say or opinion on that, which you think it might be here. No. The mystery continues. All right. Moving down to A10. Who the heck is this? Has anybody seen this giant this giant woman? Um, this is redonkulous. I don't I don't even know if that's a woman or not. <laughs> I can't even help you with that. Yeah, I, it's I, like I, a lot I of LA women. The hair length—it's a woman. <laughs> yeah, this is this is insane. So I'm guessing it's it's a giant, and um, well, we'll talk more about about that later. But um, I, I've gone through, through everything. Definitely not in the war. Um, I, I looked through the assault on uh, what's it called, Ohara. I went through the assault on Ohara. And just tried to think of any instance that I could have missed a, a giant marine. Um, because basically the first hint that we got that there were giant marines was was in Ohara. When we saw, um, uh, so, so, what do they call him, Saul? Saul? I don't know, in Japanese, Saul. Um, Saul. Saul, okay. Yeah, that's what we got. Uh, and um, I, I have no idea. Um, I, I spoke with some other, you know, um, kind of Anya fans of, of One Piece online about this and their best guess. And, and it's a good one. But, um, it's one of the, uh, I don't know what you say in English, the, the early sketches, I guess some of the early sketches that he did for characters that can be seen in like, uh, for example, uh, green or the color walk series uh, where, you know, he, he's kind of de designed and developed characters, but we, he, they haven't actually been used in the series yet. Um, so that, that's really a guess. Um, I have not been able to go through uh, a lot of his sketches yet, um, but I do intend to. So if you've seen that character, please do. I believe it was Redon who gave a good guess at who this character might be. And uh, I don't agree with him on that because they don't appear to be a giant. Uh, but that, that's not a guess at this point. So let's skip over to column B and kind of work our way down there. Uh, again, a lot of nameless Marines. Uh, that you can find all over the place. Uh, I think B4 is really an example of, of most of these that are just like, there is no way I'm going to find this guy. No. Unless, I mean, you know, there, there's he's got some stubble on his chin. He's got a, a, a defined face. But honestly, it, it's like Marine XYZ. They could be everywhere. 
or anywhere. Um, there are like 50 guys that look like them. Um, T-Bone, I, I love the T-Bone look. He looks kind of normal. Kind of. Uh, B-13. What do you guys think? I haven't named him yet, but any ideas? That's a distinctive look. I mean... It is, and he's he's fairly large compared to some of the no-names. Yeah, he, the thing is, yeah, he has enough detail on him that kind of makes it seem like, you know, he's made some appearances, but... He's right next to Frankie, like his nothing, head. <laughs> but nothing's, no, nothing's clicking. One, one idea that I've had is that, that this could possibly be Spandine. Um, Spandau's oh. club, and that he was possibly a Marine. And I know a lot of fans have, have agreed with that consent. Yeah, it's uh, not a I, bad theory. I haven't bought it yet, only because Oda has some strict rules for this color spread that we'll talk about at the end. But um, I, I personally think it looks more like his father. That That's what I mean, yeah, Spandine. The Spandine, okay. I, they yeah. have very well, didn't similar Spandine have Didn't Spandine have like a black nose too, though? No, he did not. Okay. No, what what's were was very distinctive lines on his uh, forehead. He had a very prominent um, kind of forehead, and if you look through almost every scene, they're they're included. That might just be an age issue, but the problem with that is that Spandine wasn't a Marine. He was in CP nine. Well, so, you don't know what he did before, so I guess it's possible. Yes, exactly. And also to get onto CP9, you'd think that you need to have some sort of Marine experience, although that is clearly not true. Also, yes. that's not true in the real world. I don't even know why I came up with that. Okay. <laughs> now you come down to uh, um, B14 and B15, and these are my favorite two columns because the first when I was making this, I was like, whoa, Robin's crotch. I was like, oh, my God. I was like, can I put this in? Oh, that's kind of sexy. And then I zoomed out. And it was fucking Frankie. <laughs> so, uh, no. Poor the, Frankie uh, does not have a defined crotch. The the opposite of, of uh, anything sexy. Um, mm, yep. B14 is incredibly difficult. If you can figure that is, uh, congratulations, because you're amazing. Uh, B15. B15 and some other ones we'll talk about later are, are quite difficult. Um, it, this appears to be, if it weren't for the, the fact that you can see this individual's ear, um, I think that he would be a, a, a dead giveaway for the Marine that talks to Momonga upon leaving Impel Down. I believe it's chapter 533. Um, he previously thought might have been Virgo. Um, he's, he's a dead bear for him, uh, but you can see his ear. And Oda was pretty careful about trying to draw the Marines very close to how they appeared uh, later in the story. So I don't think it's him. There's another character that appears to be him, uh, but doesn't quite match. Um, they, they're extremely difficult, those two characters. They appear to be that uh, mysterious Virgo-ish character. C1, uh, a look at this uh, female giant when um, she was quite younger. And this is great because it actually tells you who the inspiration for this character was. Um, you guys probably aren't familiar uh, with this individual, so I'll, I'll Google it up right now. But um, when you see the picture, there's really no no that Oda developed the um, this this particular giant after this. Um, well, you'll you'll see. 
Let's see. I'll send this along. And Zach, I don't know. I'm, I'm making more work for you here. Um, putting this in the uh, in the podcast. But, yeah, I'll, I'll have I'll have the. If you're listening to the AAC feed, you know what to do. Look at your iPod. If you don't, it'll be in the description as per usual. But keep going. And if this doesn't work for you guys, uh, please just let me know. But that's there for you. Sure. I see it. It's there. All right. I do see it. You do see it. All right. I do see it. All right. So what do you what do you agree disagree? I know we're not doing the the, the comparison uh, segment here, but what do you think? C one. Sure. I I don't see why not. Yeah. All right. Um, that's a man. Really? Ah. <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, I see it. <laughs> yep. Yep. His uh, his name is Iko San. And he's a he's a famous uh, he's on television and whatnot and uh, it's just very like Oda to utilize uh, such characters so very interesting. Cool. Um, we go down to a named marine C three Mozambia. He was named in blue. Uh, he I believe is one of the the marines that was in that famous uh, I don't know what chapter it is but. Um, Volume 25, where we first get to see Flamingo utilizing his power. During Jaya. Yes, yes. Very very important chapter, one of my favorite chapters in the entire series. And I believe he's he's, uh, being choked there. Go down to C5, and we've got Panda Man. And, you know, easy to say that, oh, look, there's Panda Man. But no, I was like, wait a minute. Oh, you, you chose this specifically, didn't you? You didn't just do this for the color spread. You knew that there was a marine panda man, and I was extremely happy to to find this uh, marine panda man. Uh, this, so you can see his image in there. Um, panda man was in a ton of marine shots, uh, but this is the one time that he actually appears in full marine garb. And when I found that, I was just I was so happy because I mean, even though I have basically the complete panda man list on my website, it's still incredibly difficult to go through each one of those but um very happy to see him there we go down and we see stendus by the way i've got an interesting story about stainless or um in english i guess stainless um he's got that great mustache right um which, which we're, we're talking about c9 excuse here excuse me excuse me i'm sorry uh i'm asking you guys to know all of these by by name i apologize um c9 <laughs> C9. Okay. Yeah, it's the guy getting choked out. Yes. Yes. Now, um, I don't know. I, when I had to learn these for for the original Tate, um, the, I found out that the, the name for the anime credits was Kaiser Hige, which means uh, Kaiser Mustache, which is the name of the mustache. And that was being an anime name, like so many others, uh, uh, impossible to confirm. Um, I learned it, but um, you know, it was one of those things you always had to put an asterisk next to. Be like, yeah, Oda didn't name this yet, but but he's Kaiser Hige. Well, I had the man responsible for <laughs> naming him Kaiser Hige. And this will actually explain a lot of the, the anime naming process and how these names get made in the anime. It was by the director, and when they were going through this, you know, for the voicing and whatnot, um, he simply named him by, by describing him. He had a Kaiser mustache, so he just called him Kaiser mustache. 
And uh, the same thing for Dalmatian. Uh, he was he was a Dalmatian and a Marine, so he just called him Dalmatian. And as things turned out in the end, uh, Dalmatian did become Dalmatian, um, but Stainless uh, did not remain Kaiser Hige. Um, whoever decided that, he went on to be to be Stainless, uh, not Kaiser Mustache. So that's how some of those names uh, find find their way into the animation. It's the uh, the director just saying, uh, "What have we got here?" All right, he looks like this. Um, bam, there it is. So again, a reason why you should not uh, always go by the animation names. Then we've got a brand brand new with a little bit more hair. Um, that was that kind of cool. I like losing the hair and how he has that squeaky look. A brand new look C10. Smoker C11. What a bad. That is so cool. I love that that haircut on him. That's really you can tell by the cigar. You only had one cigar. Yeah, I, I mean, it took me a it took me a little longer than it should have. Um, he looks more like Mister One in this panel. C twelve. We moved down to Hina, and she's looking fantastic as usual. Uh, smoking from a young age, so all you kids out there get started smoking, so you can be cool like Hina. Uh, Sakazuki and C thirteen. I like how he looks. Basically the same. Um, yeah. same, same stern look, um, got the hat on. He loves his hat. He already has um, his tattoo. Mm-hmm. He has, he has a tattoo going. Um, I'd love to see that work on progress on the tattoo. Cause you look at some of the characters in one piece as they're seen throughout the ages, uh, like wiper. And you can actually, if you look at him in each time period, I don't, this is again, like mania, uh, trivia here. Uh, but you can actually tell which, uh, order wiper got his tattoos in around his body. It's really cool. Um, Sengoku, I love that. He he looks great. He looks so cool there with the, with the afro. He is rocking that afro. I like how Sengoku looks so cool back then and so weird now. Um, it's a really weird picture you. Put. I, I like that. I li- it's it's uh, both him and Garp are talk- talking there. It's a great uh, a cover of the two of them just eating senbei and being old men together. Um, let me move up to D1. D1 is Sentomoto. Uh, interesting. Um, we see Sentomoto in the Marines. Sentomoto wasn't officially in the Marines when we first saw him. So this is kind of an argument for um, the the fact that Spandine might also be able to be included in here. Because it seems that he joined the Marines early on, then switched over to kind of, I don't know, bodyguard issue uh for for vega punk uh and then back into the marines so he's got a kind of a detailed past d2 uh, a lot of people have have named or um, tried to place this guy uh, specifically in the uh, ennius lobby arc um, mm-hmm. because of his kind of headgear here uh, my only qualm with that is the fact that the part covering his ear and jaw uh, is black in that uh, in that segment, and notice, like I said, it's pretty careful to keep all of the characteristics uh, together, or at least hint that they should be together. Um, so, right, that's that. That's why I've left that blank. D two is Bogard. The only reason I have a question mark by his name is because, uh, like Kaiser Hige, I don't believe we have an official confirmation of his name yet. Um, we haven't seen this dude in years. <laughs> Um, actually, he's, he's been in the background of a number of, of, uh, Marine mob shots. I, I believe he does show up during the war at some point as well, too. 
So, hmm. um, but he used to yeah. be, you know, with Garp all the time. We really haven't right? seen him. We they, really haven't like, seen him since, uh, cause I don't think, uh, when they went to water seven, I don't think he was with Garp. So very interesting. I think he might even be in water seven in one of the, the mob shots in the background somewhere. And I only say that cause I, I was just recently going through them and I was like, Oh, there he is. But, um, he, he might be, um, just as a little hidden guy. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he is. Uh, uh, D6, this is obviously Virgo's son, Mr. Virgo. Um, nothing stuck on his chin. I'm surprised Oda didn't go for that. I guess he was going for kind of a, a cool cover here, so uh, good choice. D7, uh, this, you might, guys might not have anything there, but uh, I, I went back and three people, um, Mr. Sabati, who runs the, um, the log, what is it, log piece or piece log or something like that, a website. Uh, Mr. Sabati uh, found it. Nico, a Twitter poster, and Redon found this guy. I completely missed him. He's in the area at the chapters where uh, right out, I think 601. He's in, yeah, he's in chapter 601 um, where the Marines are going after Luffy and company on, what is it, uh, Sabati Island. Or uh, not Sabati Island, Sabati Archipelago. Archipelago, thank you. I'm mm-hmm. trying to think of the, the, the English. Um, D10, I was proud of this one. Um, I'm not 100% sure, but, I mean, the hair does seem to be the giveaway here. That appears to be Asahija, who is the, the Marine who had his shadow stolen. Under him is Garp. Wow, what a cool-looking guy. Does that not? If Luffy was badass, does that not look like Luffy? He looks a lot like Luffy, just with like a much broader jawline and much more badass looking, as you said. <laughs> yeah, much broader jawline. His eyebrows are different, but I mean, again, that's that goes with Garp. His the eyebrows are consistent with Garp's current eyebrows. Um, it, man, he is he is good at keeping families together and uh, family likenesses. Um, this this again goes back to his uh, picture drawn when he was drawn as a child. Uh, and you know he's he's got that same look as Luffy, that same smile, uh, uh, same kind of dreams. But he took the path of justice, whereas um, Luffy took the path of piracy. <laughs> and he, he looks a lot less he looks a lot less uh, I guess naive would be the word uh, than Luffy ever did. He definitely even at this age. Which do we know what the ages are supposed to be? Around? I, I will go into that at the end. If you okay. please remind me, somebody okay. please ask me about that. <laughs> but yes, I will go into that. Uh, D13, looking at Sudo. Uh, again, another young shot. Very, probably the youngest we've seen her of Tsudu. Um Wow, what a knockout. Um, I, I do hope we see her again uh, in that in that age. And uh, D14, Kuzan, what the heck? Does this guy age at all? I mean, I hope it has something to do with his, his ice food ice. powers. Like his body is um, protected, but I would love to have an age on him. Well, there's a there's less definition in his cheeks. I mean, the picture Definitely. you used, you could see there's the lines going down, but he really looks exactly the same. Yeah, I mean, you go back to Ohara, and there he is, just like in Ohara, looking exactly the same. Here he is here. Like you said, the cheeks are, are not as defined, um, but still looking very similar. I hope that does have to do with his, his uh, ice powers. Um. Going up to E. I'm not so sure about this uh, 575 fellow, um, but I, I did add him in there. He has kind of crazy wild Goku hair going on. <laughs> Saul without the 
um, mustache, I think. Yeah, the beard is pretty much the same, but he doesn't have the kind of stash going around. Uh, Borden Angelino looks awesome. He he looks Snowboard. like he looks, I, I love that cap. Snowboard. I don't, he he looks He's like you're like. Dude. He looks like he your looks, stoner friend that like yeah. helps you like, in your man, your, your, man. Weird boom, uh, your weird uh, B movie schemes. Like, hey, He's man, glasses. Yeah, <laughs> he looks like an extra from PC. Is it ironic that he looks like someone who, who takes a drug that slows you down when he goes the speed of light? I think that was the general joke for it, it anyway. So. Yes, I totally agree. because yeah. just from the way he talks is is you know so slow and. Oh, you're pretty scary, guys. Hi, guy. Whoa, uh, Ben Beckman. <laughs> uh, e, what are we at here now? E4 is Drake. Um, I just, I, I like the look here. Um, I, I was unsure when uh, we had that, uh, the new, what is it, the, the two years later, the, 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 what do we call them? Superstars, supernovas, supernova, supernovas. Thank They're you. also superstars, though. <laughs> Superstar. <laughs> uh, um, uh, when we had that kind of color spread with them, minus Zoro, weird again. Um, he had that crazy hairstyle, kind of pointed hairstyle. And during the Hokotate recording, um, we were we were talking about that. And uh, how did we get on? I forget how we got onto conversation about that, um, but. I was talking about, yeah, I, I really enjoy that because you get to see Drake's new hairstyle. And Isaka actually said to me, he said, oh, well, actually, he said, you never saw his hairstyle before. And I was like, well, wait. And he was like, he was always wearing a hat. And I thought, whoa, you're right. He was always wearing a hat. So this is kind of the confirmation here that uh, that was always his hairstyle, having that kind of uh, peak at the top. Obviously not as prominent um, when he was younger. Uh Definitely, we get the hint that he was developing into that. Uh, E6, looking at E6 here. This guy has some really prominent features. Um, so I'd, I'm really interested to know who that might be. Uh, uh, I, I ha At this point, I have no idea. But that seems like it should be an easier one to find. John Giant, looking like John Giant. He's got a giant nutsack for a chin. <laughs> it, they prefer bald chinian. <laughs> Oni Gumo, see, Oni Gumo um, five people who saw Men in Black too. Yes. <laughs> no, uh, I I actually well, have two, and I did get that. When was the last time I saw that movie? The first time I saw that. Me movie. too. In <laughs> theaters. In the theaters, and I fell asleep. Yeah. Oni Gumo. Um, I think this is probably the first time seeing his eyes because his eyes are now fused shut into permanent black things. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense, but I'm not going to question it. Cut me, Mick. <laughs> E9 is looking like it will be an important character. I'm not entirely sure about that, if we've seen who this is yet or not. Uh, but, I mean, that's that's pretty detailed. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Do you guys have any thoughts on that? No. Future <laughs> Marine, that's very important. No, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know about that one. Um, Momonga, Momonga looking like Momonga. 
minus that fantastic mustache. Yeah, I was going to say, that's the only recognizable feature I know in Momonga. So when everyone was getting it right away, I'm like, oh, well, the next I knew thing that. Would, would be pissed off. Like, Momonga is mustache pissed off. So he didn't have the mustache, but he was pissed. And, and he didn't you have the mohawk. You can see the hair in the, under the hat. I mean, you can, but like the mohawk is also his thing, and that wasn't there. Come on, that's yeah. like a nice, like late 1800s uh, or early 1900s American mustache. It's like a Rooseveltian mustache. I love it. And the fact that yeah. he doesn't have it just disappoints the hell out of me. But Sharp as hell. Yeah. Um, Doberman. I guess this is all the proof we needed to to confirm that Doberman is indeed based on Danny Trejo. Um, that's, that's pretty much it right there. He looks a lot more like him when he's older. Yeah. Yeah. But, but then again, um, if you look at the younger Danny Trejo, he looks a lot like a younger Danny Trejo, so um, very cool. Let's jump over to F. And who have we got here? Very good. Come on, that's that's, that's an easy one. That's a dead giveaway. Yeah, that's smashing good. That's the one. That's like the first one I noticed. <laughs> uh, I love um, over in F four, uh, Belmare. Love that. Great, great, great picture. I love her mohawk. That has a name. Do you guys remember what that is? I don't know. No, I didn't know that was. I didn't know that was a real hairstyle. It is. It is. Um, one of my punk friends back from my studies in uh, in Japan was like, "Oh yeah, she has a <laughs> mohawk," and I was like, "Oh, that's that's great." I never I'll look up a... types of mohawks, and we'll maybe find out by the end of this. On the Mohawkopedia. <laughs> the Mohawkopedia. <laughs> uh, F five. Um, those are some pretty good characteristics there. I'm not sure who that's supposed to be, um, but it's white hair that comes down and a black uh, mustache of sorts. Or excuse me, a black beard of sorts. So um, that one should be easily easy to um, to locate at some point. I haven't found it yet. Um, F seven, Zach. Who is that? Who is who that is guy? That? Strawberry. <laughs> Okay, no, no, that's the first thing I noticed. Is like his hair isn't black in this color spread. I was kind of surprised by that. It's blonde looking. Yeah, it looks blonde. Uh, uh, yeah, I made a joke. Yeah, on it looks like blonde. he looks like a strawberry blonde. Yeah, that's such a terrible I like joke. It. I like it. Run with it. Run with it. The folks, the, the audience will love it. I also think uh, Steve mentioned that he takes up around half this color spread. I forgot who mentioned it, <laughs> but it's hilarious. <laughs> he's, he's so prominent. Uh, uh, F7, or excuse me, F10, we've got Cancer. Cancer, again, one of those Marines uh, that has appeared multiple times in the background and was recently named in uh, Blue Deep. Uh, love this guy. He was. He looks a lot. A lot like a uh, a young Koza, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The sunglasses and the freaking scar. scar. Yeah, he looks very similar. Um, F thirteen. This one uh, was hard to place. Oh, can we do F twelve first? Because <laughs> I think we need oh, to do F twelve right. first. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Very it's important, Steve. It's uh, that's Mashikaku, better known to us as Marnie the Marine. Um. And if uh, and it's funny how Greg was talking about anime names and how they're not always correct. Uh, if you ever go on Wikipedia, uh, not Wikipedia, the One Piece wiki, and you look up Mashikaku, it totally says that uh, his English dub name is Mario the Marine. That well, that's more true. your fault. <laughs> that is not true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to correct them. 
And it also lists under facts because there's not many facts for Machi Kaku. It says like um, uh, J. Michael Tame has stated that it is um, that that Marnie is his favorite One Piece role. <laughs> that is. Those are both confirmed facts. Don't correct those. And that's definitely one of our fans that did that. No, I know it was. They posted on our thing afterward about it. Also, become a fan of his on Facebook. He has. You should, yeah, he has a very lonely. Fa- we should update the Facebook. <laughs> we page should. This color spread picture and like the caption should be like, "Hell yeah!" It, Hell it, yeah. I, have, I have to be honest. Out of any of the characters in that color spread, I was definitely most excited about Marty the Marine. <laughs> I, I will admit, I was looking for him. I'm like, he's got to be here somewhere. And there he was. Probably Prominently too, he was like right very there in weird the mouth though. I've like I've seen him with his mouth closed before, and it never quite made that. And yet he looks like a young J. Michael Tatum. <laughs> his facial hair and everything. Oh, sideburns. Yep. And yeah. Ta- yeah, it, yeah. Tatum sideburns. Uh, his. When we met part. him, he had those mud and chops. I mean, it's it Tatum looks exactly also like has him. a mouth that's shaped like a fortune. <laughs> 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 if we ever saw it close, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's a joke that he talks too much. Uh, we should move on. <laughs> Go on, Greg. Marnie the Marine. Moving on from from one of the critical characters of One Piece. <laughs> Very well. Yeah, you sh- you should have really went back to him when you were at um you're at Shoei. Shoei. What about him though? There's, there's got to be something with him. Uh, no, sorry, Greg. Come on. I suck at life. Um, yeah, F- really. What F- the thirteen? Uh, I love when this came out. Like it was just immediate. Like everywhere the f- on our, our Facebook page in Arlong Park, everywhere everyone was just like, "Oh my God, Frankie's dad was a Marine," and it's like. <laughs> Guys, guys, guys! Frankie's dad was a pirate from from South Blue. That guy um, does look a lot laugh. like him. Yeah, yeah. Um, he has similar eyelashes, yes. But then again, <laughs> Usopp kind of also has similar um, eyelash marks as well. Um, whatever the eyelash is, his father. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is without question Mako. Uh, Mako is uh, one of I believe Hina's subordinate. And uh, and that's I'm surprised he's so big, but he was he was one of the Marines that was named early on in blue, as I as I recall. Uh, down below we have um, in F14 we've got Sicily, and below him in F15 we have another uh, character from 429, quite large, um, for being you know in in such a short time. But uh, originally I confused these two, and I thought that uh, Sicily might be the one below, um, but it's really unquestionable. Um, when you when you compare the eyes location of the scar, and um, and the kind of the the hair growth that uh, that's that's definitely Sicily up there. Which arc was Sicily in? He looks like a like a more current arc, like a shop indeed. Yeah, isn't that uh, Amazon Lily around there? Uh, where was? Where isn't four twenty nine around the <laughs> Lieutenant Smoker? I think Lieutenant Smoker is four twenty nine also, right? So well, it's I talker. Think- Stalker. Stalker. What did I say? Smoker? Yeah. Uh, well, that's a different person. <laughs> I want to say that Sicily appeared during the war, and I think that's I think that's accurate. Um, just, just looking at the art style, it just seemed like it's the most, I don't know, it's the most, like, obvious. I don't know. Yeah, it's <laughs> definitely not alabaster. It doesn't seem like it's in, um, in uh, not, yeah, any lobby. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the, that's the, the war. Anyway, mm-hmm. yeah, we could keep going. Moving on up, uh, G1. I like this guy. Uh, there's a couple characters here who have like horns on their head, 
or distinct features that as they've gotten older, just get bigger. <laughs> I love that logic. Um, then we've got the in G3, Ayn, um, looking very much like she does in some of the scenes, uh, the flashback from the movie. G, one, two, three, four. G4, this is, again, I was referring to this earlier. Uh, I, I labeled this guy being that uh, Virgo-ish character because he has the hat and the ear coverings that match. He also has a pair of sunglasses, but his cheekbones do not match. Uh, and the eyes also, uh, excuse me, the sunglasses do not match as well. Um, I could get a every, new pair of sunglasses. That's not that ridiculous. He, 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 uh, absolutely. But like I said, Oda was pretty careful to try to keep a lot of the characteristics similar mm-hmm. so we could find them with a little bit of ease. Um, so that is the reason why I question that. Uh, not entirely sure. Nezumi looking like a douche. Um, <laughs> he looks like less of a douche in the color spread. He looks yeah. bright eyed, I think, in the color spread. He, well, that was like back he when he was a mouse. And they all get and flushed down the toilet. G6, uh, um, it appears to be Shine. Not entirely sure about that. This guy, this guy actually appears like he could be another uh, contendant for that um, Virgoish character. Um, but the the kind of, I don't know, looks like that, that beard he has there, that thin beard. Mm. Um, that just seems like it's setting it up for him to be shine. Who else? He's also, he also was wearing those uh, Frankie glasses back in Alabasta. So, yeah. Um, we move down. We've got Ripa. Uh, they call him Ripper in, in the English version. Actually, that's kind of a joke. Ripa in, in Japanese means uh, like outstanding or upstanding. Um, and that's kind of in contrast to uh, Morgan. So I don't know if I was doing the translation, I would say Ripper. Um, but yeah, that's, that's Ripper. Underneath him, we have Yep Morgan. Uh, then we've got Katakombo, who's one of the people who was infatuated with uh, Hancock. I, can I say how much I love the design and the color spread for him? <laughs> that is the most ridiculous looking human being. He just looks yeah, like silly looks putty. Like kind of a, yeah. a Thai influence. I'm not sure entirely, but it, like a Thailand style. I don't know what. It's hilarious. It like don't get me wrong. Basically. I'm alone on that? Okay, all right. Um, we've got Gorilla, Captain Gorilla down there. Um, another easy one. Um, was happy to find that. He's real popular in Japan, actually. Uh, the kids love him because I guess I don't know. Did he feature prominently in the anime? Gorilla. He was uh, yeah. He was in Frankie's filler. Yeah. All right. Yeah, because he was um, in the dancing filler. All right. Uh, yeah, he was. A, he, I like that the, filler. That was good filler. Strawberry is to Zach as Gorilla is to the Japanese children. <laughs> Strawberry is to you, Steve. <laughs> it's it's like look when I showed this to to some of my students. That's really cool. And like everybody, instead of being like, "Whoa, there's." Kizaru or whoa, there's there's Aokiji. They're like, whoa, there's Gorilla. And it's like, seriously? That's that's the first thing you notice? Really? Okay, all right. Wow, popular. Um underneath him is Beans, again looking like he does in the movie. Uh full body. Again, looking like a douche in I H3. About full body. five fifty eight. Uh I like this. This is the first of the zombies. Um Again, very characteristic head. I was like, where the heck did we see a character that looks like that? Like, yes, master. I, I, can, <laughs> I can help you. Um, I was like, what? It's Igor, not Igor. Good, great reference. I love it. Um, I wish I was here. Um, Walk this way. No. Um, 
wait, yes, I do. Uh, 558, yep, there he is. We moved down, uh, what is it, H... Seven? Five. Eight, five. Uh, originally, I thought this guy might be a contender for uh, Yarisugi. If Yarisugi had some like serious surgery or some things done, which might also be an, an over the board, uh, overboard joke. I don't know what do they call him. Like his jokes. Yeah, basically overboard, overboard is essentially. So, yeah. yeah. We never um, found Yarisugi though, right? Yep. More about that later. Yes. Move down more zombie marines. Uh, zombie bear. I like how one of them already had a thing of stitches, for the record. Uh, yes. Was that five, yeah, eight? I like that. One going across, right? He looks like Frankenstein already, and then he looks like Super Frankenstein when he's a zombie. Hey, I like how there's a bear. <laughs> yeah, that, can we note that? Who's hey, driving? That That's actually really... Bear is driving. Oh my god, how can this be? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's really important that you note the bear. Um... Because originally I thought that it was kind of like construction of maybe the Marines or something that Hogback set up for him. Um, but no, there was actually a bear Marine. And, you know, we've also seen Beppo. Um, we've also seen... Breaking what? barriers. That's what they're doing. Uh, Bears breaking are breaking barriers. 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 I, yeah. barriers. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Our jokes are terrible. <laughs> oh. But, but terrible yourself, in the best right? of ways. Um, looking down below that, we've got H, uh, 10. I'm going to call it right now. This guy is the brother of, um, uh, what's his name? It's not Optimus. Is it Optimus? No, it's not Optimus. Asking the wrong people. We're just the One Piece podcast hosts. (laughs) He's he's one of the, um, one of the guys in, oh man, what is the name of this, this fellow? Um, he's one of the white beard pirate crew. He, I don't think he's commander, but he, oh. he's one of the higher. Oh, the guy that pretty much looks like a knight. It looks like he works at medieval times. Is that what no, you're no, no, no. Um, oh, the guy okay. right below the bear. The one between the bear and the medieval times guy. Oh, my bad. No problem. Yes. No, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. This right? is definitely a white beard guy. Yeah. Right? And, and, you're, and you're supposed to be like, whoa. All right. So he was. Um, he was originally a part of the Marines. That's weird. So we got another Drake kind of thing going on here. No, that's not. Um, that's not him. He's uh, he's he's different. Let me see. I'm gonna I'm gonna find this. Andre. Yeah, that's right for the giant. Andre um, the giant. Uh, you know? Yeah. Let's do the. Yeah, right. that's def- no. And you're like, oh, that's Andre. No, it's if you like I said in the caption here, you can see that's definitely a Marine. Uh, these guys, uh, definitely. Like I said, I'm calling it. Had to be brothers. Um, they, they just look way too similar. I'm going to call that there's going to be a 20-chapter flashback at some point in the series about these two. No, no, when no. Andre no. becomes I, Zach's I new favorite. Like I said it's going to be 40. 40 <laughs> chapters? Okay. He said it's key to, to the to the emotional center of, of Luffy. <laughs> it's going to be at the very end of the series. <laughs> um, this 561 one um, down in H... Over H13. I'm proud of this one. That was horrific. I found that completely by chance. Uh, chapter 561. Yeah, good uh, find. He's not even facing the right direction. I didn't notice the hair on him at first. I thought it was just like a background or part of the, the clothing on the Marine behind him. And when I was looking through the chapters, I saw this guy with the weird things pointing out. I was like, whoa, that's weird. And I just happened to look over at this guy on the edge. I was like, oh my God, it's him. So that was a complete chance. And the last one I have listed here um, in H14, 
chapter 523. Uh, I like this guy. He's an easy one to figure out. He's got a nice hairstyle. And uh, I, I don't know. I just like the big sword on his back. So That was the guy who was saying all the ominous shit that was happening while in Impel Down, right? Yes, exactly. See, I remember okay. things. It looks like Impel Down in the background of the yeah. picture. Yeah. Yeah, so. Well, yeah, yeah. I think – what is he doing? He's actually in Garp's office at the time. Right. Uh, or I know it's Sengoku's. Sengoku's. Yeah, I remember. And was that the when they were discussing? No one had ever escaped from Impel Down except for yes. Shiki. Yeah, yeah. I was looking at that chapter recently because we were talking about that. I think the canon thing. So I think that's probably the <laughs> only reason. Anyway, uh, more general thoughts. We were going to ask you a bunch of questions. Let's see if we remember any of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I'll I'll add uh, just some facts in here, and if you guys remember anything. Uh, please come at me. All right. So the big question is, uh, what age are these characters supposed to be? And that the answer one. is no age in particular. Um, if you try to go, like, oh, they're supposed to be 18 or 19 or something. Um, I don't think it works out. I think the only age that might like, uh, excuse me, let me rephrase that. Um, how many years ago was this? And I think that was the big question is a lot of people are like, no, it, it's it's 20 years ago. It's 22 years ago. Oh, it's this. It's that. That's impossible. No, I know because um, they're all different generations. You have people yes. like Garp and then you have people like Strawberry who are obviously – you know, Strawberry is obviously not – I don't know. Yeah, I mean it's like Tsuru. It's, um, right. she, she didn't change that much in 20 years um, and you didn't have – you know, I mean some, some – these characters look relatively young some of them are, are deceiving but the big clue is drake because we actually know how old he is so that's kind of a landmark and you're like there's no way that that garp and drake look exactly the same age um x number of years ago um the only explanation i heard that that seems to fit is that these are all of them when they were uh what do you call them in the in the Marines, though? Privates, uh, you know, f- first uh, what, petty officers, I think they're called. Yes, basically new recruits. Yeah. Um, the only reason I, I'm not I, – I, I agree with that. The only reason I, I, I can't say for 100 percent that it, that is uh, true is because some of them are neglecting the Marine uh, code of dress. For example, you've got uh, Kuzan, but basically the, the admirals. You've got Kuzan – um, Sakazu- it appears to be Sakazuki, unless he's wearing a smoker-like jacket. Um, and who else? Borsalino. Uh, they're wearing their own clothing. Now, I, if I think Kuzan's wearing without the robe. I think he's just wearing the. I mean, let me check if I could see a better picture. But yeah, I think he's just wearing the undershirt with it. It's not. I mean, that's possible, right? I don't know. Yeah. No. I. I. I totally agree. I mean, I'm not 100% sure on this, but. Um, I think one of one of the explanations is that that it's when they're all uh, uh, possibly possibly when they're all nineteen, uh, which would be the um, the same age as Luffy. Hmm. So possibly some meaning there, or like you suggested, when they were all new recruits, and that makes sense. That that would immediately explain any of the um, the the age issues or problems. Um, but Oda was obviously he. He had an idea for a specific uh, period to draw them. And if you look at basically everyone else except the admirals and maybe a few other uh, characters with some interesting pieces of headgear, um, they're all abiding by the the laws um, of the Marines to, to wear that specific kind of uniform uh, of the new recruits. And um, that's that's what it could be. Um, what it's I, I think we're looking at here is, whoa, I think I just had a – a revelation. On the wow, air, folks. Wow, just talking this 
out with you guys. This is amazing. Um, I think they all might be, yeah, and that would explain why there's some absent as well. I think they all might be characters that were either taught by Zet or um, or worked with him. Um, that that well, that that makes sense. That makes uh, a lot more sense why some of them would be absent then, yeah. Yes, and so okay, so who is absent? Well, we've got uh, Yari Sugi who comes to mind. Uh, one of the ones that stuck on my mind immediately once I saw a Smoker was Tashigi. Didn't see her. Um. So yeah, wow, wow, wow. Very Obviously, cool. Kobe and Helmeppo, although we had seen them originally anyway. Yeah. Well, see, that's again. Wow, that gives us a good age for Belmere. If if that's if that's in fact the case, wow. Um, because in the movie, you'll see there's a one of the big emotional moments of the movie. Like if, if I don't know if you listened to the, the the previous episode or not, is but Doberman. Doberman has a, a big emotional mo- moment in the movie. He doesn't say anything, uh, but it's pretty big. So um, yeah, that's that's basically what I what I have to say about it. Um, uh, but what do you do you have any questions or, or uh, observations that you like to share? Anyone? I don't know. <laughs> There's a lot with this color spread. Um, yeah. So is the giant a woman or a man then? What do you guys think? <laughs> I, I think it's I think it's a woman. Yeah, I, I do too. Because especially when you see the picture from later on. I mean, when I'm looking through it, that's the first thing that pops into my head for some reason. You mean the one with the very defined cheekbones? The one we were discussing earlier with the picture. Yeah, oh, with the picture? Ikosan? Yeah. Um, C1, for those curious. C1? I think it's I think it's a woman. Yeah, I do too. I think it's a woman. I'm pretty sure it's based on Ikosan. I don't think that's questionable, but, but yeah, I think it's a woman. Um, now, I don't have any, uh, any other questions, I don't think. I think you've gone through it as best as you can. Yeah, we we took a good chunk of time on this, but I, I think it, it deserves um, this kind of, of look at it. Um, again, this is version zero uh, point six. Um, if any of you have ideas on Marines, please send them in. Please do. Please search. Uh, you've got some time over the over the holiday, Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa break. Hey, come on, check it out. Um, uh, send us in your ideas. I can't guarantee that I will add them, um, but I will definitely uh, take a look at them. Um, that you know what that may also explain why Kong isn't in here. I wanted to mention that as well, uh, because Kong may be from so far back that he's before uh, Zed's time. Uh, wow! Yeah, wow! 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 That's cool. All right. Um, okay, so with that, let's uh, take a break and get on to the main chapter. So, be right back. Okay, we're done with the color spread. So uh, let's get on to the manga chapter proper. This is the manga recap for chapter 691, King of the Land of the Dead. Greg, why don't you start us out on this front page here? We've got uh, everything coming in. This gigantic um, mountain slash factory falling down. And uh, I love zoom sounds because you know it's it's reserved for something massive that's just like and it's a super uh, dawn yeah it is it's a super dawn and that's coming off uh that amazing end of the chapter where um everything was just boom sliced in half by law 
and um, every the kids come crashing down and everyone. Hey, and uh, Sanji, <laughs> saying, "I could, you know, I could swear that the ceiling just floated." Um, that's interesting to get the kind of the perspective of everyone around uh, the area seeing what actually happened there. Uh, Steve, pick us up from the next page. And the gas is seeping in through the uh, new crack. Nice. Make, nice make, a fart, make a fart joke there. That I happened a lot during Boy Scout campouts. <laughs> <laughs> Greg wins this round. But uh, Nami's like, oh, no. And they're like, I'm scared, lady. And <laughs> she's like, no time for wimping out. Keep running. And um, the G5 men. I think um, that was Sanji who said that, which would make yeah, sense. Yeah, I said Sanji. Oh, okay, so. sorry. I, yeah. I mistake. Um, and the G5 men see Zoro and Tashigi coming from uh, afar. And they're like, oh, hey, you beat that uh, no, that bird woman. And, um, and they're like, why are you coming from that direction? I thought you were covering us from the back. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, that means that Zoro is once again lost. And Tushigi was saying, I knew you were taking the wrong path and just put me down already. This is embarrassing. And Sanji, of course, is flipping out. And well, like, is, hey, may, if I may. Yeah. Just, this is um, this is kind of interesting because Zoro, up until this point, we've we've kind of had hints that Zoro knows what's up with direction. So what's what's the deal here? Um, Zoro has been pretty. I mean, just when he was outside. And we were like, hey, we need to get back to the factory. He was like, yep, it's right over that way. And I think even Sanji at the time was like, what? How do you know? And they went back to him and they were right. So there's something going on here, why he knows that direction sometimes and not other times. And I'd love to know why that is. Well, this factory seems legitimately confusing to get through. Um, so I wouldn't I wouldn't give him th- – I mean, Shabadi was ridiculous. The things had freaking numbers even though I guess there was a bubble in front of it. Anyway, let's not get into that. Steve, keep going. <laughs> Um, of course, Sanji's flipping out with his uh, chivalry, uh, you because know, he's 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 pretty jealous of Zoro because he's carrying a, a beautiful woman on his back, and um, he's not too thrilled about that. But now he's like, "No, Zoro, the other way, the other way. <laughs> uh, the gas is coming this way. You got to go that way." Um, so we go to the examination room, structure B, of course, second floor, and uh, someone's yelling, probably one of the G five minutes. Oh, the ceiling's coll- uh, collapsing. You know, the sky's falling. Um, but well, it Chopper, actually is. <laughs> and Chopper says, you know, I know. Everything's done. I did what I can. Um, let's hope for the best. Um, and let's rush her over to uh, Structure R. Hang in there, Mocha. All right. Uh, and on the next page, we are in the sad manufacturing room in Structure D. And everything's all fucked up. It's all broken. And Virgo is making... And with his, a bulb in a bakum. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jason. Stop it. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. And Virgo is not taking this... In, entirely seriously enough, he's a. He says, "How am I supposed to eat breakfast tomorrow?" <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then he sort of starts giving a serious, uh, he's talking about laws revenge, and he's telling you he went too far, and he's going to regret it because he doesn't know about Joker's past. And, yeah, and this is. I thought that was a really interesting line. Sorry, I half cut you off with it. He uh, went straight from um, being like not serious to totally. Serious. I think that's Virgo in general. Uh, mm-hmm. And then again, this guy still has like. A bunch of his body parts just magnetized to a. Fence. Well, he's he's yeah. been decapitated now. Oh, more, yeah, more than decapitated. You see the. Well, you oh, no, 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 I haven't yeah. gotten there yet. I haven't gotten there yet. No, it's still no, over. No, no, no. No, it's, no you can um, see it on the sad uh, in the sad panel. That's yeah, first panel. Gonna say. Those are his body parts. Uh-huh. Strown apart. 
Um, but I think it's really interesting that we're getting hints at Doflamingo's past. Uh, which yeah, I think what's we, that? Yeah. I mean, even in the Japanese version, uh, and I'm going from memory here, but um, they, they carried this through very well in the English version. I'm, I'm, I don't know if they've always done this, but it's nice. Uh, they're points when there are dots uh, that they place alongside the text. And it's usually when they play, when they say something either ambitious or something that will be important. Um, and this is one of those times when they say the Joker's past. In the past, there are two dots along that. And, and uh, here they have the past bolded. So very important, whether that means um, something uh, either about him or that he's capable of. Um, we, we don't know yet. And again, Oda's excellent foreshadowing. And uh, he actually tells Smoker to say that, you know, you're some shallow rookie with a bit of hype behind him can't just take the world by its horns. And he keeps talking and he keeps talking and he slices his head and Vlas slices his head in half <laughs> top ways. And uh, Law's like, you know what? You got enough of your own problems. Maybe you should shut the fuck up. <laughs> and I'm going to blow this room up. Goodbye, Virgo the Pirate. Totally intentionally disrespectful. I like it. Yeah. Uh, and I love your reading of that, Ed. You're getting yeah. better. Getting better. <laughs> uh, now watch as I fuck this up. Uh, structure R on the of, first floor. a lot of text. Yeah, and that's then, why so I've been... Echo Moria. I mean, Caesar the Clown. <laughs> I mean, Caesar Clown. <laughs> I was close to saying that. Um, uh, so Caesar Clown is not looking all that good. His face is pretty mashed up still. You can still see the fist print in his face. Um, his nose looks like a Trigun cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> accurate. Accurate. Um, and for, it's it's uh, coming on to, uh, onto Caesar. He's starting to figure things out. Wait. Only one person could have sliced this entire place in two, and that is Law. So he's pissed that it's like, what the hell's Virgo doing if, if the entire place is being cut in half? That's not good. Um, and he yells at Luffy that he's ruining his paradise. Um, yeah, some, some great place that he set up there. And Luffy's still patting Brownbeard on the head. Which is... what, what is that? Uh, that's, that's intentional. I don't know what's going on there, but... Well, uh, I know. What was it? Steve, Steve said, that'll do, Beard. That'll do. <laughs> yeah. That'll do, Beard. And he's still doing that. It's been like three chapters. I mean, that's that's been happening for a while. I think he's, you know, Brownbeard's still trying to do it. And Luffy's saying, like, no, you, 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 you dude it. No, <laughs> I think not, it's more that. the past past tense of do. I think he kind of knows what happened there. So he kind of yeah. feels really bad for him, maybe. I don't know. Does Luffy feel sympathy? Um, I, I don't know. It's not Luffy to to pat someone or to comfort someone like that. I don't think he's comforting him. Um, I'm I'm not sure what that is yet. Either he's trying to, I, I don't know, garner something from him, or or either hold him back physically. I'm not sure what it is exactly, but but there's something going on there. It's Luffy to be like, it's all right, it's okay, especially not some guy like this. Yeah. So. That that is something to keep your eye on for for the future. Um, I do like the kind of character Brownbeard ended up becoming. We all did want him dead earlier, as you. <laughs> um, every one of us. No one. No, but when you get shot in the face, you live. One piece. <laughs> That's one piece. Anyway, uh, what, why couldn't that have happened to Bellamere? <laughs> <laughs> Caesar starts yelling. I, 
I'm sorry. Caesar starts yelling for the secret room, and they respond, and he asks them to open the vents and to flood the room with the with the death, the death, the land of the dead, whatever the hell we're calling it. Um, and he said, don't worry, it won't kill me, I'm made of gas. Notice that his nose has changed bent shape. It's kind of, oh, it, yeah, a little bit. Switch uh, sides. Yeah. Weird. Uh, and, and they say, sure, but we have to evacuate the guards first. And then Caesar's just like, no, right now. I ordered you to do this now. Don't waste my time. This, this is my power. Don't, don't mock me. And, uh, the men say, you know, but there's like a hundred toad goats down there. Do you want to kill all your toad goats? And he calls them guinea pigs, says, I don't, I don't care. Just you know, society wouldn't care about them. I don't care about them. You see Brownbeard kind of grumbling about that. Uh, Greg. All right. And we're back in the, the secret room, which isn't so secret. Usopp found it really easily. Um, <laughs> didn't you hear me? I said, do it. I can always find replacements for the likes of you and, and starting to hit them that, ooh, this guy is serious. And I don't know. I don't. I'm not sure if I'm, I'm entirely sold on the fact that these hardened pirate criminals that this guy are now crying. That was a little bit weird, but um, I understand that they're supposed to follow him and he helped them out. But like, there were no signs of this whatsoever. Really? All right. Okay. Well, I think also and, some of them are pirates and some of them weren't. I, like the goat people, I don't know if they were pirates. There were some brown beard pirates there, but I, I don't know. At least as I understood it, they were. Either criminals on the island, or the the goat people were basically made by the um, law um, with by uh, being fused with the the goat right. parts and yeah. But I never understood why why he has the horns. Has anybody yeah. talked about that? I never quite got. Well, that. I was just about to bring that up. Like we never really got an explanation of why Caesar has horns. <laughs> yeah, maybe they're gas Not horns. Either. Well, this is the world of One Piece where Oda was originally planning to have Roger's mustache be nose hairs. So <laughs> maybe maybe it's just part of uh, Caesar's skull. I don't know. It's Oda. but well, yeah. He did. The, the anime does the nose hair mustache with Shuzo and the stupid filler. Oh, the Pirates of the, uh, Pirates of the Dark Water guy. Because <laughs> I dubbed him. Wow. 90s. Hooray. Very. We've got uh, Usopp hanging out in the corner. Um and he's, you know, he's kind of saying that, whoa, you know, things are, are getting kind of intense down there. Um, and, you know, maybe they finally realized uh, what, what's uh, like Brownbeard, what Caesar's true colors are. And uh, because of that, you know, he's, he's grateful that, um, that they've kind of been distracted from his presence for a moment. Uh, but he garnished from this information that doors are controllable from this room. And we move back down to the room where things are just dead silent, and everybody's just like, "What? What? What? What are, what are being? What are we being asked to do here? We're being asked to die." And uh, Caesar turned, around, "What's your problem? What's that look on your face?" And well, I, I, um, I, um, and meanwhile in the control room, like, "Oh wait, I get it. He's just he's just putting on an act to confuse the, the enemy." And like, "Oh yeah, yeah, same with the killer gas. It's all a plan. It's all part of the plan." Um, you know, would he really kill his own man? Of course not, you know. And uh, this made me so angry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's I don't know. Um, I don't think that was necessary again. I think they should be scared and, and do it, but uh yeah. So they go ahead and click pop of the switch. 
and with an okay and a master. The vents oh, please are open. don't do that. <laughs> and the idiot says, okay, master, uh, master, the vents are open. And the guards are like, ah, oh, the killer ass is seeping in. And he's like, yeah, that's right, you idiots. And it's like, follow my orders and never question me again. Um, because you'll be dead soon. Yep. He says, now, you know. Become a part now, of me. Now, now, now. <laughs> I'm doing become, an emperor. I hope. Yeah. I hope okay. Once more. No, I'm not going to take the dude's game. Uh, pretty much, he's going to combine the land of the dead with his own devil fruit powers, and he pretty much turns into like the Gecko Moria equivalent power up for very similar. The yeah. Moria and Enu. Um, yeah. Oh, Enu yeah. too. You're Andrew right. Too. I forgot about that. I'm, well, I, I always thought, like, I was thinking a lot lately that there was a lot of parallels to Thor Bark. Um, I, I'm talking about. But this is, this is, I think this has been executed much better. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. Like, but many times. Th- right. It's just every, like, lately these last chapters, it feels a lot more like Thor Bark. And then this happened. I was like, well, they've oh. also been shorter, though. I think, like, I think I could, I think we could say, well, we'll get to it at the end, but the pacing's been much better than I think a lot of other arcs like this when this happens. But keep going. But um, with his uh, crazy laugh, uh, Caesar says, this is my power, the power of science. <laughs> uh, pretty much he's become a giant gas monster. Um, and I really don't know what Kinda that like is. like my dad. <laughs> Aren't they all? Yeah, really. Um, I don't know what that is like on the back of his neck. It kind of looks it's like a, a crown. Yeah, it he's looks the, like a he's crown. He's the king. So. Yes. King Caesar. He's the king of the dead. Well, king Caesar. Well, Caesar was a king. And uh, Emperor, it, no, it no longer says gas gas on his chest. It now says land of the dead in uh, kanji. Um, Shinokuni, right? That's what it says in Japanese? Um, there, is, there isn't a, a no. Um, but it basically, it says shikoku, um, which means the land of the dead. And um, do, 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 do. Um, that's why... A lot of people on on two channel were busting on an, uh, one of the four main islands of Japan. It's called <laughs> Shikoku. So um, there's even a movie starring. Them? Pardon me. You think he's ripping that island though? No, no, I, I don't think I don't think he would do that. Um, there's actually a horror movie by the same name. It stars uh, Chiaki Kuriyama, who is aka the oh, yeah. the schoolgirl from Kill Bill. Um, in Battle Royale. Hmm. Yes. Yeah, in Battle Royale too. Interesting. Um, so yeah, it's a kind of a well-known thing in Japan, Shikoku and, and the parallel with Shikoku, but yeah. Cool. Um, but yeah, Caesar finds it necessary to mention that um, due to the uh, public demonstration of uh, Land of the Dead, uh, two peaceful nations have already left at the chance to uh, per, um, purchase or just take interest in this uh, weapon. Um, Interesting. Yeah. I mean, this kind of also, I, I think we've talked about this before, but kind of uh, arguments that exist in real life and evils that exist in real life. This is definitely, I mean, peaceful people and peaceful nations take up arms consistently. And that's like a, it's an interesting theme that Oda's taking on. Well, that's, yeah, that's exactly what uh, Caesar is ranting about right now. Right. But, and I yeah, it's kind of, could be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, and oh, yeah, well, I don't know if Greg was actually referring to in the One Piece world in, or in sarca- world. sarcastically yeah. referring to the nations in the real world. Uh, no, no, it, no, I was. It, I'm, I'm talking about the the One Piece world. If it both, but yeah, um, that's something we shouldn't kind of just like glance over really quick. Uh, that's a, right. That's a major thing. Um, so hopefully that's going to come up in the story uh, sometime soon. 
Um, but yeah, and Zach pretty much quoted um, Caesar almost word for word. That was um, an accident. I actually didn't <laughs> no, no, it's very funny. Um, but then Caesar says he, he's going to fill the world with his weapons, and he will start his reign as the king of the land of the dead. That really yeah, sounds like a Lord of the Rings himself. sequel or something. <laughs> the, the return, the king's return. <laughs> the return of the Fellowship of the Rings to the Two Towers. <laughs> that worked better. That was the South Park episode. Oh, that's the joke. That's the joke. Uh, go on. Okay. Uh, so the gas floods in and the, the toad goats are crying and they realize what's actually happening to them as they turn into stone. And Luffy is horrified. He gets this very intense look on his face, and he, he runs off telling Momo to watch Brownbeard. And he doesn't really know what's happening, and Momo doesn't really understand. Um, and so from the control room, he's like, what is Master thinking? It's like, oh, yeah, you guys are idiots. He said he did what he said he was going to do. You are just guinea pigs. And He uh, actually said the word guinea pigs. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> like, and Caesar is very pleased with himself. He is, his, like, his hands have grown to clownish even more clownish <laughs> get it they're like yeah um but it's talking about he, he's enjoying the gas as, as a work of his own art it's, it's interesting and then he busts on luffy for running out the door and uh calling him pathetic and losing his will to fight and uh Howard, when, yeah, yeah you're killing yourself basically structure b is full of gas you're all doomed there's nowhere to go and uh we go to the next page now, even before I get into this, I have to say this is probably we haven't really had an Usopp moment. I I think we could say uh, mm-hmm. since uh, the time skip, and this was a really good one. And this uh, is very reminiscent to his speech in uh, Alabasta. Yeah, good call. Yeah, indeed it is. Uh, even I, this was, I, I think, definitely one of his best speeches. He's, I feel like he's done a couple of these. If you like, actually look back into his when during his first appearance, one of his first appearances is almost exactly like this um he has he holds pretty much exactly the same stance the six thousand mm. men thing the or eight thousand sorry uh over eight thousand um so he says you know i hate to bother you while you guys are all grieving but i need to protect my friend from getting killed by the gas and the toad goats are like no kill him he's with the straw hats that's what i assume they sound like uh and he's and he tries to tell him you know you know and Usopp says, "You oh no, that's not Usopp even saying that. They're saying, I understand we got betrayed, but, you know, he, you're still our enemy. Um, and didn't you see your captain? He was running away from everything. He's being a coward. And Usopp said, what do you think? Uh, did you just say what I think you said? <laughs> Tell me I, you didn't just say that. Look at my eyes and say you just said that. I don't believe you just said that. Come on, Ed. Back me up on this, man. (laughs) Come on, dog. No. Uh, Basically, like, you don't slander Luffy. And said, look, if he was the type to betray us, that would be easy for him. It's always easier to be the coward and run away. But he never does that. He believes in the group. He believes in the unit, the group unit. He believes in us as a crew. And... And Usopp continues and says that that means we have to step up and meet his expectations uh, for as long as we could live. And until it kills us. Until it kills us. Um, and Usopp says um, he's, he, Caesar is the kind of uh, person that Luffy hates the most. And meanwhile, what's going on there, Usopp is standing atop the, I don't know, the, the weird platform in the middle. Um, 
and Luffy is gearing up for what looks like a massive uh, gear third attack. Um, and we see uh, all the way back in the hallway, so obviously needs some momentum, while Caesar is just laughing maniacally in his Gecko Moria state. Uh, Greg, finish us. And he says, basically puts on the goggles, and that's kind of like Zoro putting on the, the bandana. You know, he means business. And he basically says, Luffy is not going to forgive Caesar for this. And Caesar, I don't get it. Caesar can see what's going on. I mean, he can see into the hallway. Um, and he sees Luffy coming straight at him. And every time Luffy's come at him, he has absolutely devastated the guy. Um, so I don't know why he's got that smile on his face. He's but, a cocky um, asshole. Well, it changes in the other two panels. He's yeah, yeah. <laughs> very, yeah. Very quickly. Yeah. Um, and Luffy basically fulfilling what, what Usopp just said. I don't ever want to see you again. And suddenly he starts crying. Oh, I <laughs> am going to get it. No, still no. looking the, still looking like the cigarette. Uh, and Luffy's arms are pretty far back. <laughs> this is this was very nice uh, nice design by Oda because it gives us that kind of moment of, of tension, waiting for the next chapter, knowing that it's going to begin with a bang. Um, mm-hmm. Good choice yeah. there. Um, I like that. Um, it it <laughs> we get a whole week to savor that moment of of um, of what's <laughs> Caesar there, um, just kind of. <laughs> cowering in front of this attack and that was a real choice um i, I think he, he did good on that um but i don't know uh, i'm not too crazy about how luffy handled the guy in general because there are i don't know maybe what how many times does he deck the guy well one of them he was stopped by monet yeah um I, was that the second all the way back well the first one he, he got suffocated go. yeah the first one he got suffocated yeah. so legitimately got beaten uh yes. the first time and he got you got put in that prison thing. Second time, Monet stopped him. He would have beaten him in any of these times if something hadn't happened that stopped him. Um, well, see, I, I, if he just did this from the first place, you know, I mean, and I mean, I know that that fits true for, for so many anime, and it's just I one think of it's the rules. But I mean, yeah. It, it's yeah, especially, and I agree with it. But it just—it's so prominent in this. I mean, there's so many instances where he just is like, "Bam!" takes him down, takes him down, bam! takes him down. And if you're like Luffy, dude, you know, if you just fall followed up once or twice, you know, we, we could have avoided this. Well, let, let it, me put it this way: maybe he didn't want to just expend all his strength and energy in right away. <laughs> is this way of thinking going to be similar to how people are going to be just annoyed watching the new Dragon Ball movie when Goku's going to be like, oh my god, I can't beat this guy. It's like, Goku, just go Super Saiyan 3 for Christ's sake. God. <laughs> that is that is the I, like, when, like In any of the movies when Goku's like, I'm going to fight you just base mode. Like, oh my god, Goku, we all know you could win. Just, just go Super Saiyan 2 or something. Just take him out already he's like oh man go on you know so. <laughs> <laughs> i i i haven't d- done my occasional dragon ball rant in a while but yeah greg what what are your thoughts on the chapter continuing thoughts um it's an it's an okay chapter Usa has a, a nice speech but it's honestly nothing we haven't heard before i mean it's yeah, he believes in the strength of of his captain, and that that's cool. We we kind of know that. Um, honestly, um, I I like the the color spread way better than the chapter. To be honest, um, 
I don't know what, what your guys' thoughts and opinions are on that. It's nice well, to see the giant Caesar. Um, I'm happy to see that. I'm looking forward to that in video games and stuff. But um, yeah. There isn't much that we didn't already know in this chapter. It's, I think, it's cool. But... I don't think it's supposed to be one of those chapters that it's like, oh my god, I can't believe that happened. I think the biggest part was the Virgo scene, obviously alluding to something large uh, in the background. Other than that, I mean, this is just kind of that chapter that had to happen uh not in a bad way i think it was done well for what it is and there's some really nice shots and i think it looks really nice and i mean i'm gonna agree with greg the color spread clearly is the best part of this um since we spent a long time talking about it i think you could uh, understand but possibly longer than we talked about the chapter you know probably i'm gonna guess that um but i know i enjoyed it it was fun the last chapter was incredible, in my opinion. This this yeah. was this was fun. Um, next chapter is probably going to be awesome too. Next chapter is probably going to be really interesting as well. Um, unfortunately, though, oh, St- Steve, Ed, do you have thoughts before I move on? I basically heard that. Yeah, Steve, um, some really cool panels in this one, but yeah, it was. I don't know. It's one of those winding down chapters, but definitely um, some very interesting art. Um, yeah. a lot of a lot of rendering on Oda's part um, with the you know the cross hatching and all that stuff. Well, it's not necessarily cross hatching, but all the little tiny sh- uh, shadow lines, really cool stuff. Especially the spread, especially you know that last spread. Um, even though it does feel very similar to what Moria did at the end of Throw a Bark, it's still pretty cool for Caesar to. Um, yeah, it's cool to see what Caesar can do with his powers. So I don't know. I was satisfied. I'm going to be honest, this one is, I think this transformation is a lot better than Kekko Moria's and makes more sense, maybe. I don't know. Uh, and maybe, well, it didn't really accomplish too much, but, well, we don't know that yet. Um, anyway, uh, we're not going to be able to do another manga recap until we return on January 8th. I assume Shonen Jump Alpha will be going despite any breaks that exist in Japan. So anything that happens in Shonen Jump Alpha, we will cover when we return. So expect what may be a double or triple manga recap. We might just have Whoa. to marathon that. Uh, could be more than that. I don't know. I don't, well, probably not more than triple. But um, So expect that. We'll have a lot of fun with that. We might just do a whole manga recap episode uh, when we come back. But uh, yeah, with that, thank you guys uh, for doing the manga recap. And let's go on to into the next segment. Ready? All right. This is the anime recap for episode 578, Z's Ambition, Luffy versus Shuzo, the nose hair mustache man. And um, we're <laughs> starting not actually, the title. <laughs> we're actually starting at the beginning uh, of the song, which is 22 seconds into the episode right now. Because we wanted to talk a little bit about um, what happened last episode. Um, yeah, that happened. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well said. Yeah, so this is also kind of our anime recap for episode 577. Uh, well, we had fights with Momonga. That was interesting. Um, and really, I, I think I agree with uh, Podcast West saying it worries me seeing Momonga in filler. I'm like, ooh, do you really want to do that? Uh. At least it's not Strawberry, because he's important now. That's true. Strawberry is <laughs> very important. Uh, there's no one more important than Strawberry. Um, anything of interest to you in episode 577 
I'm, I'm good. I could read through the, like the description of what happened. Yes, quick. please do that. Okay, thanks One Piece Wikia, by the way, for suffering through this so we don't have to. Uh, we did watch. I it. suffered through it. I don't remember. Yeah, anything, yeah me neither. Uh, Luffy and Zoro face off against Shuzo and Momonga. The Straw Hats Lily and her father manage to escape with a coup de burst and the anchor connected to the Thousand Sunny. Shuzo defeats Momonga and the Marines before going after the Straw Hats. He prepares to fire his own men as torpedoes. Kamikaze at the island the Straw Hats are on. Yeah, that was a, it was a chaotic and weird episode. Um, yep. I, I think you're right, Ed, when you say all filler starts out good and ends terribly. And <laughs> I don't if, know if I've actually said that, but it's 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 definitely right. Because you always go in with like, oh, this is gonna be fun. It's a new adventure. We've never seen it before. It'll be fun. And then you leave and you're like, what did I just waste my time watching? <laughs> Yeah, just get angry by it, you know. It's really angry. Uh, this still, might, bu- still bugs me to see Hody in the intro. This might be the last time we see Wego, so another reason why we're watching through it. Uh, we also failed to mention Greg is actually joining us for this anime recap since you are in the United States. Hi guys. Uh, it's a rare achievement. An achievement? So this is ultra rare. Ultra if, if rare. We were, if we were playing uh, Yu-Gi-Oh, this would be an ultra rare card. <laughs> Blue eyes, white dragon. Uh, I don't think this has actually ever happened before. I don't think you've ever been on an anime recap. So, and another reason why this episode's historic. I, I listen to them all the time. They're great to listen to because you guys are insane. <laughs> nothing related to what's actually happening. So it's fantastic to listen to while, while I'm doing house chores. But um, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's an honor to be on this. <laughs> I, I wouldn't go as far as an honor, but thank you. Um, so we're in the recap of the last episode. <laughs> the nose hairs. Of the last couple episodes. It really bugs me. They they are nose hairs. They go right up in there. They really do. I didn't even notice that Shuzo's hairs go right up in there. Yeah. Um, and the animation was so lazy in the last episode and this episode. It's like, it hurts. I mean, I guess if you're going to have... Uh, Really bad animation. It's it should be there. Uh, this whole. So have have you guys actually seen these? these ep- have you watched them or know what what happened previously? Or yeah, yeah, I watched. I've watched all three before this. Yeah, I only well, missed one of them, but right. uh, yeah. So we we've got this guy who's got the um. Got, I'm guessing that's Al Pacino with him. Yes, <laughs> that's, <laughs> it was very much. It's it's genius. I think I think that's probably one of the more brilliant strokes out of Toy for this. Um, so he's obviously with with Zet, and you know, in in the film, they know nothing. And we about see him. We see Shuzo fighting Ayn at the be, at the beginning of the first episode. Get out! Does she talk or say anything? I yeah, she think... talks. In, she talks in this episode. Oh, she talks in this really? episode. I forgot. Yeah, at the end of this episode. So does Zed, actually. Oh, yeah, yeah. They do have a couple lines. I think Zed had talked before this. Um, they, You could tell they actually were trying, and the plot isn't terrible. But the execution of this episode the execution's is especially really bad. bad. Yeah. Um, the, I, the, the concept from Toei is not, is not terrible. I, I mean... I think the strong word world fillers were worse. The concept. Well, I, I'm just curious about this. Um, it, it has to be kind of vague, right? Because they can't know who, who Zed is or anything. 
So th- did they know who they're going no. against? It's just like, well, oh, there's some crazy people. It's just crazy people. Oh, yeah. Luffy, the, the crew has no idea. Okay, cool. That's that's, that's interesting. The designs the... were done by Oda, by the way. I'm not sure if you guys knew that, but the, uh, the character designs, their outfits and things, those were all done by Oda. I actually do like the outfits, especially Nami, who's wearing something much less revealing than usual, which doesn't mean it's still not revealing, but um, yeah. it's it's a nice change of pace, I guess. I love how Sanji just kicks the, the, the submarine. Yeah, I thought that was <laughs> hilarious. And why is Zoro flying in the air? That's, okay. Um, <laughs> they actually said Banzai. I'm like, is that, is that okay? Can we say that? They're, they're Japanese. They know what's politically correct. I mean, this is some... I think anime filler, and we discussed this earlier, is unusually grim, usually, especially compared to the manga. And I think this is no exception. Yeah. Yeah, wait, I've... There's some... Um, Show the guy crawling out. Oh, I can see his parachute. We were talking a little bit about fan service, and the Glorious Island screen cat. That's a... It's an episode, a special episode coming out for mobile devices, uh, which has to do with Z in some regard. I don't know how. You know, uh, I could have actually watched them. I, I not to. The well, let me just Joko. say the fan service in that is, I use this word lightly, incredible. <laughs> uh, it's kind of ridiculous. It's it's beyond movie eight uh, seven levels. I think I'd say. And here comes the idiot. He is a uh, long arm uh, tribesman. Uh, I find him tiresome. Yeah, me too. He's not interesting at all. Speaking of uh, revealing outfits and um, Nami, I saw an advertisement in the mall today. I'm I'm being experienced in my own culture, and it's it's very interesting. Um, I, I saw an ad for the Carrie Diaries. Um, evidently, no that is. A, a, a precursor to um, Sex in the City. Oh dear, God, Lord. And and the tagline for it is, "Be what you want to become." Uh, so <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I'm not Sorry, Sprinky says uh, super joke. a lot in this episode. I like that he says he's super crazy. I think that's... super crazy. Sorry, but you're implying things about Nami then. I I, I don't know, and um, I'm not going to say it, but um, yeah, maybe it's just very know. warm. All the punk time. Hazard. Punk, yeah, Punk Hazard. Very, very, very... <laughs> uh, good old... I mean, I, I, I met some of the, the... Like I said, some of the directors and stuff. And the stuff that they're into is really, really uh, out there. Like, um, fan servicey, uh, doujinshi, and like, um, you know, a small series like that. Um, so it, it's no small wonder that, that this is what we, we get, which is a shame. Um, but, uh, I guess they can't all be, um, they can't all be office arcs, so. No, they can't. It's so unfortunate or fortunate. I forget the word. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he flings his arms around like that. It annoys me that he looks like a really bad Disney villain. <laughs> Is that just me? I can see I'm, that. Yeah. Uh, it's cool. I'm, I'm, I'm down with that. I like, I actually like this, this girl's, did Oda come up with that? The that girl's design? Did. This uh, what's her name, Minnie or Lily? Lily. Lily. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I like don't know. Your father can suck on an egg, but uh, well, it's an she, interesting. She cool. It's an interesting concept that she is a giant who had a fruit that makes her smaller. Yeah. Change sizes or whatever it is. 
mini mini. It reminds me of that that watch from Dragon Ball that we used for like two seconds and they threw it out. <laughs> and is it too 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 vague? Yeah. The, was that the the radar on the watch? You mean? It was, it was this um, this watch. I think it was a watch that Bulma had, and she could make herself really tiny. Oh! And I think Kami, Kami Senen used it, and he ran like between Bulma's um, breasts. I think Why I remember all my that. conversation in this direction. I'm just describing a reference. Sorry. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's good that you know. Uh, there's no one who knows more Dragon Ball than you on this podcast. It bu- and it bugs me that he like calls out all of his att- all of his like techniques. Even CP9 stopped doing that. I, don't, I like that. It Get gives bow. it more like kung fu feel. Uh, yes. Hey, you know, actually, yeah. there's some interesting things that uh, I'll be talking about coming up soon. Um, about uh, uh, how CP9 was influenced by kung fu, oh. uh, particularly Wands. Um, I, I got a whole nother uh, kind of view on wands after I, I uh, learned some cool things about him. I think we should do a whole episode on wands. <laughs> I do like this. His, um, his Busoshoku stopped by fist. That's cool. That's yeah. a nice scene. Yeah. But I, I just, the, the crushing pointlessness of all this filler. It's, I, you know, it's necessary in a way. I, I hate how. Oh my god, the animation here is really abysmal. I'm sorry, it's like annoyingly bad. Anyway, uh, I don't like. I, I, we've talked about this before. There too, like this is. Ooh, ooh, that's rough. It's it's really it's all rough here. Um, I might be a little bit behind you guys, but it's all rough. Yeah. It... Well, at least Al Pacino came and saved the day from the bad <laughs> animation. Um, he's you like, this animation this, sucks. I skipped around. And I didn't know anything about the the alpacacino, and um, like all of a sudden, I was just watching them fight, and all of a sudden, <laughs> this alpaca is like, Wah. like what is going on? <laughs> alpacacino definitely yeah. makes this filler. I think yeah. we could say just like the amigo pirates made the last filler, uh, which I think is actually like some of the last filler we've had as an arc standalone. Uh, it wasn't the Spa Island. No, Spa Island was way before the Amigo Pirates. That was before, way before we podcasted Spa Island. I didn't watch any of that, I guess. I think, our, I think the podcast started at the episode before people got blown away at Shaw Buddy. That, if you want to. Yeah, Luffy's really going to get defeated by this asshole. He did. He's done. <laughs> That's it. That's the end of the series. We're done. Let's pack up. <laughs> pack up everything. We're done. Luffy really should be able to defend against that. No, this is just one of those things again. You just are shaking your head. It's like, oh, come the hell on. And Zoro is just like, Burr. that's what Zoro does most of this episode. No, I do, yeah, I do like the Frankie hairstyle. Yeah, the Frankie <laughs> hairstyle is fantastic. It's a different type of bug. Yep. I love the Al Pacino cameo there as well. He just turns into a bazooka, essentially. Yeah. And this is, and right about now is when this episode starts to get real stupid. Yeah, this is. I stopped watching when it got really stupid, so we'll see how it ends now. Um, God, I forgot where. Oh, I, so, sent, I sent you the screen cap of. You this. did. I saw that part though, and I actually saw it. Anyway, why does why doesn't why don't they just have seasons in Japan? I feel like One Piece would be incredible if 
if they just did seasons. I understand the reasoning, but it hurts me still. Oh, dear. Oh, God, this. That's what an esophagus looks like, and now Luffy has no facial features. Do you agree, Greg, or like, um, personally? I, I would prefer seasons, honestly. Um, it, would, it would just improve the quality exponentially. You should mention it to your friends at Toy that you're buddy-buddy <laughs> that with. Do, yeah. That's not going to like. The Nothing's going to change. The it's like, do you want to change the way that television works in your country completely? <laughs> I have an idea for you. And, and they do classic overtaken music here, which almost seems blasphemous. They use such good music in such terrible places in this episode, and it makes me sad. Because and I, Al Pacuccino is just sort of like uh, staring off. From yeah, this. that is pretty it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we could use screen caps for this episode, but yeah. alas, because there'd be so many. Also, is it bad that whenever I hear overtaken, I think the podcast is starting? No, I agree. I, I, I get that, too. Oh, this is where it happened. Where is she in his body? See, yeah, this shit doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah, and what did she, what did he have boobs? <laughs> I, I, I thought that as well. Yeah, because he has horns. Because he gets the yeah. horns, but he doesn't get the boobs. And also, how is does his? And this is this is a general problem. But how how do his clothes stretch? How do his organs work? See, at first I thought this was. Um, I thought this was gear third, and I thought it was like a spoiler for Luffy's techniques. And I was like, oh my gosh, how, this is awesome, but how could they spoil this in the um, in the anime? And then I went back and I... I, I watched <laughs> it's ridiculous. Oh my god. Yeah. It's... <laughs> and the shot of it is so awful. That, that's what I screen that's yeah, that's so what I awkward. <laughs> it just ends before the commercial, which we're now on. Uh... This terrible shot. And now back to One Piece on Kids WB. Uh, Pen's fries expression isn't... Oh, God. Oh, my God. And they pan to it again. I'm sorry. I think I'm a bit behind Ed. But... Oh, my God. And they package it. about it. And Luffy gets really stupid here, too. Someone said like, it, he looks kind of like Astro Boy. This is... I don't know. I see more Goku saying that than, than Luffy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the toy people forgot who they were dealing with. <sighs> oh God! Where are his boobs? Luffy needs boobs. Uh, yeah, he had to realize that he became a giant. Uh, I was just trying to to figure out at this point what the hell happened to his brain because his head is big, so it means her head is squishing his brain. Maybe that's why he's so dumb. I mean, he's rubber, so it's not ridiculous. <laughs> See, but... and he forgot about the guy he was fighting. Yeah, that is a pretty terrible line. Oh, I forgot about you. Well, I mean, I forgot about them, too. Uh, this is a Al- stupid Al- Al- way Al- to Pacino, win, too. Much like, uh, much like Megalo, steals every scene that he's in with his facial expressions. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Megalo did steal every scene he was in. I love Also, Megalo. this doesn't make sense. Even in the limited One Piece sense of the word. Because she's inside of him. How can he still do Gears second? Doesn't make any sense. You're right. Can I just like, say that Megalo was the best part of Fishman Island? Wait, the fact that I'm talking about Fishman Island right now should really tell you that I'm not enjoying this right now. <laughs> like, Luffy's shorts kind of look like a cross between hot pants and a diaper. <laughs> Closer to diaper. 
He also looks like he's about to take a shit. <laughs> like a gigantic shit. Like a That's shit the size of an island. Five more minutes of this shit. Really? Are you serious? Oh my god. <laughs> I could have ended this eight times already. Oh, the animation got good for like a second there. Yeah. It's not gonna last. It's okay here. Mm. Luffy kind of looks like one of those Oni from uh, DBC. I was gonna say, yeah, he does. Look at his hat. Did too. you see? Did you see the hat in the back? That actually is very funny. And also, it's very Tao Pai Pai riding the cannonball. That is true. Or, um, as I'm sure Jason would would mention, Baron Munchausen. Oh, yeah, yes. it's true. It's, a good, it's a good movie. And the the Sunny does a backflip. Oh, God. And good for the Sunny. <laughs> Why is Nami wearing like a freaking like nice dress? She does. You're a freaking pirate. Well, although I shouldn't be talking. I like because... how Luffy and Ch- Luffy uh, Nanji. Na- oh, yeah. Nami and Chopper just pop up like they, they they're raised <laughs> into the scene. Like it doesn't look like they stood up. <laughs> right. It was like it was like a card, you know, like a cardboard cutout of them just was lifted <laughs> out of the background. It's so weird, it really is. I mean, you look at this and then you look at something like Hunter Hunter, which has which is popular in its own right, but it has a marginally smaller audience. And the animation quality is just incomparable. And I think oh. I think we could say Naruto and Bleach has has usually looks really nice in the anime. Mm. Yeah, I don't even know. I don't want any I mean, I, well, Bleach is done. It's been yeah. done for a while, but uh, Naruto looks nice. <laughs> also, I like the reappearance of Frankie's super carpenter skills, building the the raft like that. I do, he's so tiny. That is weird. Is he really that tiny? Where the hell did he get that wood from? None of this makes sense. Even for One Piece. No, Alpacachino. I'll miss you, Alpacachino. You see, every filler. Oh, wait, no. Actually, that was a good. Because co- he stole it from the sub. Oh. You can see him strip the sub. Huh, yep. That's cool. Yep. That's actually. And he left them for Momonga. Yeah. Now, tell, now, Greg, tell us, uh, as we watch, since I haven't seen this part either, uh, how this fits into Z, if at all, when it, like, these last five minutes. All right. I, I haven't seen these yet, so. Me this neither. Ed has. I, I saw most of this episode. I just, this is oh, the part I didn't see. It's a method of tra- tracking pirates uh, for a teacher. That's, he's talking about Zed. Yeah. And uh, the little, the scene with Zed and Ayn is coming up is the last scene of the episode so it's actually ends well sure so i guess is this is just how they're fitting z into the canon mm-hmm. yeah well the anime canon the anime canon which is a canon it's one of the two canons yeah uh she's Okay. Does it all fishing? A giant frying pan? Is that kind of what it is? Maybe that's the joke. Oh, yay, still shots. They're in the new world, and everything is easy. And why does the volcano not destroy the ship? Oh, he's... he's it's no, straight no. up in the air. 
hilarious. <laughs> that actually is some, yeah, that's a little bit related to, to Zed. You but yeah, I know consider. about, uh, I remember the volcanoes you were talking about last week. Yeah. And they referenced that in the last scene. Oh, really? Yeah, um, well, we're about to Well, we'll it. find out. All right. Was this the last filler? Yes, yeah. this is the end and of the film. The next episode is in like two weeks. I think. And it's Punk Hazard. It's uh, January 7th at 6, something like that. I think it's the 6th is the beginning of the Punk Hazard arc. I'm excited. So excited to see Punk Hazard. That's an interesting chopper dance. I'd like to never see you as a giant again, Luffy. That is a weird chopper dance. Sorry, I'm definitely behind you. Man. But it's You're like all, five seconds behind. It's, yeah, it's a weird chopper dance that was. I think I'm almost exactly where uh, Greg is from dear. what I'm hearing. <laughs> uh, I'm just well, hearing your voice to see if they actually got the. Oh, that's the a really awesome ship. I didn't notice that last time. Oh, wait, you're spoiling five seconds ahead of me. Oh, that is an awesome ship. <laughs> yeah, that's that's ship that's is, that is ships? fantastic. Yep, it's beautiful. Although very cheap computer animation for the sale. Ooh, good voice. I'm actually watching. I'm sorry. Yeah. Really cool. Did we discuss anything about the voice actor for Zed? All right, that's definitely him. Uh, oh, yeah. uh, I don't know if that's her. I don't know if that's the, the actress. First island. There you go. <laughs> yeah, basically listening to Greg. Okay, so he that's the episode. Translated that uh, smash, smash their dreams, crush their dreams. That's what that's what um, his whole thing is. You hear him repeat it multiple times: crush, crush the dreams, smash the dreams. And that has to do with his uh, his claw, which is actually um, at the, some of the early planning stages it was called the the Dream Smasher. And I think even the title of the movie might have been planned to be Dream Smasher or something like that. But uh, but yeah, that's that's what his thing is. Mm. Yeah. Um, interesting. Um, are there? Um, do, 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 do. Are you able to check credits um, for? No. no. All right. Yeah. I'm just wondering if not. the uh, the voice actress is the same. Um, well, I mean, you can at the yeah, but you have to if you watch the intro, you could probably. I, well, I don't know. Do they even okay. say it in the intro? Oh wait, that's right. There are no credits. Oh man. I keep forgetting One Piece only has the opening. Now, I, I joined you guys later, so yeah, all right. Cool, yeah. cool. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's well, the, the anime. The less said about this, the better. Yeah, the, that's that's the anime recap, finishing the filler. When we return, we're not going to miss anything with the anime, so that's great. When we return, Punk Hazard, you heard me. Get excited. If you haven't if you haven't read it, This is uh, it's really one of the better arcs in One Piece, I think I could say. Um, and you guys will enjoy it. So, uh We'll return with the anime recap January 7th. For now, let's get into the next segment. Ready? All right.
everyone, and welcome to the top five of 2012. Every year, we go through our favorite One Piece moments in general. Uh, these will include One Piece events, uh, things that, for some of us, things that happen in the manga. Uh, last year, that wasn't. You, I don't think that made the top five for many people last year. Um, but this year, I'm sure that's different. Uh, we'll also do something a little different. We usually go through our favorite episode titles randomly. We'll go through those in a kind of order this time. And some of our favorite episodes uh, of the podcast that we recommend that you guys listen to, uh, if you haven't. Kind of, It'll be our nostalgia trip. Um, Why don't we start... uh, Ed, you want to go through your number five moment of the year? I thought we were going to do our episode titles first. Oh, you want to do episode titles? I I do, actually, because some of these crack me up still. They're hilarious. Not going to doubt that. So, Ed, okay. why aren't so why these aren't really in any particular order? But the number one is definitely my number one. Um, yeah, me too. Water for water for elephants. My first one <laughs> because ouch, repeatedly. Whenever because because when I look at it, I still laugh my ass off because Zach doesn't know what an elephant is. <laughs> <laughs> what animals were they? I think it was a seal or something. I, yeah, I haven't uh, listened to that one in a while, but it still makes me laugh. Mm. Um, <laughs> brown, brown beard, the guitar, definitely. Just because the way it sounds, uh, and the two most recent ones, uh, Dragon Ball is a cool guy because I've loved that Halo meme for like for years now, and I love I love that we worked that into the podcast, and that'll do beard because <laughs> I owned Babe on VHS and you know, <laughs> when I was a kid, and <laughs> my favorite one because we we keep saying it. Uh, all throughout these chapters, um, the mysterious Fram and his Toad Goat, by far my favorite episode title of the season. <laughs> the Toad Goat. What the hell? Well, we'll go through that later. I'm yeah. sure that'll come up again. <laughs> and I'm positive that'll come up again. I'm laughing just reading this. Uh, Steve. Um, it'd be a little little similar to Ed's. Um, this is going from five to one. Uh, the titillating tales of trash and twins. Oh, of course you like that one. <laughs> because we got so mad at the way Robin was drawn. Well, really more, more of how her breasts were drawn. We just, breasts do not reca- work that way. The anime recaps have just lately have just been us bitching and complaining about how the animators don't understand anatomy. Backs don't bend that way. <laughs> <laughs> but like we wanted to get something referencing, um, breaths but we didn't want to be too uh vulgar so uh mm-hmm. zach worked that in pretty well um water for elephants definitely one of my favorites because that was i think we couldn't stop cracking up <laughs> when guys are cruel and unusual <laughs> and then like i think that movie <laughs> just came out around that time so or at least like it was out on video or something so it was very fitting yeah i don't think it came out around that time Go yeah, on. who cares i did come uh, up with the episode title that was self-depreciating <laughs> Unnecessary mermaid mermaid pregnancy. I'm, I'm shocked glad. that's not your number one. I'm, I'm glad shocked. someone put that on there because I came up with that one. Steve could not uh, no, stop I, mentioning how much he loves one. that. Yeah, Steve did. But I'm shocked oh. it's not your number one. No. Um, well, because I think if, looking back at that picture, I think it's actually a fish woman. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it makes sense. But... I think because I I think at that point I was getting so tired of all the crowd shots and I'm like wait why is that mermaid pregnant <laughs> and like and why did we have to see that like her being pregnant is such an issue right now oh god uh, I'm just bringing a new baby in this world and I can't handle the ship crashing down on the island <laughs> my my top two are no surprise though uh, Dragon Ball's a cool guy because I couldn't stop laughing 
at that um in that episode and of course number one which is uh god we need to put this on a shirt uh that'll do beard <laughs> we kind of do need to put that on a shirt <laughs> that'll do i wish we had the shirts um greg all right uh, this is from five to one uh number five <laughs> number five is uh just because um I didn't even have to to see the, uh, the the title image or anything to understand it or get what you guys are talking about, <laughs> but uh, that'll do. Beard, <laughs> I love that. Um, I, I loved uh, Babe as a kid. I remember seeing that in, in theaters, and that just brought uh, good memories. And <laughs> I knew exactly what you were referencing. So, um, so great, great, great job with that one, uh, Podcast West. Um, it was me. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it! Everyone, everyone doesn't remember that I came up with these. <laughs> me, me, me. Wow, you're so nah. selfish, though. No, I'm not. But I, 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 I should point out that that, that was me. Um, four, four, and three are are a team. Um, it's kind of kind of because the same same idea, the same feeling behind them. But the number four is congratulations. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It, it's a nice memory. Um, and just, you know, uh, that's obviously this episode you're listening to right now. Um, but more, more so the conversation that led to it. Cause I remember, I don't remember what time it was, but Zach was like, Oh, I'm trying to think of the episode title and I, I can't come up with anything. And he's like, it has to end in T I O N. Cause that's our pattern. And I was like, Hmm, shun, shun. I was like, masturbation. He's like, he just ignored it completely. He was like, yeah, we're trying to think of good titles. <laughs> 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 And um, then I was like, well, how about congratulations? And he's like, nah. And I was like, well, wait, no. I was like, it's, a, it's an awesome Ava reference. And he's like, well, what do you mean? And then I, <laughs> I sent him the YouTube, like, and it's the most absurd thing in the world. If you're an Ava fan, you know exactly what it is. But It's, it's, it's in the episode thing. description. We made, a, yeah. we made a reference to it um, during the anime um, yeah. before the time skip when they were really drawing out uh, Luffy's mental breakdown with all the straw hat saying his name. So uh, Luffy. Luffy. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so if you don't want Frankie's like Luffy. No, I made you remember that. Sorry, sorry, sorry to draw this out, but I remember. I think the joke at the time was all of them were saying Luffy's name. I was the only one that thought Frankie was just going to say his own name. <laughs> <laughs> Luffy. Luffy. Frankie. <laughs> I just did the pose in my house. On recording. I believe it. <laughs> and uh, number three. Is uh, don't stop believing for pretty much the same the same reason. Um, just you know, a, a nice personal um, memory uh, going over that that episode. Plus, uh, Zach did a nice job with the editing and the music in that as well. So, uh, kudos on that. Yeah, I forgot to do that for the other one that you might mention. I don't know. Yeah, no. Well, I'm not I'm not that narcissistic. Um, <laughs> number number two, <laughs> number two. All right, back into to interesting and fun episode titles <laughs> because it was completely wrong. <laughs> I'm sorry, Zach. The Jagtar. Does that nothing to do with anything? It was great. <laughs> I don't even remember how that came up. Well, wasn't one of the guys a Jaguar? I think that was an Ed. I think that was an Ed. Yeah. I'm not sure. Um, we had a bunch of Tar episodes, didn't we? We had at least yeah. two. Uh, yeah, I had the gay Tar one. Yeah. yeah. And number number one, um, honestly, I don't, I don't remember listening to the episode, but I just, <laughs> just saw the title, and it brought up an, an image from from the series, and I just couldn't stop laughing. Is <laughs> Puffer Puffer? Ah, oh. 
that's um, an early one. Now, before before I read mine, since I think some of these have come up and some of these haven't, I'm going to read the top five rated episodes of the year, which I don't usually do. But uh, it's much easier to go through our stats now, so I was able to do it. And these are just for M4A downloads, so it might be a little bit different. Uh, but just because some of the episode titles are actually on the top five. For example, uh, the number five episode of the year is episode 201, Pafu Pafu. <laughs> Which I feel like is the I best segment. I can't imagine why. <laughs> <laughs> People thought they were going to get to see boobs in it. Um, just like when they thought we were going to just stream Strong World the day it came out in Japan. I feel like I feel like Funk came up with it. I don't know if Funk came I up with it. I think Funk was on that episode. Was Funk on that episode? It doesn't say he was. Um, I feel like he was. I feel like he was too, in spirit. At the very mm-hmm. least. Uh, episode 204 was our number four, uh, Water for Elephants. Uh, the reason that did so well is because of the number one. We'll get to that. Uh, no, Episode 206, uh, Greg, you'd be proud. You were asking me episodes uh, that you were featured on and whether those did well. And the number three episode of the year was one you were featured on, and that is Pyrobloin Hazard. And I forgot you were on that one. That was that was great. That was a really informative episode. I remember that one. It was a really fun one, too. Um I'm looking at the segments on that. The Greg explanation is is one of the ones I labeled there. Of course, that's a 45, 50 minute segment. Um, and Solid guys. No, it's fine. Uh, and episode 208 is our number two, and that who wants to be a Nakama? Um, I think people are just trying to spite me now. Um, <laughs> that's the only explanation. <laughs> and far and away, our number one episode of not just the year, but of all time. Uh, is The Pirate's Life, where we uh, discuss the manga stream Viz debate, which is a really interesting episode, and if you're one of the few who hasn't listened to it, I do recommend it. It was a lot of fun. Um, okay, now my number five, my top five of just titles. Uh, I agree with Ed on my number five with Brownbeard the Gaytar. <laughs> Not going to explain why. Um, my number four, and I'm sad no one else put this on their list, was the Encyclopedic the Encyclopedia of Dr. Greg Nassis. Encyclopedic. <laughs> the Encyclopedicon, sorry. Which, I, I, I had that on there. That was, an, that was also ran for me. Um, which is also, I think, a reference to Futurama, which I think had an Encyclopedicon. I think that existed. Uh, but in general, I, I enjoyed making that episode title. Um, number three is... Uh, None of you put this one either, and the, actually, none of you put three of these that I have on there. Uh, Pimpin' is easy. I just, that was a... Honorable mention. Yeah, that, I think that's a fun yeah. title for a really good episode, if you guys have listened to that. And that is your title. Were you on that episode, though? I don't think I was. I don't I think, think you I were. just told you to make... Because I knew what the chapter... Because I knew that was the Doflamingo chapter. I wasn't on the episode, but I said, call it Pimpin', Pimpin' is easy. And it fit very well with mm-hmm. what we actually talked about, which is that he is a pimp. Uh, my number two, and I'm sad no one else put this on theirs, is Nostalgia with Scotch on the Rocks. Um, that that was a Jason one, I think. I don't think the title was. he. No. I think he... I think it was a suggestion from Jason, but I do really like that one. And it was our third anniversary episode and chapter 666, I just noticed. Um, what does that say about me? Anyway, my number one has to be the mysterious Fram and his toad goat. Yes. There's no other choice. How could it be? None of these even come close. Um, that's. I look at that title and still laugh. And if you haven't listened to it, you should, because it's hilarious how that just comes up um, also uh my underrated underrated picture of the year is luffy came from outer space 
Yeah, that, that took that work. One. Yeah, Steve Steve worked on that, right? Oh, yeah. Um, uh, I photoshopped Luffy for you, and I said, do the rest. <laughs> and I did. But it wound up working well. Oh, yeah. my God. I w- if I knew we were going to you know, talk about pictures. Uh, yeah, that's a whole other. Everyone that I drew. <laughs> uh, I'm just trying to remember anything off the top of my head while I go through it. Um, while he's thinking, uh, just to explain... A fram is a store that exists on Fishpin Island, <laughs> and a toad goat, or obviously the toad goats. I mean, what explanation? Um, that was that's all the dude toad goats. I don't hilarious. Uh, there was just one of the goat guys that looked like a toad, and we've just called them all toad goats since. And uh, he's a mysterious. It's a mysterious fram. <laughs> also, sweet sweet candy. I love the Simpsons reference on that one. Uh, personally, my favorite episodes of the year are the pair, I think, that Greg was alluding to, and that would be uh, Don't Stop Believing and We Are the Champions, which was this very nice circle uh, yeah. through the year. And also, uh, check out the Quinn Decennial for Fire Crouch's ridiculous rankings. Oh my god, Fire Crouch. <laughs> god. I just remember, yeah, because... I think Wish I'd been on that. OpCon, I remember we were just ripping into him still for that. <laughs> Let me just give random numbers to arcs and put them together. <laughs> no, I don't think Punk Hazard's that great. All right, all right, Firecrash, where do you rank as your number three? Uh, the Op Piece arc. Smack. <laughs> no, he didn't actually rank the Op Piece arc. I think his number... He had Drum Island somewhere at the bottom, and I think immediately, you know... That, That's exactly And Fishman Island was somewhere at the top, and I'm like... What is wrong with you? Oh, okay. Uh, uh, now yeah, that's... You guys were recording that right in the middle of when I was writing my second draft of my comments, so I couldn't uh, be on. I really I wish I could have been on. Um, okay, that's the, on a more serious topic. Uh, our top five moments of 2012. <sighs> that's what we've been leading up to anyway. Uh, Steve, what's your number five? Okay. Um, I don't know if anyone else is going to mention this, um, but then again, I say that all the time. Um, but I feel like I should give my number five spot to the, uh, One Piece 101 campaign this year. Oh, yeah. Uh, I forgot about that. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I kind of forgot about it, too. Uh, that's, that sounds so I mean, sad it spawned thing. a whole series of episodes for us. It's a uh, lot. Yeah. yeah. And, um, spawned, it got me to draw. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I made a new print out of it. It sells well enough for me. Um, but no, it was really cool because, uh, it was nice to see, uh, One Piece getting some more attention, um, and from what I was seeing and, you know, God forbid, I don't like looking at YouTube comments for too long because they can give me a, you know, an aneurysm. Bore a uh, hole in your skull. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. but the comments I was seeing, you know, you know, the, uh, intelligent ones, and I, I, hell, I don't know if these are plants, but people were saying, <laughs> I, I, I never really considered watching one piece, but after watching these videos, I think I'm going to pick up a set. I was like, holy shit. It's doing what they wanted to do, what they wanted people to do. And I think we had heard after that the collection sets had been doing very well. I don't know if that has anything to do with One Piece 101, but correlation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, they, were, they were cool videos, and I know the Luffy one. I think the Luffy one played at Otakon, so that was pretty uh, cool to see that. But um, they were cool videos. Um, we got, like, a few more after that. Uh, cool podcast episodes. Yeah, those I were had- fun. I had fun drawing the straw hats. Um, it led to us getting Sunny on first time, so um, very important. Oh, yeah, yeah, all in all, pretty That's cool. a big moment. That's yeah. a big moment. That that completed our collection, I think. Uh, we still haven't we still haven't had Lucy on the One Piece podcast, but we've talked to her before, mm-hmm. so I count that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And have we had Stephanie Young on the One Piece podcast yet? No, not officially. Uh, so we got to get both of them on next year, uh, yeah. on, like to do an episode about their character. Yeah, wait for O'Hara to happen. That's when we'll give. Uh, we'll definitely Stephanie. have Stephanie. Oh. On for that. <laughs> yeah. um, Greg, you're number five. Alrighty, here we go. Um, <clears throat> let's see, number five, and this seems low on the list, but I mean, it was just such a big year um, mm-hmm. that I'm, I'm sorry, it has to be relegated there, but. Uh, number five, anime fans give back. Um, amazing, uh, incredible. Um, you, you guys did an, an just phenomenal job with it. It was even bigger and better. And um, a, a year after to, to garner that kind of attention uh, is no small task. And uh, to be a part of that and to get you guys on television over here, uh, I was so happy to be able to do that. And, and I, uh, I do want to say, I'm sorry for interrupting, but uh, those are now coming online on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash animefansgiveback. Uh, huge thanks to Jose from uh, the Toonami Faithful podcast, who's helping us. He's actually a video editor, so we could actually get those on. Um, so he's putting those on one by one, um, and we're going to start, a, we're picking up where we left off with uh, Miley Flanagan on that. And even and all of Greg's segments will be on, it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, but Greg, continue, sorry. All right. Uh, number four. Oh, no, we're going to go around. We're going, around. yeah. No, Greg, shut up. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> Ed, you're number five. Uh, my number five is a lot of stuff you heard on this episode, actually. And um, that would be Greg, our very own Greg, getting published in V-Jump. That's incredibly awesome. And I, the excitement really comes through in the segment you guys probably heard already. But... That was, I mean, it's so, it's so cool to have someone that we know who's a friend of ours who has devoted so much of his life to One Piece is, like, getting recognized by the, sort of, by the establishment of, of the Japanese sort of publishing community. Just to have that little column in B-Jump, that, that's, that's really incredible. And I'm, I'm, really, I'm really happy that happened for you. Thank you. Thank you. Well. And also Hokotate twice this year. That's awesome. That, that goes Seriously. along with that. that oh, you forget that, that that's all this year. But, yeah, um... and that's so that's that's my number five because I love the the recognition of at least. What he's saying non- is it's not just because you're here right now. Yeah, the, the recognition <laughs> of non-Japanese fans. Yeah, and and also with the RPG uh, RPG time that just happened, that was a suggestion from AP Forums. That's just the the globalization of One Piece. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It, it, if I can just comment for a second, mm-hmm. it, it seemed like we were going there for a moment with uh, volume 27, I believe it was, where he had an um, international time. It was 27 or 28, where he had um, like an international SBS, and that was great, and I was hoping he would carry that on, uh, but that was the last time we ever saw that, which is a shame, um, because there are some great international fan uh, questions and comments. He He's gone on to, to kind of uh, sprinkle in international comments and things, but never has he, he actually taken actual segments, which I understand from the Japanese perspective, but every once in a while, you know, it would be nice. So now this year we've kind of come back and even Oda himself commenting like, wow, one piece is, is global in the actual, um, uh, RPG time comment itself. Uh, I, I hope we see one piece just grow from here on out. And, and with the success of, uh, Zet, you know, it's unfortunate, but I think a lot of fans will come will flock to the series just because it is popular, and um, that that's unfortunate point of it. But thanks to that, 
I think a lot of them will see that it isn't uh, it's very different from what they expected and um, will enjoy it. So great point. It is it's definitely a year of internationalization for One Piece. Uh, so for my number five, um, I think it's this year, my one through five are all close to each other. And I think they're all huge things that have happened. So keep that in mind. But, uh, my number five would have to be one piece film Z and I haven't seen it yet, but we, we talked about it a little, the, the records that it's breaking, um, are incredible. Um, I think we talked about this off. The, I don't even remember what we did off the air and on the air at this point, but um, it, it's broken records. It's uh, it's kind of reinforced that a One Piece movie could be great, from what I hear at least. Um, and I think it'll really. I, I think this year has been the year of maintaining this super popularity that uh, One Piece started to get in two thousand nine and ten. Really, since we started, kind of coincidentally. Um, and no coincidence. No coincidence. <laughs> uh, I think One Piece Film Z really encapsulates that. And some of the cool stuff we got from it, such as the marine color spread we talked about today, um, has been incredible. And in some ways, Strong World was a novel thing because we had a lot of this kind of uh, stuff around it. But I think it's been uh, really cool witnessing it and the phenomena uh, in Japan. Um, and I think Film Z, I, I hope to see it here as well. Uh, so that's my number five. Um, Greg, you want to do your number four since we rudely interrupted earlier? Oh, sorry. That's okay. no, my bad. Um, number four is without question, uh, and again, during a normal year, uh, this would be number one, but uh, Punk Hazard. Um, really, the, the the I don't know. Um, I, I was particularly hard on Oda, but I, I took it particularly hard myself. Um, just, just Fishman Island being abysmal. And... Um, I wasn't really sure what to expect from him after, you know, this thing that we'd been all hoping and, and, and dreaming about for so long. And Oda had never let us down, really. I mean, over a long term, especially for an arc overall. Um, I mean, there, there's even Thriller Bark, you know, there are things you can say about it that are very positive. Um, and I guess that that's true in some respect for Punk has, uh, for Fishman Island. Um, but really, I mean, comparatively, I think we can agree across the board, uh, at least amongst ourselves, that uh, Fishman Island was really a low point. And to see almost exactly one year, to see Oda turn that completely around in Punk Hazard, and, you know, there, I have my qualms throughout it, but overall, um, just an amazing series, uh, uh, part of the series, and um, done in such a short amount of time, juggling an incredible amount of characters and handled really skillfully, uh, and setting up something even bigger and better. Um, what a year for, for, the, for the manga. Um, Punk Hazard... It has been great, and I'm looking forward to seeing how it wraps up. Uh, Steve, you're number four. All right. I feel like this one, I feel like, you know, this makes me seem like a dubby, but I have I have reasons why I picked as my number four. I feel like you um, have the same one as me, but go on. Maybe. Um, would it be that uh, it was announced that we got the rights to season five and Strong World? That is or, also my number four, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, how about this, Zach? How about me and you discuss why we picked it as our number four? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it right now. Uh, <laughs> oh, I thought we were going to do it in the next segment. Oh, no, let's, uh, let's do it in this segment. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> um, <laughs> now, the, uh, the reason why I picked that, um, I think it's kind of more of like a personal re- – well, of course it's personal reasons, but 
uh, we were going to Otakon, and hey, Otakon's fun. You know, we always have a good time. But I think this year we were just going like, hey, we're going to Otakon. There's not really a whole lot going on this year. Well, but, we hey. had Opcon. We knew we were doing that. Yeah, we were doing Opcon at least. But like, hey, you know, that's our thing. You know, but that's that was really our own thing. And then just boom, boom, season five, Strong World. And then the whole weekend changed. <laughs> It was a fun weekend. It was. We didn't think we were going to be doing anything, and then it was just a lot of running around and planning. And of course, you know, we had. And I feel like I, I, I kind of want to like shoehorn Opcon into this, just because it, it turned to be a, it turned out to be a very one piece weekend for us at Otakon. And uh, season, I think season four of Voyage One just came out around that time, so I had it, and we were watching uh, first few episodes, and that was a lot of fun. And yeah, you know, and then it just turns into a con thing with seeing, you know, you know, the people I already know, meeting a lot of new fans. Um and I I feel like I should point this out. because um, I don't think we talked about it on the podcast. Maybe I don't think we, we did. did. I know where you're going with it. We had people that came from was it Brooklyn? Yeah. yeah they drove yeah. down that day. They drove down that day, had no idea what Otacon was. But they saw that <laughs> someone was going to do a One Piece convention. So they're saying, hell, I'm for that. I'll drive four hours of that. And they came all the way from Brooklyn for the day just to go to our little thing with bagels. <laughs> they were good bagels. <laughs> they were, they were damn they were good Baltimore bagels. bagels. And, and it, no, and that was a fun thing. And we did the, the One Piece Jeopardy thing. And we gave out uh, tons of prizes. Oh, tons so many prizes. I emptied my basement of, yeah. of the shit I had <laughs> from Parents Funimation. were so happy with you. They they were th- really. and, you know, and thanks to Char, too, and you know, oh, yeah. uh, well, Funimation for hooking us up with a ton of stuff. I'm, I mean, part oh. of it, obviously, was get, setting up an interview very quickly with Char and uh, Josh. Mm-hmm. Josh was, well, Josh came to the panel, but he wasn't uh, at the, yes. I think he was at the interview that we did. Um, for to talk about season five and strong world and really Funimation was so cooperative with us and it's it means so much to us that they uh well not only license season five and strong world but talk mm-hmm. to us about it first and, and they did mention us during the panel and they did mention us during the it was panel, nice. so we got the great. one piece podcast here and then it was funny when i was at awa and i was at awa by myself it's like and sully was like and we do have a member of the one piece podcast here and i did the shifty eye look because people were turning around saying like who and i'm like just sitting there like, eh. <laughs> but uh, I, I feel like, yeah, it, it, it seems more like an Otakon uh, like thing than a season four or season five and strong world thing. But I felt like it's just it became such a crazy one piece weekend for us. Yeah. But and, really, the the announcement is the, and and on a on a on a less personal level, um, I think it was so important because um, it solidified that one piece was. Not no longer in life support in the United yes, States. Yes, I, I totally, I totally rem- remembered to yes. say that, and then I forgot that. But yeah, at that point, the fear was gone. It's mm-hmm. it's like okay, there are fans out there. They're buying stuff consistently. It's doing well. Uh, keep this kind of stuff up. We could, you know, we could get a season six and yeah. seven and eight and nine, and we could be, we could have Punk Hazard on DVD by twenty thirty four. Yeah, um, is that your number four, Zach? Too. That's also my number four, so, Ed, you could end it, yeah. All right, my number four is Film Z. It's been so exciting to hear all about this and all the cool stuff that we've been getting because of it and hopefully getting it in America someday. I mean, with a Strong World announcement, it's definitely possible. Um, That's why Strong World was above Z for me. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. That's – it it is for me, too. It's coming up uh, eventually. Um, But just – and also, like, hearing Greg's description of it and how 
deep the characters are and, and reading outside reviews too that were like oh, even yeah. people who, who don't necessarily like one piece i was reading a review on, Kot- on kotaku that they, they reviewed it like on a major american website and uh this guy doesn't really doesn't really follow one piece but he thought it was a good movie he, he said not only did he think it was a good movie he said it was the best shonen movie i've ever seen yeah hmm. definitely um but yeah just getting all all the stuff from from that is is amazing there's a lot that Greg hasn't already said about it. Yeah, yeah. See, there, there, there's a lot I described, but um, like, and I mentioned it before, but as I said, everything will come together when you see the final scene in the movie, and it's remarkable. Okay. Uh, I, how could I flip the order a little? I, I'll do my number three, and then we'll go around. Um, my number three, and it's what Greg said as well, any other year this would totally be my number one it was also punk hazard that's my number three as well so we'll talk about it the two of us right now in this segment um so first just i looking back at it and the fact that this all happened this year i think the manga started at the beginning of the year right for punk hazard um it's unbelievable how much has happened how interesting especially at the beginning the beginning was so incredible uh, you, I mean, you had the dragon at the beginning. Uh, spoilers man ta- for those. A man guys. talking out of his ass. Man talking out of his farting out of his ass yes. in words. Um, you forget it was farting. That uh, <laughs> you have the uh, centaurs, the not really jaguars, jaguars, gaytars, um, gaytars, and, and brown and toad, beard, toad goats, and toad goats, and you have the the law and everyone switched up. Don't forget that because I thought that was a lot of fun. Law and, Lu- Law and Luffy have an alliance Law now. And, Luffy, and, Kid, and Hawkins and, Hawkins and, and Apu have an alliance. Um, oh, my God. And the fact that it's this small arc and at the same time this huge arc um, and also start that we start big. the start of something big. Um, Actually, the way I have it written here is that yeah, One, Piece gets it, One Piece gets its mojo back. Yeah. Oh, that's mm. – and it's what Greg said. It's kind mm. of this sigh of relief. It's like – Okay, One Piece can be awesome, and I forgot how it was. This is our, as a podcast, our first real arc, I think I could say. I mean, I'm not counting Fishman Island, uh, but when we started Fishman Island, we're like, oh, I'm so excited, we're going to do a real arc, and that's what Punk Hazard has been uh, to me. But Ed, any? Um, Caesar is a ridiculous villain. He's so evil. I, like, I actually feel hatred towards him for the things that he does, whereas... A lot of things that fit in Fishman Island that were just met with the sigh, the mm. roll of the eyes. Mm-hmm. So yes, Greg, for the record, just, we agree. Villains, <laughs> villains, you can believe in and hate again. Yeah, um, Greg, uh, you're number three. Number three, uh, might I don't know. Um, some of you might expect it, might be surprised. Uh, number three was winning Hokotate, um, the second round. Um, that was that was definitely my number three. Um, uh, just. I don't know what to say. I mean, I've spoken for how, how long is it now? Hours on this thing, just describing <laughs> it and how it went up to it. So um, uh, just an incredible moment to to be able to stand up there uh, against the editors once again and to beat them at their quote-unquote own, own game. Uh, Literally. Yeah, amazing moment. Oh, okay. So um, I, I mean, if you want to go back to the, what, the November 26th episode. We are the champions. That, yeah. yeah, we are the champions. Just listen to that whole thing. I listened to it when I was in the plane last week. It was amazing. Uh, yeah, please, please do it. If you want to hear all my thoughts and opinions, it's just I've, I've talked that to death by, by now. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, just uh, all, all of my 11 years of, of fandom, 11 and a half by that point, uh, years of fandom just uh, all, all came together for that. And uh, yep. 
That's how long we had to wait for a certain someone to die. Um, <laughs> sorry. Well, 12 years later, we had an episode with that. Anyway, uh, Steve, number three. That's what we're up to, right? Yes. Numero three, ho. <laughs> um, my number three is going to be uh, Film Z. Uh, and not you know not because of the plot and all that stuff. I haven't seen the movie. But really more for Z's success. And I, we touched up on this earlier. But I think it's a big deal that Z which didn't have the same kind of hype that Strong, Strongworld had. Not saying that it wasn't hype, but more... Strongworld was a huge deal because Oda wrote it. Like, it was like, oh, well, it's... Yeah, he's Maji. Yeah, he's he is Maji. Maji. Yeah. <laughs> he's Maji, and it's like, oh, well, this is pretty much... Hey, it's practically like Oda's just doing his own anime. Um, so, like, I, I, I always thought that the next film after Strongworld, you know, might suffer because it's not going to have that kind of momentum... And uh, I was proved wrong, very wrong. Z has, I, and, well, the thing is, I, it, it might be due to the fact that Stronghold so, did so well, because Z did even better. Uh, it's getting really rave reviews, and I just think, I think it's a, you know, I think it's a big deal. Thus, uh, I think being one, of, um, being one of the bigger stories this year, or maybe, maybe that's just because it's one of the more recent ones. Um, but I can't really talk too much about it, but I feel, but I feel like um, what we have been getting or what we have been hearing has been really cool, and I and I really love the fact that it's focusing on the Marines for once, um, not necessarily depicting them all as uh, as you know bad guys because you know, or good know, guys or and well yeah well Z but I was thinking the Marines have a stake in this and they're definitely. Um, you know, they're definitely not taking it lightly that one of their own has betrayed them. Uh, so I kind of like that there's this sort of like this, uh, oh, at least from what I'm getting, this very brotherhood like kind of sense with the Marines that they're, you know, banding together and trying to take down Z, um, if that makes sense at all. I just think that I think it's a very cool premise because usually it's a One Piece movie. You want to focus on Luffy having his crazy adventures. But I like that the Marines are a huge part of the story. It's something new and very refreshing. And we talked about it last week, but it's really nice to get a really awesome new soundtrack uh, out of that. Very different, too. Um, yeah. And I finally realized what, that, what the opening track reminds me of. It reminds me of Soul Calibur stage music. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I, I, and that, that's awesome. That's not a bad thing. I piece. really like the re kind of kind of overtaken sounding uh, track, which I used on the last episode. Um that made me happy that there was a... I like when, whenever we get new March themes. Anyway, we're getting off track. Uh, we're, we're down to number two. Who hasn't gone first? Uh, I don't think I have. Okay, so Ed, you go. Uh, and we talked about a lot of this already, but the this is all dub stuff. Season five announcement. Strong World announcement. And the release of season four. It's season four. Episodes being released in English. I, I, mm, I don't know if I ever really thought we'd see that. It's it's been it's, these are my favorite episodes of the series, like my favorite arc probably. Yeah. And just hearing that in English, just getting that was was incredible. And it's mostly season four, but also the the fact that it's going to continue season five, Strong World. And you guys have already talked about what happened at Otakon, and just hearing that, hearing all the great stuff, <laughs> I can't, I I. Mm. I can't. I haven't even gotten Voyage Three yet. I'm gonna. Go, I'm gonna watch it all in one sitting. Well, it's it, it's nice for you to mention some of that stuff because I think I was I was talking about that last week when I was reviewing the set that it 
it still feels very surreal to be mm. watching these episodes in English because um, I have I such fond memories of watching. Yes, uh, and um, one of the ways I described it uh, was that the Water Seven episodes uh, live up to my fond memories. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, well, not only that, but they were the cool alternate version to One Piece because we had the four kids dub. You know, like pretty much, if you like the anime, it's you were either watching the four kids dub. Or you knew that One Piece was better than that, and you were watching Water <laughs> 7 and all that. Uh, so it's very surreal to finally seeing it come out in English. Yeah. Almost. my number two. God, yeah. It's like um, eight, eight, seven years. It depends on when you, you were watching, but yeah. Sorry. Uh, Steve, <laughs> what was your number two? Um not to be a brown noser here. Uh, <laughs> uh, but my number two is definitely uh, going to be Greg's Hokotate appearances. Um, because I think it definitely, <laughs> I think it made it an interesting year for, for us in general. Because um, we had so much to talk about and it got Greg back on. Uh, but I think, and I think um, Ed t- uh, touched this up earlier, really opened the door for us international fans, you know, especially us American fans, but, you know, for us to have a presence, for there to be evidence on television that we exist. Um, but also... It Greg, was just, you it exist. Was... <laughs> and Zach, was... you, you, look, you look stunning on television as well. I looked a little interesting, yeah. <laughs> I was on TV, too. <laughs> that was a while back, though. Yeah. Um, but, like, it, it, and you got to see Greg finally, like, live his dream. Uh it, it was nuts. It was very surreal, and you wouldn't think something like that would happen, and it did twice, and then it just opened up uh, the door for you know Greg now working with the magazine, uh, and some really crazy stories from Greg. So I think it, I think it was a very groundbreaking moment for you know not just us, but you know for One Piece fans, and I feel like more One Piece fans need to know that something like that happened just because that's you know. Pretty damn interesting. <laughs> uh, Greg, you're number two. Number two. I'm going to cheat here um, because this all happened in one day. So I'm going to say uh, One Piece Film Z uh, going to Shueisha and being published in V Jump. Um, again, you know, kind of kind of centered around the self. But uh, hey, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to take it while I got it. Um, what what a day that was. I mean, seeing Z in advance alone was was incredible. Um, and then going to Shueisha and on top of that being, oh, yeah, by the way, um, we're going to uh, serialize your your column in V-Jump. It's just I'll never forget that day. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't respond well. I mean, I feel sorry for the people around me because I was literally saying like, uh, 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 for most of the time. <laughs> Um, but, uh, but, uh, just, just an, an amazing day. Um, and, and the things that it's leading to even, even now, um, some other things as well. Um, just, uh, I, I think to, together, um, with you guys, um, the, the podcast and, and, you know, this has been kind of an overall theme, but, um, the internationalization of one piece, where it goes from here will be very interesting. Um, not, not just manga related, but, but anime as well. Um, I, I think we have some really, really big and exciting things to look forward to in the, the coming years ahead. 
And um, that, that was definitely a, a part of it and kind of the culmination of it for, for, for myself personally. Um, not to harp on the same kind of thing, but my number two is the same as Steve and Greg's number two, essentially. This means um, we all have the same number one. I know it. Uh, no. I think I have the same number one as Ed, probably. Anyway, yeah. because we're missing one important thing. Um, my number two is is Greg's journey. Um, I mean, this is even broader than 2012, I guess. I mean, we first had Greg on the podcast in September of 2009. And I'm trying to think of where he's come. I feel like I'm talking at your graduation. Um, <laughs> and I mentioned it on the segment, being an avid reader of his website when I was in junior high. Well, thanks to Ed, he's on the podcast. But it's unbelievable that I'm actually going to meet you for the first time after all of this. But um, just seeing you come from, you know, super fan to this year going on national television and i remember when you were in the planning stages for all this which started just i think at the end of last year uh really going into this year and you really weren't on the podcast that much this year but every time you were on it was incredible and you had these huge stories um <laughs> so it was either your you know the we were talking about pyroblowing hazard so like your quizzes and you know everything on uh uh, getting on Hokotate, then being on Hokotate for the first time, then all the stuff that happened over the summer and, you know, talking about, you know, your love with One Piece, how you lost it, how you got it back, because that was one of the other reasons you weren't on a lot uh, before and kind of just that journey coming back to One Piece. Um, and then really just this ending that your your number two is incredible. Um and it, it's it's an honor. I, my number two and number one both have to do with someone on the podcast. And I, I think in any other year, all of these would have been number ones. But your journey is just incredible, just seeing it. And I cannot even imagine where you'll be a year from now. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Very, very kind words. Um, but, yeah, I guess I'll get more to that in, uh, in number one. Um. Who wants to do their number one first? Zach, why don't you do it first? Should I do it first? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think we're all... I don't know. I think Ed has the same one as me. Um, um, can you guess? No, I'm not. I'll just say it. Um, Shonen Jump Alpha. Yes. Okay. And my, mine specifically was the... The simultaneous, yeah, yeah, simultaneous release. Yeah, simultaneous release. It's but both. Just from the beginning of the year. It's been amazing. Uh, we started the year... We made a bold move, I think. Bold... Take it bold, how you want. Not, I don't mean egotistically. I it mean, was the only move we could make, it from my from my perspective. Oh, of course, but it's still ballsy, and I'm positive we've lost a lot of people from it. Um, but I would never have made a different decision in moving two chapters two weeks behind or with the Shonen Jump Alpha. Release. Gotta have faith. You gotta have faith. Um, and I think, and I think it really this is the payoff. Uh, we're getting simultaneous releases in less than a month from now on the twenty first of January. And I think I said it on the episode where we did the announcement, but this is everything. This and the simulcast of the anime was everything that we really hoped for. And we're uh, we're good. We're good. Now. Yeah. Now we could, we, now we, we could. We wanted. Now we could do a podcast. It only took uh, almost four years, but now we could like legitimately do a podcast because those who have been listening to us know that our manga has not always been garnered in legitimate means. And we've tried. When we moved to Mondays, we were going along with the Japanese releases. Don't go listen to Into Final Phase. 
<laughs> but we've gone through really bad scanlations before. They're interesting. To oh, but hey, with. we used to rip into them too. They're fun to rip into. No, I'm not saying they're not, but it's it's great that there is finally, at least in the United States and Canada, a legitimate uh, source. And Greg, you made that video at the beginning of the year, uh, which I think we said earlier. It's amazing how so much of that you know has just come to be in in yeah. some different ways. And I don't see worldwide simultaneous releases of Shonen Jump being that far off. Well, this is this is the test. I mean, if it takes off here, then um, I mean, you know, it's it's going to be everywhere. Which is uh, why it's so important that people listening subscribe. If you haven't, which I'm sure a lot haven't, subscribe to Weekly Shonen Jump. You're not only helping yourself uh, and the United States and Ichiro Oda, you know, specifically. Um, you're helping all people around the world with the potentially get this. I think that's true. Any any other? Since Ed, well, you had the same one. Yeah, no, that's that that's that pretty much says it. No, I just got reminded because Zach mentioned uh, Greg's video. Uh, yeah, now we accomplished all this stuff. Now that's left uh, is to get One Piece on Toonami, and then I think everything like every like potential campaign has been met with success <laughs> the fact that there is a tsunami this year um brings that is is like amazing as well anyway um who wants to go next <laughs> steve well, i guess i'll right. go next yeah. um yeah i didn't mention the simultaneous release for alpha i don't know why i feel like it's because i felt like it would happen or it should happen i don't know <laughs> like, can, I, when, can i jump in there why, why i didn't have it on there as well is just because it's it's so big that mm-hmm. it for, for me personally, I mean, it, it's incredible. For, if we're doing podcast moments, I think that would be number one. But as far as, as One Piece, it's just it's so huge, it's so gigantic of a of an announcement of a move of a movement of a uh, a realization of, of something that it, it's just it goes beyond One Piece for me. Um, it's it's just in, for the world of manga, it's such an accomplishment. And something I n- never thought I'd see. Um, just wow! I mean, I, I think you agree with me on this, Steve. It's just—it's it, for anime and manga in general. It's just—and um, it happened in less than a year. I think yeah. it's also incredible. Now I'm like regretting not putting it on my top five. <laughs> it's fine. We need new and original think thinking. Anyway, Steve, mm-hmm. what's your what's your number one though? I'm now um, you have me at the edge of my seat. It's not a surprise number one because a few of you have mentioned it before already. But well, never mind. I'll get off my seat. I never try to be this vague um, or just this broad. Um, I should say not vague, uh, but I feel like I have to choose this. Um, my number one is just the Punk Hazard arc um, because Greg was pointing out earlier. I should say. Fishman Island was a stinker. I will admit that um, as much as it pains me to do so, um, it kind of stunk up the joint a little bit. Uh, but I remember in January, I just remember just, okay, the island's on fire and there's a dragon and then there's, you know, just a walking pair of legs and talks through farts. Uh, and just from there, it just got crazier and more like, and just, it it was unpredictable, and I you know dare I say this, Punk Hazard for the most part was unpredictable for me, um, with a few spots here and there. Like I had a feeling it was law, and when we found out it was law, it was awesome. I think just I think Oda really n- knew that he had to step up his game, and he did so. And I really can't remember. Well, I don't know. I shouldn't say that, but 
just for the full year, I was really addicted to reading the manga and really looking forward to the new chapters. Oh, yeah. It's been the first time since I think we started the podcast where I really felt like that. Well, I don't well, Mar- Marineford was huge Marineford. for us. Marine, that's what I meant, Marineford. And it fell uh, down. Well, and then no. that led to the time skip. So I'm not going to say, like, oh, wow, this was like the first huge arc. But I think because <laughs> Fishman Island just stunk up the joint so much. But I don't like the just as a whole, the entire year from January to December, the manga has been awesome. So I feel like I should make it my number one because it's it is one piece. That's true. It, and it's doing a good job of being one piece. Uh, before we get to Greg's, just to build some suspense, we asked you guys out there what your favorite moments are. Uh, we'll read the Facebook ones and uh, before Greg goes, and then we'll read some Twitter ones at the end. Um, let me. Let, you could inter- feel free to interrupt if you like some of these. Um, Eric says, uh, "Entering the new world, Luffy's Red Hawk, and reappearances from Scratchman, Hawkins' kid in law." Uh, uh, Okay. Uh, most of these, <laughs> most of these are very manga specific. Um, John uh, says Caesar's various facial expressions. Yes, <laughs> definitely. Yes. Uh, mm. Learning about Doflamingo's sad and smileys. Uh, oh, and smiles. I don't know if he means Doflamingo's smiles or smileys. Um, the Straw Hats working together with Law and Smoker and getting and for him a personal achievement, getting a friend into one piece and marathoning most of the anime over the summer. That that is hey. always big. I, I feel like I should mention that too. I you know, I have a friend that finally got into One Piece and she was a good egg because she just started buying the manga. It would be every con we'd we'd see each other again, like especially the last two, she would have like a whole arc. Like, the last time I saw her... That's how I used to do it. The last time I saw her, she had, like, all of, like, the rest of Water 7 and then the first volumes of Thor Bark, and it made me proud. I was like, yep, that's one of the smart ones. Uh, (laughs) Andrea has uh, the Straw Hats getting together. I feel like that happened longer ago. Anyway. Uh, (laughs) Poseidon, uh, which also I think happened last year, but in the anime it happened this year, so that's okay. And the discovery of Sad. Um, this, okay, I don't mean to make fun of this person, but all of this was from a long time ago, so I have to read it. Um, Ryan says, sorry, I guess Ryan. one of these, I'm sorry, Ryan, uh, Nami stabbing herself and Luffy stopping her. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, it did well. Well, episode did. of Nami. Episode, episode of Nami. Now, tell, me if th- tell me if these two happened this year, though. I don't think they did in any capacity. Uh, Chopper's backstory. Okay, you, mis- <laughs> you misinterpreted the question. I, I, uh, I, <laughs> at Brooks Crew's last song. Um, sorry about that. Um, I also have a rescuing Robin from someone. So I think that was just people I have to read. And yeah, now everyone's doing that. Oh, come on, guys. Uh, <laughs> you uh, read the question. They just see what people are posting. Um, when Luffy beat the sea serpent. <laughs> yeah, they're all doing that. <laughs> actually, did, actually did happen kind of recently. That happened last year in the anime, finally. I wrote 2012 in this post. I'm making sure because like half of these are like um, Jonathan asked. Romance to- Dawn, the second version. Jonathan yeah. asked, does Werner Week count? And of course it does. I forgot about Werner Week, since that's not a numbered episode. Um, okay, back to regular ones. It took a while, though. It's like half of this list. Uh, Law, Mark says, Law versus Smoker. 
Yes. Uh, Virgo pulling a Chris Brown onto Shigi. How does Man. that work? Ow. Ow. That's uh, <laughs> oh, that's a pretty bad taste. Um, <laughs> he's a fan. Uh, and yeah, Unfortunately. <laughs> uh, Monet's snow form biting off one of the fodder marine's shoulder. That, that is such, cool. It's cool, but very specific. Um, he also says that he likes Brownbeard's stupid moment before he was shot by Caesar Clown's henchman and Frankie in Chopper's body, turning into Monster Point. Yes, uh, those were hilarious. That's true. Uh, and finally, Andy said uh, his number three is Zoro cutting down Monet. Number two, uh, one of the most emotional scenes, Mocha swallowing the poison candy, which was a very good scene. Uh, and number one, Law unsheathing his sword and cutting Virgo, along with the entire island in half. <laughs> all, th- all this has happened in the last month. That's that's the funny thing. These have all happened in the that's, last month. I mean, that's the great thing. This month's great. Um, okay, Greg, you're number one. Number one, uh, this is, I think, a no-brainer. Uh, getting Oda's autograph. And I forgot about that. I don't know yeah. how, but I did. And that combined with the first Hokotate experience, um, because, I mean, the autograph, the autograph is, is obvious reasons. I mean, that thing is a, a that's a, that's a treasure, mm-hmm. um, literally and, and, um, uh, kind of figuratively as well. Um, but, uh, that's, that's 11 and a half years of just working towards that moment and being ignored and just constant failed attempts and questioning my own fandom, falling into to really dark, dark places with the series and uh, coming back to it through Hokotate and then getting the autograph. You know, something interesting is um, we didn't get autographs from Oda this round, um, even though we won. Um, so the other seven, indivi- the other six individuals, even though we won, we didn't get a signboard from Oda. Um, so that's, that's something really, really special. And, um, I'm really grateful for the Hokotate, um, experience. That's the, the first one, which we lost. Um, just be, even though we lost, um, everything about it from start to finish was incredible. And I say that because, uh, you guys were a huge part of it. Um, uh, all of the, the questions that you feel, the fielded, um, the fact that you basically gave me a forum, uh, in, in the podcast, for for talking to fans and getting uh, trivia from fans, um, all sorts of people coming together to to quiz me, and um, you guys organizing um, all, all of that, and um, you know it, it was tough too because you know remember I believe the Greg's explanation was because you know I, I couldn't talk about it, so we were doing all this stuff and like yeah Greg is is doing something we can't talk about it but please help us and you helped out with that all and. It's a risky thing because you can you can take uh, fans off pretty well um, by you know saying that you know we, you have to trust us we're doing something special but it's for a reason and, and uh, I, I appreciate that you're as, you're as much a part of, of the victory as uh, certainly my, my wife who also helped uh, quiz me personally and um, uh, it's, it's your guys' victory as well um, because I wouldn't be here without you um, so uh, that that signature up on my wall it. It's it's on my wall, but it, it belongs to to all of us, really. So, uh, congratulations, guys. I think I could say the same about the podcast. It certainly wouldn't be anything. It would shell. It would be a mere shell of itself without you, Greg. Um, before we end, let's go through some Twitter tweet the year. Ed, do you want to? What's that? Do you want to sing something for the Twitter ones? I don't know. I feel like we have to sing them. Um, tweet 
tweet the year. That was terrible. Yeah. That was really yeah. just awful. Okay. Well, there are people sleeping in the house now. It's oh, been that's... several hours since we've been recording. <laughs> that's true. Um, all right. Uh, Dragon Peace uh, has uh, his number one uh, season four coming to the U.S., two PS3 game coming to the U.S., which none of us mentioned, uh, three Shonen Jump Alpha. Uh, then we have, uh, from Seijin Slayer, One Piece Film Z, Season 4, Shonen Jump Alpha. Um, we have, everyone did stuff from other years. That's, uh... That's so sad. Trick the TM, which this year, the thing is, this year was, like, unbelievable. Um, I'm surprised people had to fish things from other years. Uh, Trick the TM, Season 5 in Strong World, announced in America, simultaneous legal chapters, and the Denden Mushi scene with Doflamingo. Um, Awaken Benihime uh, says Film Z, Pirate Warriors, and uh, episode of Nami OVA. So there you go. Someone appreciated that. That's good. That was. I heard very good things about it. I still haven't seen it. Um, we have Mike Morris, Shonen Jump Alpha, simultaneous releases, uh, One Piece Film Z, and Punk Hazard in general. That sounds like yours, uh, Steve. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we have from Super Force Sooth, Chopper on Law's Head. I think we all forgot that. That really should have been all of our number ones. Um, number <laughs> it two, uh, and it was adorable. Um, yeah, that hurt to say. Number two, <laughs> Doe Flamingo looking legitimately pissed off and seeing the Kid Alliance. Um, uh, Willer Amstadius, I think is how you pronounce it. Uh, when Luffy beats Hody, which happened in the anime. Um, Robin's new power, which also happened in the anime, and Sanji's new techniques, which also happened in the anime. Uh, this guy watches the anime, so. This one comes from uh, Doctor, or SSAA podcast, uh, Ask Backwards Anime Podcast. Uh, three, Pirate Warriors, two, episode of Nami, and number one, Al Pacino. Uh, Al, Al Pacino. Damn it, I missed it up. Much better. More of a sheep. Uh, I don't know. I, I can't believe that character exists. I think people saw Pongo had such a following, and they're like, "Let's make our own." Pogo. It's like it's like the Yang to Pongo's Yang, or it is. Pong, or the Yang to Pongo's Yang. I don't know. <laughs> okay, uh, Akumu eight one three film Z punk hazard in general, and the mastermind. Uh, mastermind. It had everything a great One Piece chapter needed. I do not know which chapter that's referring to. Um. I don't remember them by title, which is really terrible, I guess. Uh, Christina P. dubbed releases, Nami OVA, in which she cried a lot, uh, and Film Z. Uh, Long-haired Jake, uh, Punk Hazard Arc, Pirate Warriors in the U.S., and Funimation getting the rights to Strong World. Um, King Luffy 1, One Piece Film Z, Season 4, Shonen Jump Alpha. Philip Flegger, I like these and they make no sense. Uh, Brownbeard, Coribu, and Caribou. <laughs> Wait, how could that be in anyone's top eight? <laughs> how could they not? I'm well, Brownbeard. That's well, Brownbeard. Yeah, Brownbeard's kind of. He... Speaking of the Ying and the Yangs, we have Punko Junkie, Punk Hazard overall, Shonen Jump, Shonen Jump Alpha simultaneous, an episode of Nami OVA. Um, and that is it. Those were a lot. We were very popular with that question. Um, we also had a lot, a ton of people just saying their general thoughts, but that's not what this is about <laughs> at all. Um, but thank you for sending those in. Um, anyway, you guys ready to get into the next segment? Yeah. Yeah, why not? So cool t shirt at the Hot Topic. It had Goku on it and it said, just saying. 
This is the Piece Together segment where we take your questions, comments, and theories. We have Steve, Ed, and Greg with us to take your questions. Hey, guys. Hey. 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 Um, so, why don't we start with... Piece Tweet. Yeah. <laughs> it's time to piece the tweet where we take your Twitter questions and comments. Um, let's start with Seiya Jin Slayer. Uh, what do you expect out of the new opening? I don't even know if we've gotten a confirmation for that, by the way. Um, or will will or do you think they're just going to change the animation for We Go? Uh, what do you expect out of a new opening? Do you expect one to come at the beginning of the year with Punk Hazard? I'll rephrase it. So yeah, I think they're going to put a lot of Punk Hazard characters in a new opening because that's what they do every time. Yeah, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. I hope so. I'm done with We Go. I'm, I, I, enjoy, I think it was a good one, I'm, I'm, but I think we do need a new one. The funny thing is, yeah, I'm not, I'm not done with him. <laughs> it's fun to drive through if you uh, drive drive to if you ever. I think it's a great song. I'm I'm a well, I'm a huge. Fan. I think I'm just a sucker for the Keita Downey songs because I loved We Are and I really like We Go. I think it was We Go had a good stay. We Are they dropped way too quick. I, I actually think um, I really liked Fight Together. Um, yeah, I have to say it's probably one of my favorite of of the recent era. Um, Did that ever get a full release? Yeah, it did. Yes. It took a very long time, though. I, th- yeah, I don't that, think that uh, came out until... It makes perfect sense, being from basically one of the, the Utahimes, they call them, of Japan. I still can't believe they, they wrangled that. That's incredible. But, um, uh, yeah, that was that was great. I mean, that's what you get when you put a major professional in charge of a, a One Piece song. So, Well, they learned their lesson from uh, opening 12. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope that lesson stays fresh in their mind for the next 40 years while One Piece is on the air. Um, <laughs> this one's from uh, Jose Argumendo from uh, the Toonami Faithful podcast, who uh, we are joining with, if you haven't heard. Um, his question is, considering the success of Z, do you think Funimation will do a theatrical run like Sacred Star of Milos in the United States or Canada? Dude, I'd like... I'd skip my wedding for that. <laughs> Why would you plan your wedding during the Strong World release? Why would I get married anytime soon? Um, no, like, I don't know. It's just like I would just – I would break for that instantly. Like, I think we're kind of lucky, Zach, because we live in New York. And mm-hmm. you know, like, with New York, it would just – it would be in one of the boroughs. Manhattan. Um, well, the, remember we saw um, Summer Brooklyn. Wars in the mm-hmm. was it the Japanese children's film something? It well, it was it was it was like the children's museum that was, it was in the Japanese. It was a Japanese children's museum, I think. Yes, or something. I could a, see it, it was, airing there. I would take a bus to New York to watch that. <laughs> that it's totally worth it. I'm not even, I'm not even kidding. No, yeah, I'm, I know you're not. <laughs> oh, I hope they I hope they do it with Strong World, but I think we're kind of. I take crazy. a break. I take a break from bar studying for that. Mm-hmm. We're straying away from the question. The thing is, do you think they'll do it? Yes, um, I personally do. I I I think they would uh, be making a they would make it a huge mistake not to try. Um, yes, and I know One Piece is not as big as FMA here, but it's picking up steam. And if they wanted to succeed, I don't know. If we don't, don't get theaters, be, they're not getting because we get, we're not getting it on TV. That doesn't oh. seem to be happening. Uh, the thing is, if it's not theaters, um, I. I'd be damned if they didn't try promoting it at a really big con. 
next I think, year. I think they would very likely do that. I think they're going to premiere it at Oticon next year like they did I with think they would. I think they would if do that. If they do, you know, who's sitting... Well, well I wouldn't say front didn't, row. Didn't, um, didn't movie 8 have, like, a, a minor theatrical run? Wiped yes, yes. Uh, yes, it did. Ed, it did, Ed right. went to see it, I think, right? All right. With Well, the... no, I saw it at the uh, Japan Information Cultural Center. All right, all right. Yeah. So it was technically a the- uh, not a real theater. With the success uh, of Zet in Japan, okay, I was thought you were saying they would have to be insane not to do this. I mean, if they did it with movie eight, uh, well, that on. was also a different time, and I yeah, think it was that's, different time. Yeah. We were coming it was still right on TV out then. Kids era. Yeah. It was on TV back then too. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but I, 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 there's no reason One Piece can't be a huge success in the United States, and I really think it has more broad appeal than people give it credit for. I'll be perfectly honest; it's coming. Because if if this movie didn't do as well as Strong World, then I would have doubted it. But it destroyed the competition. Yeah. It destroyed every other film in Japan, it which is by a lot. unbelievable. Ass. Let me tell you this, folks. I, I I sound like a salesman. Let me tell you something, guys. <laughs> um, I'm going to tell you this. I grab you by the belt, pull you back into the store. Um, no, I I went to go see it the sec uh, Sunday night. I went to go see it Sunday night. So the second night. And I went to the, the the latest showing they had, and we we went there early, and we expected like all the lines to be big for the the first opening night, um, because it was for Strong World, and we expected the big lines for Strong World and everything. We already had our tickets in advance; we bought them the day before, just in case. Um, but we went the, the second night, and the second night showing, and we couldn't get tickets. We went there expecting to be like, yeah, okay, they had the big opening, and day two should be fine. And I went there with my chopper hat on and was all excited with my wife. We drove out, you know, half an hour to the theater, and they were like, oh, sorry, we're we're sold out for the day. And first I was pissed because I was wearing my chopper hat, and I looked like a, an idiot then, um, walking away like, oh, mom, this is <laughs> Um but uh, more so, I was I was happy that uh, it on day two the late night showing was sold out. Which I know late nights are a big deal over in over in the U.S. Like a lot of, of like that's when like the big teen audiences go. It's not that way in Japan. A lot of them are either the morning or the afternoon showings. Um, not a lot of people go to the late night showings because they're actually uh, just not as many children can go to it and whatnot. Um, so that the movie is just its power over in Japan is unbelievable um so i i can't imagine that they wouldn't want to open it and it's even better than strong world it's way better than strong world so wow um i i hope they do yeah Ed, I, I was I, I was listening to your appearance on the animanga podcast and i remember and i heard you say strong world was your favorite and then i was thinking of what uh greg was saying about z and i'm like maybe it won't be i'm sh- and i'm still shocked because i know oda was involved with it but oda didn't write z correct See, you know the guy who wrote this is—he's uh, a famous TV uh, script or scenario writer, and um, his name is uh, Suzuki Osamu. Okay. And I actually—I'm I'm actually linked to this guy um, through strange—I don't know—twist of fate or whatever. But one of the TV programs I was on um, that fe- featured uh, the proposal to my wife, um, his wife was one of the MCs. She's a famous comedian. Um, so he actually probably knows who I am. Um, but he does, he does a lot of television work and he's done it for years. Um, and he writes for all of like, he writes for Smap Smap. Um, he writes for Hokotate. 
All right. So and it's no coincidence that a lot of these shows um, feature one piece corners or segments. Uh, obviously, Hokotate, Smap Smap. Um, so he yeah, is, I saw there was another Smap Smap too for One Piece. Yeah, it was totally lame. Um, he is <laughs> it's, it's totally lame. <laughs> um, he is a, he is an honest to goodness One Piece fan. So he knows his stuff. Uh, when you ask him who his favorite character is, he says his favorite character is Luffy, which is right in line with Oda. You know, I don't think Oda would trust anybody else who answered differently to 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 um, to work on this, something of this gravity. But like I said, every pretty much every line that the characters utter uh, is perfectly in place. And when you see this, I, I, I hope you get the same impression. But there's a lot of times I don't know if you've noticed, but sometimes in movies, characters say things or do things that just seem out of character. <laughs> uh, um, Nami. Uh, but, <laughs> but, yeah, um, really, um, the, the attention to detail that he took to make sure this feels like one piece and feels like it was done by Oda is incredible. All right. Uh, I guess we should get back to piece of the tweet. Uh, that's a really good discussion. Tweet. <laughs> okay. Awaken Benny Hime says, asks, uh, do you guys have a favorite filler arc? No. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like favorite might be too strong of a word, but I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if anyone said anything besides G8. It has it, it has its issues with pacing, but I think it's probably it's definitely a better filler. But I I can't remember like anything else besides. I the haven't terrible. watched a lot of filler. Yeah, I was gonna say if you're looking for my absence of knowledge in One Piece, you just found it. And I never really I never watched the Ice Hunters one. I watched the first episode and then I just. Well, waited the Ice for Hunters one wasn't terrible. I did see that. I, would, I think a lot of people a lot of people complain about it. I think people uh, complain about it though is because Luffy used Gear Second on that guy, and they're like, "Oh come on, he's a he's a filler villain. That's just, you know, it's making like it's making Luffy look desperate." Um, I don't know. I'll I'll watch it when it comes out on DVD. <laughs> Greg, do you have a favorite? I know you probably haven't seen I, many. I, I'm unfortunately in the same boat, so I'll try to answer as, as honestly as I can. I'm I'm really not knowledgeable on um, on filler material, but. As, as far as what I can answer, um, I think my favorite would have to be Apis. I think we can all agree on that. Um, that was really um, uh, a stunning achievement in the field of animation and yes, something that we yes, all yes. look to um, as one of the, the chief arcs of One Piece. One of the, uh, one of the best potential to introduce fans to the series with. Dragons. We had the first real introduction to dragons. Okay. Uh, I guess since it's brought up, I guess now we could just talk about the other reasons why the Oppie's arc was so bad. Oh, Lord. Or just one of the things that are annoying about it. I think I just couldn't stand how much they drilled it saying, wow, she was really cool. She she really could have fit into our crew. It's like, stop saying that. Like, I, I know that's not Luffy saying it anymore. I knew it was Toy A just like just <laughs> pounding that into your head. Um, I think one of the, the only rewarding thing from the Oppie's arc was that uh, reuse. <laughs> uh, no, because then freaking Eric shows up in canon, and that made well, him dying was the best part. That of was hilarious. Yeah, I have to that. admit, that was the funniest thing I've ever but seen. Damn Toye for doing that. Eric no, up in canon. Well, yes. What? Well, I don't know. But the very end with Eric, uh, when they're going up the, is oh, they're going oh, up the reverse oh, mountain. Reverse mountain. Um, 
and they just kick him off and kill him. They no, actually Nami kill. of all of them yeah, kicks Nami. him off, and he just falls into the water. And, and I think they say, user. and they say he's dead now, and they start laughing. Basically, no, they don't happened. say that, but none it's of very them, close like, to that. Like, um, Nami killed the guy. <laughs> Watch out for her. Wow, that escalated quickly. <laughs> <laughs> no, the only rewarding thing is that uh, Ryosei uh, Nakao was Eric. Yeah, yeah that's true. Well, and, and, and he's coming to, back. And he's yeah, coming he used back. to suck um, because, you know, before, well, before Strong World, the only character he ever played was Eric. So it's like, oh, if only he played like a good, a good character. character. Now he's coming back again after Strong World. He's going to be Caesar, so. Which is good. Um, <laughs> anyway. Uh, that concludes our piece together segment. Uh, why don't we round off? You guys ready? This has been the unofficial One Piece podcast ending season five, episode 249. Monday, December 24th, 2012. Uh, we hope you have, are having at this moment uh, very happy holidays, Christmas specifically, for most of you listening, probably. Um, and uh, enjoyed this holiday present, this incredibly fun, uh, lengthy episode. And I hope you're it's enjoying you it. you celebrating Hanukkah? Eight crazy nights. That ended like a week ago, too. <laughs> <laughs> very over. This episode is too uh, messy. I, I, hope, I hope they were good. I hope they were crazy. It's just in time for Kwanzaa, though. Just in time in for Kwanzaa. Crazy Kwanzaa. Um, and, and New Year's. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, I hope you enjoyed all of Greg's segments, the manga recap, anime recaps, news, piece together, whatever else we did. I don't remember. Um, it was fun. Uh, but before we go... I think we should do something slightly different. And I'm going to ask uh, you each to say one way to contact us. I'll go around. Um, Steve, what's one way we could contact us? Well, you could write to Zach. His address is the following. <laughs> no, uh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, you could find us at our website at onepiecepodcast.com. But if you want to contact us, we're at onepiecepodcast at gmail.com. Ed? If you want to just if you want to write a digital letter <laughs> uh twitter.com youtube.com and facebook.com slash one piece podcast greg stole my facebook um <laughs> it's greg's facebook it really is it really um is. smoke signals smoke signals uh, in the direction of new york um yeah i think that counts yeah yeah, yeah. okay steve back to you yeah, I'm letting Greg get away with that. <laughs> Steve. Um, well, um, I didn't mention Tumblr. I'll mention Tumblr real quick. Uh, OnePiecePodcast.tumblr.com. Um, and we do have a phone number. No, we're not up to uh, that. that. No, we're not, not even close. That. Not even close. Just okay, stop skipping well, things. Oh, I'm sorry. I guess. I guess no, it's Ed's turn. Order. It's Ed's turn. Yeah. You're done. Uh, yeah. don't for, our Skype name is One Piece Podcast. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Uh, Greg, anything else we're missing? Oh, damn it. Do we have forums? forums yes, to... we do have forums. That's They forgot about it, and you remembered. Perfect. Where are they now? I don't know. 
onepiecepodcast.com slash talkback uh, will be everything will be forwarded soon enough uh, please join talk um, if there if you're having any issues with it please email us um, I think that's everything so Steve what's that phone number <laughs> that number is Klondike 5 <laughs> now we play the waiting game no, that number is 347-497. Maji. Thank Just you. Just me? <laughs> you rolled through it together. That number, that number is 347-497-6254. Call any time. Time. With your questions, your comments, uh, more comments, um, positive comments. Not negative comments. You like commenting. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, just tell us what you think. Tell us you know, what you like hearing on the podcast. What maybe what you're looking for in year 2013? Because uh, if you thought the world was going to end this past week, you're a shithead. <laughs> <laughs> no holds barred with Steve. Uh, Greg, were you going to say something? Um, just uh, the One Piece podcast is, is going places uh, we never thought possible. And, um, I mean, even this year, I mean, we knew some amazing things were going to happen this year, and our expect- expectations were blown out of the water. Stick with us. We're going to go even bigger and better places. And uh, this time next year, um, I don't think we're going to be- <laughs> I don't even know if we can imagine what we're going to be saying this time. So uh, stick with us. Uh, you won't regret it. Um, so, uh, my name is Zach. My name is Ed. Hey, my name is Steve. I'm Greg. And before we leave, I think we should say congratulations. 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 Oh, no. I, re- I realize this is the last I know. I realize this is the last time we're going to play Kokoro no Cheese Do. Oh, no. Oh, no. This is, this is a good song. Come on, guys. we got to sing this thing. Uh, Greg knows Japanese. Sing it, Greg. Bullseye. Sing. <laughs> <laughs> Close. Better. 